by Motosport.com Fly Racing and Decal Works Coming to you live from Las Vegas right outside the Lion's Den with your hosts Steve Mathis and Daniel Blair And now strap in and get ready It's showtime I just don't like the guy The guy's just a douchebag Yeah Pulp MX Show coming at you! It's Monday, June 19th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man, let's have a good time tonight. Let's uh, let's talk some High Point and more. World Supercross kicking off as well in a couple weeks. MXGP maybe. Get into a lot of things tonight on the Pulp MX Show. Presented by the folks at Motorsport.com. Decal Works and Fly Racing. Got a great show lineup for you. Chad Reed's calling in. Uh, we are going. We, well, we asked Chad Reed to call in. We asked Chad Reed to call in. He's going to call in. Talk about World Supercross and more. He's a World Supercross advisor. Looks like he's going to be doing some TV work for them as well. Our buddy Phil Nicoletti will call in. Uh, yep. Are you kidding me? He uh, made his national debut at High Point. Uh, so our buddy Filthy Phil will call in. I know he was on last week. I don't even care. We can't get enough of Phil calling in. And from the American Flat Track Series, a JD Beach. He's a Blue Crew guy. Rides the Twins class. Uh, sounds like a good guy. He rides a moto. He's into the show. And let's talk some flat track with J.D. Beach as well. So looking forward to that. My co-host tonight, he is uh, from the Orange Brigade. He is from Main Event Moto. He's not from Supercross anymore. Daniel Blair, what's Jeez. up, man? How are you? Coming out like that, Well, huh? I mean, I, I, I literally was thinking about... <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, like, yeah, he's not hey, at NBC. Least, at least you didn't have to say, so what are you doing now? Because there's some other stuff to fall back on. Mm-hmm. I, there's usually a, a yeah. range of int- yeah. uh, range in the intro. but uh, uh, Yeah, you announced your, you're stepping away yeah. from the booth, uh, which I want to get into later on for yeah. sure. I'm, yeah, we'll talk about I'm it. I'm sure you uh, told your main event Moto fans the story, but we did. maybe maybe our guys didn't get all of it. So yeah. I want to dive into that a little bit because that that had been a big decision for you uh and it's gonna be weird come january to not see you uh yeah yeah. that's the key point january a lot of people have been like man like what sorry you you think i know how to do this too it's been a while i have 
been off for it's, a few weeks. Yeah, here. it's true. But no, I've had people say, "Oh my gosh, like, yeah, what, what's it like?" It's like it's no different. I I don't ever do anything right now. Yeah. I've never worked outdoor. Right, I, right now is always yeah. how I am in June. So you, there is no real difference. They didn't the ask you about working outdoors this year, right? They did yeah, ask you, yeah, at, at yeah. one point early, yeah. and then during Supercross a little bit. Yeah. But your, your your foot, your feet are no good for all day. <laughs> it's hard to be at the races when you got to take your 13 year old to the races. Yeah. He's yeah. he's back from injury, and we're we're night racing yeah. in the Carolina scene. So. Well, you did a uh, you did a great job about Thank the. You. Um, you did a great job in the, in the race day live in the, in the booth. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're going to talk more about that later on. Um, I'm sure you're aware, uh, there's some people wanting to get some answers on why I, you stepped away. We'll, I'm we'll, sure. We'll, of get it. Into yeah, that. we'll get into it. Uh, Chad Reed, Phil Nicoletti, JD Beach on the night as well. Uh, looking forward to having a great show and uh, we'll tell you more about the Millville ride day coming up as well. Uh, we're, we're starting to cut, cut through entries to get into people into that. Uh, and then yeah, motorsport.com fly racing decal works. X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Renthal, Acherbees, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Renegade Racing Fuels, Pro Filter, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Works Connection, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Weisco Piston, EVS, all on board with us tonight. And uh, yeah, go to sponsor, uh, go to PulpMechShow.com, sponsor deals on there, save, use the codes, save some money. And, uh, yeah, thank you for all the support for all of our, our partners. Uh, absolutely unbelievable um, how much support you guys give us, give our people. So we're looking forward to uh, having a great show tonight. And, uh, yeah, buckle in, man. we got lots to talk about. Ken Roxon made his uh, – uh, jumped into the Nationals and uh, led some laps, uh, almost won the damn moto. Uh, that was very surprising. And then Justin Cooper's strategy of, hey, I'm going to sit out Supercross, get ready for the Nationals – May have backfired uh, on him as well. Uh, Hunter Lawrence is 4-0. Uh, Jet Lawrence is 4-0. It's the summer of the Lawrences. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, absolutely uh, exciting. So lots to get into. 702-586-7857 if uh, you want to talk uh, moto or you want to talk uh, MXGP or whatever. Uh, taking your calls over there in the corner. Uh, he is back this week. Been gone a lot. It's not Frappy Pete. Lone Wolf, what's up, buddy? What's up? How are you? I really only had one week off because we took a show off, then Tits came in for his usual rotation. Okay. And then last week, I had Tits cover. So it's I, really only one, but it I seems like a I feel like you've been gone a while. Yeah. Mark's even said it, too. Yeah. It, it does. It, it's felt like some time. Yeah. It's just the way it worked out okay. with the off weekend. And then, yeah, one okay. one cover for All Tits. Right. But. Well, you're back in. I can't believe you oh, oh, we, what? We got a guest. What? We got a guest. No way. Oh, we got a guest. <laughs> wow. What are you doing? World Supercross what? champion. Right over here, Jimmy. Right over here. World Supercross champion. Hey, that's pretty good. Jim hey, I've been here a long time today. Yeah. For you to, we've talked oh, a lot today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jimbo, what's up, dude? We, I, that's we, awesome. We reunited the super team. Uh, we, we, you know, Jim Holly, everybody. What's up? What's up, Jim? Nothing. Had a good time. A little windy. How was the flight coming in for you? I drove. But it was. It was windy. all right. Yeah. Uh, a little. A little. A little. But not yeah. bad until I got in the Uber, yeah. and then I was like, "Whoa, it's uh, it's moving." I'll show log, Jim Holly. I can't yeah. believe. Yeah. And Steve, I, I said I've been here for quite a bit today. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about a yeah. lot of things, and you never cracked one. No. I had no clue. No. I'm excited. No clue. No, when I asked him, he was all about it. Jimmy was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm so coming. That's, that's I'm in. Surprise I'm in. Yeah. So, I love uh, it. great to have you in all, all well, show. Well, thanks. Always um, a good time to be here. Hey, boys, yep. how are you guys doing? That's that. Mark, you guys. Alan um, wants to get into it tonight. Yep. Uh, you know, he, he 
he quit doing the Supercross TV gig, Jim. So I'm going to get fine. into that, too. No, I know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Maybe you guys could do your race day live no, thing like, like, like during the year. Yeah. Like, slice and dice is back. Yeah, no, like I, like I don't even mean like from the stadium. Like you guys meet every Saturday and just do race day oh, live. Oh, and just do our own somewhere, yeah, too. just do your own. <laughs> okay. We'll just bring it back. It, it's been presented to me before. Yeah. The problem people. is we're on the other, we're on opposite sides of the country. It's yeah. going yeah. to be a tough go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> lots to get into tonight. But uh, yeah, Jim Hawley, everybody. Uh, uh, looking forward to, uh, to having you in tonight. So um, let's talk High Point. Yeah. Jet won again, but I think the story was Kenny. I did not have Kenny. Look, the track was set up for him. He's very good there, all of that. But I did not have Kenny leading laps and almost taking the win. Yeah, very good job by Kenny. It was good. And I felt like injecting him in there was pretty good timing, too, because Jet was kind of making this thing feel weird out front. We were already, like, sneak, you know, teasing the 22-0. and 0. So for, to have him in there gave it a little bit of spice. And then to have him do that well, I thought, is what made it really good. But... I do think it all matched up perfectly. The track being muddy like that mm. even made it better for him. It was yeah. so technical. So, uh, perfect storm. And, yeah, he, w- he was great. I mean, he showed why he's him, man. He just shows up and he's sick. Yeah. Yeah, he he rode really well. And, and I'm happy that he did ride. Not for that reason, just to – but he needs to ride to see how that knee's doing after Salt Lake City. He's got to get a race under his belt. Yeah. You always hear guys say, I, I got to get a couple gate drops before I start to uh, mm-hmm. defend my world Supercross title. So I was happy that, you know, he, he, went, he went there. The only thing I would have had him done differently is – you know, when you stall a bike, Daniel, you know, it's it's so hard sitting on it to find neutral. Yeah. Just jump off the bike, shake it back and forth, reach yeah. down with your so hand and find neutral. In the moment, you, know? in the yeah. moment no, you get so you. freaked out. But if you just go, it, I could be out of this in five seconds if I just slow down and do it right. Yeah, yeah. Because I would do the same thing. Yeah. I pull the clutch in and kick. Like, what's but, wrong? It's yeah. like, but, it's not going to work. But having said that, like, the HEP guys seem to have a tougher starting bike. Like, Marshall had a lot of problems starting it. We've seen some other guys on the team have an issue starting it. So we, there's been a bit of a problem with, you know, you're adding compression, you're adding, sure, you're changing yeah. the mapping, you got yeah. fuel. There's a lot of things going on with it. And then, yeah, Kenny, it looked like he tried to find neutral and then thought he was in it and then, you know, yeah, well, he just he, can't. Yeah. Like you guys said, you can't do that. No, here's a classic example for people that are listening is, you know, you open up your front door, you stick your key in there every time you've done it hundreds of thousands of times, yeah. right? If some guy's chasing you and wanting to get in that house, that key's not going into that <laughs> hole. It's the old horror. It's, exactly. It's, uh, Jason Voorhees chasing you on Friday 13th. They right. can't start the car. Right, right, right. But you know what? He still ended up second overall. No, I like was with surprised. Like a 7-2 seven, seven score. Yeah. yeah. No, it was he, good for him. I was, ha- I was yelling at my TV, start, 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 come yeah. on, fire, fire. Uh, just imagine Chris Wheeler at Suzuki. Oh, man. Just, just sitting there. Because it never really happened in Supercross. A couple practice yeah. sessions. You know but, what? Yeah. Uh, I, the, live by the sword, die by the sword. Because when he won an Indy, yeah. he took that Kickstarter off. Yeah. He raised it in the air <laughs> like it was a damn yeah. Yeah. Trophy, you know right. what I mean. So if you're gonna if you're gonna celebrate it, well then yeah. you got to yeah. deal with the so consequences. Here's an sometimes. interesting. We brought this up in our review show, and I'll start with you, Jim. Like, so was it just a track thing? Because look, outside of Sexton, Jet is kicking everyone's ass, right? Yeah. And so if you're Kenny, are you like, oh yeah, like I got this? Like you know, if I would have done this all year, uh, I would be right with Jet. Is uh, you know, no problem. Or is it just a track and muddy and, and like, one race deal? Like, should the other guys, like uh, AP and Cooper Webb and Adam Cincirillo and everybody else, be a little bit like, oh, shit, 
you know? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd be saying about okay. those guys. Look, this guy's been on the couch. Uh, we haven't seen him since Salt Lake City. He comes here and he's running second. Okay. He's leading laps and everything. We're doing something wrong. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you don't think it was just a, a track and muddy thing? Well, I mean, like, that, that adds a little bit to it, yeah. to Kenny's liking. You know, he's a very technical rider mm -hmm. and uh, the ruts and everything. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think it's a combination of things. But, yeah, those other yeah. guys got to step it up. I mean, right. you, you got to, you know, in order to beat Jed, I think you got to get him out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And we saw a little bit of that. Yeah. He was out of his comfort zone. Although out front, he was way out front and he crashed by himself. But, yeah. you know, he, he's a pretty calm, cool kid. I mean, I'm surprised at 19 years old, he doesn't he doesn't get rattled. You know, yeah. he right. goes, I got yeah. enough time. Yeah. You're thinking, well, maybe he's not going to get him. Maybe he's not going to. And then all of a sudden, he yeah. just starts coming. Yeah. But he's he's phenomenal to watch on the, the, the motorcycle. What do you think? More addition, like just a one-off thing? Or should those other guys be like, oh, shit. Probably both. I mean, I do think the track helped Kenny and it being muddy like that. He's just so technical and um, he's really good with his controls, you know, his yeah. brakes and his and those types of tracks require a lot more of that. It's less of a pinner track. It's mm -hmm. more technique. So he was definitely, I think, rewarded so by the if, track but at the same time if, the other guys i don't think should allow him to come off like jim said no. the last time we saw him he was limping he couldn't even ride yeah. that was his first ride on outdoor on that well, bike it doesn't sound like you had much practice either right? no, that's, yeah, a couple days right. or something so they should be a little pissed but i also think it was a perfect storm for kenny it, yeah. it so, was really good so for if him we go too. back one week to lakewood you think jet does not win as badly because Kenny's there. I think maybe Kenny might win because Kenny's he, good he, there. He won yeah, there, he good there last yeah. year, and, yeah. and that's a type of a track that he likes, and it's also right. ruddy. Um, I, I think Kenny could have gave him a, a run for it. We, yeah. I, I, he, look, he rode awesome. He rode, I figured he would be in the running with those other guys for third to fifth, but I figured it would be a dogfight. He had those other guys covered. Like, yeah, he did. Like, see you later. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't, every time, like, okay, so like AP was on the show last week, and I'm like, Hey, man, I really feel like you've been the second best guy, third best guy at Paula, second best guy the last three races. And I feel like, and Webb told us, look, I'm not up to, I'm not up to where I need to be, but I'll get there soon. I need some races. And Adam's been all over the place. Dylan's bike is not great. Dylan's had some uh, uh, Lakewood last week, got together with AP. This week, crashed on his own. I, I'm waiting for those four factory guys for someone to be consistent. I just yeah. you haven't seen it like like every time I think one of them was like oh like Hangtown Web second moto yeah. second I'm like oh here we go yep nope AP here we go nope yeah. Dylan nope like I don't know those other guys seem to not have their shit together right now compared to you know Jet well, or whatever yeah like, and, and I wonder why that is you know it's not like they didn't know they were going into the outdoors and they were preparing for except for um, Web. Web. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I didn't think he was going to ride. I mean, I, I thought maybe he'd come back halfway through or something, but uh, it's good to see him out there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I, I'm surprised at the privateer guys. Yeah. Master Pool no. and Marsh Banks and those guys and Freddie Norn, they're putting in some good rides. At the opener, we saw the factory riders and in a 30 seconds gap to Boutron and Lucrecio and those dudes. And that would be what I would think we'd see. Well, fuck. I mean, Master Pool, Marsh Banks. They're right in with Lucrecio. They're right in with the factory yeah. guys. Yeah. And it, so, like, do we praise the privateers or do we kind of, like, wonder what's up with the factory guys? I'm uh, wondering what's up uh, with yeah. the factory guys. Uh, me too, but I'm, okay. I'm wondering more with, like, a, a true question mark because I'm looking at that same group and I'm like, I can't judge them properly right now because the guys that are missing. If Anderson and Barsha and all of them were in there, I think it would make sense more. But because they're in their own little block mm – -hmm. The guys right above them are kind of out, and then there's these guys below them that are real. I mean, Mass Pro and March Banks are doing some 
to pull off what they're doing is incredible writing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can't figure out right now if this group is really good, but the privateers are just really good too, <laughs> or if they're really bad and Anderson and Barsha would be whooping these guys. And I that's why Kenny. So. That's why yeah. Kenny being there made it even more confusing because he kind of had his way yeah. with those guys. But then I'm like, yeah, but the track, I, 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 I mean, really can't figure it no out. No one has led a lap until I, Ken Roxon showed up. Yeah. Now, these yeah. guys can't even lead a damn lap. No, I know. And, and Kenny, you know, I mean, he almost won. Uh, you know, Jeff got to figure it out. But he's Kenny, though. We got to remember, know, he is him. And, and, and when he was on that bike, he is too, him. he is him. <laughs> he is him. Yeah. He, those, the he early lap of uh, maybe the first three laps of Moto2, I was like, that's old RCH Kenny back yeah. on the – he looked the same. He yeah. just yeah. worked the track for three laps, got away, and I was like, dude, that it reminds you yeah. of like how good he yeah. really is when he does that type of stuff. I mean, look, again, he had a couple days, wasn't as familiar with the settings, jumped on Chiz's bike, they took Chiz's right. bike, made it into Kenny's. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah I, and, and you look at that, what he did, that was more or less like you said, Daniel, back in 2016 when he won that championship. And when Kenny gets a good start and he's got a good clean track, he can sprint and he's oh, yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he kind of demoralizes you like, man, I can't catch this guy. Um, so where's Sexton? If, is Sexton, like I believe that Sexton's right with Jet and this whole lap led thing is not an issue because I think Sexton can win and lead laps. Hundred percent, right? I, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. when he comes back, it's it's an, it's on. Right. I mean, he's he's that good. We have to respect what he just did in Supercross and last summer. Yep. And as good as Jet's been, Jet's had do, not to deal with him but, very but, much yet. So I, I. But let me ask you this, okay? It, it's on, right? But now, if you're Jet, hey, that cat hasn't been here. In the, a long time, I got a big championship. I'm looking at the big picture. Does he go up and fight with him? Any normal 19 year old, <laughs> but not, goes, not for, goes for a record. That kid, I mean, they literally he he'll take an L for the big picture. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's why, so yeah, we might get cheated a little bit, Steve. Yeah, to be honest, if, if Chase so. comes back and he's on yeah. fire, Jet yep. might go. Let him Let me go. go get this championship. Yeah. Take yours. But then there's a part of me that's he really believes he's better than everybody and yeah. there might well i think it'll be situational but yeah. it will uh, be, it'll be interesting you, when chase uh, comes back you taking a little bit of a victory lap last little while for what's that for for jet are you what do you mean ah, you know generational Oh, I've been taking a victory I mean, lap for a year. What are you talking about? I've yeah, uh, but, I was proven right for the last 2 years But straight. i feel like it's these just, outdoors are more daniel was calling jet for, you know, tremendous things and we all at times were like calm down you still haven't Settle even down. you still to this day have not even admitted it in fact i've had probably 10 dms today <laughs> get him to say generational get him to say it so he's generational can you just say generational i was right just, uh, just, you, just i said it. are you taking a victory lap yeah, I, 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 i'm asking you like I, I because wave the white flag your white dude, flag when i saw the destinations i was on board the destinations thing to me a 250 rider Jumping into 450 class at the motocross the nations and, yep. and winning, I'm like, oh wait, okay, like wow, you know what I mean? And then Benny Bloss, about halfway through Supercross, is like, bro, you should see this guy in a 450. I heard that. <laughs> like, too. Yeah. like Benny's like, like holy shit. And and, and then you know, obviously now we're, here we are. And I don't even like, again, Sexton's out. The lead every lap, win every race. I'm not. It's not even that. Like. He could have got third in one of these races, but won the other three. I think I'm still on board. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not taking a, a victory lap all okay. the way. I Because right. I, I, I'm just. I'd I, I like to a little bit. Yeah. Maybe I will mm. take one. Because I was first. I mean, you were. And you guys, all, you guys all smashed me. You laughed at me. I'm pretty sure it was actual laughter. <laughs> it could have been. At me. It could have been. So, well, uh, just because when you compared him to Stu or Ricky, he didn't have the, the records. He didn't have the same records as those guys. Not yet. He, championship, sure, but not wins and not. Yeah. 
on all that. He wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Let, let me And let me tell you why, like, they all should. I mean, I, I said this a couple of years ago. I'll say it again. Why they should all be super, super scared of him. The second moto, remember about halfway through when he was like looking and they were kind of talking yeah. on the broadcast, like, you know, he's gauging yeah. it, gauging yeah. it. Yeah. Then after the race, he said, oh, I didn't really like my forks. It took me a while to figure them out. So I right. just walk, walk through this. You go out there in the first 15 minutes and you don't like your bike. You learn right away. You don't like it. Yeah. And then you learn how to adjust for 15 minutes to figure out what it does that you'll be able to deal with. You look up ahead and go, oh, it's Kenny, it's Adam. Okay, I'll just stay right here at 90% and just stand everywhere and cruise my way up to them, get them, buy them, and leave them. It's so slow motion to him and so calculated. That's what's scary. It's not just the talent. Yeah. The way he sees a race over 35 minutes is yeah. insane for a kid. So that's why I'm that's that's the type of stuff yeah. you shall worry about now in the when, future. It's when, not just the talent. When you saw it's James race management. When you saw James, you saw ball speed, but some risks, right? Yeah. More, oh. more than a few risks that well, he got away with, some didn't. But you know, I'm thinking about the undefeated season. Like I had a front row seat yeah. to that because Timmy yeah. was his teammate and I was at the truck and like he had some close calls. Yeah. Jet doesn't look like he has any close calls. No, except for <laughs> the one uh, uh, last weekend when he went down the hill and he lost the front yeah. and he oh, got yeah, threw yeah, off. That, yeah, that yeah. was about the only yep. thing that I say, saw him make a little mistake. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he had a big lead. No one was really pressuring him. But you talk about James Stewart, and, you know, he's got that shirt that everyone buys, send it. You know, and James Stewart was sending it. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think uh, that Jet's sending it right now. Yeah, I think he's yeah. just riding in his comfort zone and, and out there, and he's enjoying it and uh, he's looking at the big picture i I want to win a championship which is like you said scary when maybe he does have to push and what else what else what else does he have yeah Yeah. and and i was thinking about that too i mean if you look at his past he does have some little washout things in the mud he seems to actually have some mud issues sometimes but he also has issues when the track's really easy because everyone pushes hard, and he's not as he's not as polished when he has to push really hard. He's when he gets to be technical and just use his skill. Right. And now I think why he's so good now is he's using the motorcycle. He's got yeah. more CCs to work with. Mm-hmm. It does a lot more for him. So sure. now he's not having to be so aggr- like the two fifty. You got to ride it hard, even yeah. him. That four fifty, he can just let it do a lot for him. Mm-hmm. And he's so technical that he just like points and shoots a lot. And I mean it's. He's 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 seeing things slower, yeah. and, and that's he, what's weird. Does he remind you of Bailey? Yes, he, he yeah, does. Yes. A, a lot of Bailey, and I, I've talked about it before. But also, when Bailey went, uh, I believe it was eight no in the five hundred yeah. class when he went 84. over. Yeah, how old was David back then? He had he wasn't nineteen years old. No, that's no, for sure. yeah, no, he was twenty two. So, so what he, whatever, you yeah. know, they're comparing him to David. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Riding style and the way he methodically thinks about the race and breaks it down. He knows he's got thirty minutes plus two laps. He doesn't get all rattled, mm-hmm. just like David used to do. But the only difference that I see is he's nineteen and David was probably twenty four at that yeah, time. Yeah, because he doesn't remind me of Stu or Ricky. No, or you know. Um, 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 McGrath, he doesn't remind me of any of those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's different. Like, I've always actually f- saw little Wyndham-type things here and there with just the touch to the ground. He's very, yeah. like, soft yeah. with the ground. Little things like that, but he kind of draws from a little bit of everybody. Yeah. And Wyndham sat down too much, I think, He did. He, yeah, he, yeah. He had, uh, and, yeah. But, Jet stands yeah. a lot. Lachine, yeah. Bailey are the two ones that come to mind. When I watch yeah. old videos of Lachine, it's the same kind of, you know, yeah. just going to go for a and, ride. And getting back to your point, Daniel, in the – 250 class, like you said, you got to ride that bike. Look at Marchbanks. 
He couldn't do anything in the 250 yeah. Club MX. Says, yeah, hey, let's, so put you, let's put you on a 450 and look what he did. And even, yeah, that, the, even that, first, that second moto, yeah, he, he had a problem. He came into the uh, mechanics <laughs> area. Hey, something's going on. Hey, get back out there, man. But, Just go for it. And worked up and finished, I think, eighth. Eight. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like, I, you know, like I'm a Coop and AP and Adam. Uh, these guys are awesome. But like they're not getting their shit together here. Like no. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for one of these guys to sort of be like, "Hey, I'm a factory rider. Yeah. Watch this." But but I'm a realist. Yeah. That eighth is great. But I'm starting to add in Barsha. I'm starting to add in Anderson. I'm starting to add in Kristen Craig. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to add yeah. all these other guys. And now that eighth sure. is just yeah. outside that top ten. But these guys have a different mindset. And I'm talking about the privateer guys. They know that, hey, it's time to make hay right now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. time to make money. We got an opportunity to get good TV yeah. coverage and help out with sponsors or whatever. So it changes their mindset. So I, I think the privateer guys have yeah. stepped it up. Yeah, Masterpool and uh, and March Banks have straight up beat factory riders. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Two, two, two weeks in I'll, I'll tell you what, though, and this, this always worked for me as a rider, and I've talked to other riders that felt the same. When you spend a lot of time on a 250 and you're having to ride it like a 250 and carry momentum and push a lot harder, when you hop onto the 450 like right away, yeah. like week one, two, you're so like, remember Justin Hill when he got on that Suzuki 450? He just hopped on that thing and almost won Tampa. Right. Yep. When you get on a 450 right away, there's like all this power and freedom and you're coming off of like a lot of momentum riding. It fades off a little bit. So I've actually told some, even some of my amateur kids, like for the future, ride a 250, even if you race a 450, practice on one because it makes you ride, I think, better. And look at the guys who are getting on 450s and crushing it. Masterpool, Marchbanks, Jet, they hop mm. up and they're really good right away because they finally have power to help with the correct riding that they've been doing on a 250. So yeah. it's, to me, I'm not surprised when these guys do well. This well is a little mm-hmm. surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not surprised when a 250 guy hops up and is immediately good right away. But we, we do the same typical. thing. We have uh, Kenjiro Tujis over and we have a little Japanese kid, uh, showman uh, Nagasawa. And I can't go to those amateur races just because people, they just rub me the wrong way. <laughs> Jim's got people. a mad side. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, um, we have ride in 85 and he, he qualified for the he yeah. won both the uh, both uh, the unlimited and limited mm-hmm. class in '65, and uh, I know the time the kid's been putting in. I've been bicycling with him, working yeah. with him, and stuff. Wait, what's the kid's name? Uh, showman Nagasawa. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you want a KTM number, ride? Number number uh, sixty six. No, I know who. I, but, I just had to. But, but anyhow, somebody wanted to protest him, and I told Tuji, I said, even if that guy doesn't have the money, I don't care. Pull the thing down. Show them son of a bitches that he is riding a stock motorcycle. And then when they do it, because I got the bike from Mike Ulrich. I said, Mike, the kid wants to do it. Mitch Payton did the modified one uh, for him. And I go, I know that thing is stock. You know, I got it from uh, Moseman and uh, Dennis. At, uh, they had it at Motocross Action. They were doing a thing. Yeah. I need to borrow that stock bike. <laughs> okay. And, you know, if that thing, you know, it was stock, well, they didn't do it. But if yeah, I was there, yeah, they yeah. would have done it. Yeah, and then yeah. I would have said, booyah, bitch. <laughs> you know, give the rider some credit because yeah. he's been putting in the time. Yeah. Work just because your kid's not putting in the time. Yeah, that, that's what, Jim, you know, you're not on social media. Well, you're on Instagram. But on yeah. Twitter, guys were bagging on AC for getting passed by Masterpool last week. And, uh, and I, I was like, hold on, like. Let's just give Masterpool the credit here. The yeah, absolutely. Yeah, forget who he was around. Like, yeah. my eyes watched him ride. It was phenomenal. That yeah. track was yeah. so yeah. tough. No. He caught and him past he was, he yeah. looked yeah. Yeah. At one point, I think he got Webb and Ferrandis, like, in two corners. Yeah. He, like, inside, yeah. inside. I was like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. But, yeah, you you can't. 
That's why I don't know if you can knock all the guys around them because they look ins- – I mean, March makes yeah. – you're not going to get a second and it's going to be a fluke. Yeah. yeah. Like he yeah. had to have ridden like right. a madman well, because – even with Kenny, without Kenny, he gets a third. But Yeah, and even thing. that would yeah. – I mean, thing. that was yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Blair on the uh, Pulp Mech show brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Uh, Pulp Mech 23 is the code to save. Speaking of AP, Web, they use Decal Works for their graphics. Husqvarna off-road team as well uh, using uh, uh, Decal Works. Pulp Mech 23 is the code to save. Great turnaround. Uh, and they can do anything you want in the graphics that you want. Those guys in Illinois do good job. Ron, Sean, and everybody down there. Use the code PulpMX23 for 20% off. And also, thanks to the folks at Firepower Parts, whether it's Dean Wilson, Max Anstey, uh, using Firepower Parts, batteries, chains. they got a whole line of hard parts there. Firepowerparts.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com and ask for them. Check out their prices. Check out the quality. A lot of privateers using their chains in Supercross all year long. So thank you to Firepower Parts and Decal Works. Uh, and also, our, our guy is on the line right here. Evan's new dad, Randy <laughs> Richardson. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, it's it's just a uh, uncle. It's uh, well, Funkle, Funkle, Randy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Hey, man, that's a surprise. I want I wanted to call in. I knew Daniel was going to be in studio, but yeah. I wanted to call in and and first off, just thank your listeners, uh, Pulp Nation, for supporting uh, the Michelin sales promotion through Motosport. Yeah, did that uh, go okay? Did month. that work? Heck yeah, okay. yeah, it went really well. It was it was cool to see not only a lot of Starcross six tires, but also. You know, the, I know you love street bike racing. Oh, right? I love it. So we yep. sold a lot of a lot of uh, Michelin Power Five, the Road Six. We sold nice. some cruiser tires, the Commander range, and some mountain bike tires. So it was cool. Good. And then, uh, and so so great, great, uh, great support to to both you know Michelin and Motorsport, who I know is such a, a viable part of your program. And then, yeah, Motorsport guys uh, have been great, month. and of course Michelin guys yeah. as well. The, the Starcross Six is well. Yeah. Stick to the track yeah, like glue. Me, yeah, everyone except me, right? Um, <laughs> And then, and then this month we have another promotion going on, so uh, a great opportunity. And this is with any online retailer like Motosport or your local dealer. You can go and buy a set of tires and now through the end of June, and you can get up to $80 back on some cruiser tires, 60 bucks back on some uh, street tires, or $40 back on off-road or motorcycle nice. tires. So a lot of good opportunities to save on some Michelin. I, I know I'm going to take advantage of it for sure. Yeah, the guys at Michelin <laughs> coming in big for us. Uh, and, yeah. And- so, awesome. yeah, breaking news, Jim, uh, Uncle Randy here is taking Daniel's son racing on Wednesday. Oh, Daniel, nice. Daniel can't be there. I, I've been seeing some of the posts. That, do you, some do of you those trust, tracks look do, good. Do we trust Randy? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't run the yeah. best program, to be honest, so it's not like it's... You know, okay. I mean, wait till Randy sees the bike. Hey, hey <laughs> Ra- Randy, uh, do you need me to call Japan yeah. and fly in Koji uh, Okahara to help you out with... Uh, <laughs> no, that, 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 that wound is still there, Jim. <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing I was going to ask, well, first of all, my main reason, you know, I'm always willing to help a friend, but I do have a little bit of a hidden agenda when Daniel asked me about this. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to get my fly racing ramp and my fly <laughs> racing uh, bike stand back. Cause how long have you had that now, Daniel? Dang near a year. Yeah. Uh, I, moved in, I moved to South Carolina one year ago, mid-June. I think you gave me the stand probably mid-July. So, yeah, we're looking at 11 yeah. months, well, listen, un- 11 and a half months. I waited 20 yeah, I years for a drill back from Nick Way. <laughs> 20 years for a drill. Oh, oh. So, you know. oh man. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll be more than happy. You know, we got some bad weather. It looked like it's coming in this week. I but uh, if he's race ready, 
and uh, and you've got that bike as prepared as Jason Wygant would have his son's bike. Oh, oh, we're better than that. We're hold up, hold up. We're better than that. We're did, better we, than did that. you hear the spark plug story from yeah. the review show? Yeah, I love, oh my I, God. I love how he says he has one in his pocket, didn't even know what to do with it, but he just has a spark no. plug in his pocket just in case. Well, that's so the next guy can change. Yeah. No, that's what him. happened. Yeah. yeah, he had help. That's what oh, happened. Oh, I got, okay. I got, <laughs> a guy's 13-year-old son had to change yeah. Lane's spark plug because Wygant was like, I don't know. It's unbelievable. And then yeah, and Weed's being so pathetically tight that he is, the guy ends up, they've already moved out of that size bike, and he no longer needs the spark plug wrench, and then gives it to Weed. Yeah. Like, Weed, that was his lucky day. Wow. Right? I, I guess if when you live like uh, that, things come upon you that yeah. way. So yeah. he, he's, it's yeah. a magnet for That's him. That's how it works. Now, yeah, and now exactly he's, right. he's laughing because he's got a free spark plug wrench. He had to spend and a fresh <laughs> plug in the kid's bike. Right, right. That he'll foul, yeah, probably. Absolutely. I will, <sighs> I, I'm going to go, but look, uh, quick, how old, uh, <laughs> that's the best thing. Uh, Evan's what, 13? 13, yep. 13, okay, so Uncle Jim, um, keeping in mind that he's 13, I'll, I'll rely on you as I go to help Evan this weekend. Anything he should or shouldn't do before the main? <laughs> well, I, I think the listeners know for sure what he should not do before the man. Let's, let's, let's go with let's go with don't eat a barbecue sandwich. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah stay, uh, stay away from the pork rinds. Yeah, yeah we all hey, make, make sure just, he doesn't drink we, too much and get a side ache. We that's not, always a problem. We do yeah, not want yeah, to reenact yeah. Buffalo '84. Yeah, just not. Okay. We don't want that. Yeah. Hey, and b- believe good. it, believe it or not, Randy. Uh, you know yes. when I do those uh, VIP track walk tours. Um, you know, a lot of people come up to me and they say, <laughs> you know, they, they, they talk about that, Buffalo 1984, and they also talk yeah. about all the drops with the anal bleaching. You know, uh, and, and couples, the husbands and wives come up to me on the track, well, what, and I'm amazed. What, I, what, what about yeah, what anal I, bleaching? Yeah, what I was hoping for was, you know, stay away from the, the barbecue sandwich or the nachos yeah. or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. The, the problem is, the problem now, Maggie's going to be there, right, Daniel? Uh, we have to we have to have a talk about that. There, there's been a little <laughs> bit of a change in yeah. plans. There it might just be you and Robbie. It might just All be right. you and Robbie okay. and Harvey, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that could be that could be a pivotal moment in uh, in 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 his life. You know, Evan's got a mustache, so we could probably get him into uh, the club afterwards. He doesn't. Wins. He doesn't have it. He shaved it off. Well, you know really? why he shaved yeah. it off? Because once you shave it, it's going to go back no, even thicker and I, faster. Yeah. No, I've been working on getting to the bottom of it. So, <laughs> so he's had this thing. He's been growing this thing out, and I don't know how the hell it came in. It, it's legitimate. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's legitimately it's there. manhood. Yeah. And uh, he's 13 manhood. years old. He's got a little mustache um, and blonde hair, but whatever. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. He shaves it off, and we're like, what that? Why would he do that? And my thought is someone made fun of him. Like yeah, someone, because yeah. that would have done Maybe. it for me. Yeah. And then, you know, we're kind of speculating. We're like, oh, it's got to be some some chicks. You know what I mean? He's got to be, because yeah. he's, he's definitely like walking to the pool now in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and looking for girls. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, it's he wants to look younger because, like, in his age class racing, he looks way older than the kids he's right. racing, he's and he, does, he doesn't like right. looking older yeah. than the competition. Right. He looks like he's 16. Yeah, they're like, who's line. his 16 year old? That was always Pastrana's thing. Like, if you talk to guys who race Pastrana, it, they're like, dude, he had a mustache, he had like armpit hair, he looked like a, man. a man. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, yeah, so Randy, yeah, uh, the stash is gone. He's, he looks like a okay. kid again. All right. All right, well, uh, you know, it's going to be a local race, and, and you may or may not know this, but I'm kind of known in the area, so <laughs> I doubt anyone will, 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 will misunderstand me to be his grandfather, um, but, uh, but him not having a mustache will probably help. So. You're going to fly the girls in from L.A.? 
yeah, exactly right. All right, well, listen, I'll okay. let you guys go. Have a great show. Thank you. Uh, I, I love the surprise. I love the surprise of Uncle Jim there. I Can't mean, yes, I wish I was there. Yeah, we're reuniting yeah, awesome. Race Day Live. Can't we just need Wygant here, and we'll have, the, yeah. we'll have the Race Day Live crew and then the uh, the webcast. Web yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thanks, thanks hey, Randy. Hey. And, hey, Daniel, how long are you out of town? We might just do, you know, there's this, this life swap thing we've been talking about. Mm, yeah, there we go. <laughs> how, how long are you going? <laughs> hey, seriously, let me know what you just You give me a call tomorrow. Let me know what you need, buddy. I'll take care of Evan. I appreciate we'll it. Racing, okay? I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Good luck, Good Randy. Show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Michelin, please check it out. they got a promo ongoing right now. Thanks to motorsport.com and you people uh, for taking advantage of the Michelin promo we ran last month as well. Uh, okay, uh, Chad Reed coming up. Uh, J.D. Beach, flat track guy. Yeah, J.D. You wonder why I, cool. I had flat track guy on. I was telling you. Mm-hmm. Well, part of the reason. Mm-hmm. I know flat track. This man knows flat track. So. I uh, met J.D. this year. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he'll be a good, good combo. He'll he's, be good. Uh, yeah. he's a big listener of the show as well. Cool. So yeah. that, that, that works out really well. And then our buddy Phil Nicoletti, who made his return to racing. Oh, I, got, we, I have some questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're going to get into the bottom <laughs> what, what of that. What did he yeah. end up? He got a 12th one moto. Oh, I, thought, I don't care right? about that. He was 36. No, he's 36 in times. That's all I'm focused on tonight. We're going to have a conversation about some of these guys in the class. I just want to know if he knows even who they are. He was 36? 36. He got in. Yeah, but he knows you don't have to push it until the, he was saving his energy for that 12th. I'm ready for that excuse. I, okay. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for his comebacks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get some more phone calls here. We got uh, we got Matthew on two. Matthew, what's up, man? Hey, uh, which do y'all think is more impressive? Uh, what Jed has done as a rookie in a 450 class that's missing a lot of factory guys, or what Hunter's done uh, in a stack? Uh, 250 class. Yeah, like we we do talk about Jet a lot, but Hunter is four and zero. No, I, I think Hunter's uh, you know he he's phenomenal this year as far as the outdoor goes. He's uh, really got a good plan. He knows what he wants to do. It's just he's got to clean up those first motos. Even though he comes back up and he finishes third, it's just those first motos. Hopefully, you know one of those crashes, the one where Shimoda fell in front of yeah. him and he had to go out. That wasn't too big, but you got to really be careful on those crashes, uh, those first turn crashes because. You could bust yeah. a, a throttle cable, a clutch lever, front brake lever, whatever. Then, yeah. then you're screwed. You're not coming up yeah. to third. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I, I, I mean, watching the first moto, he was fun to watch go through each guy one-on-one. Did you notice he had that one spot yeah. at the bottom of the hill he'd mm-hmm. rip around and catch? Yeah. I enjoyed watching him navigate one by one. So I have faith that he can get a bad start and come through, but it's that weird stuff Jim's talking about. That's, That's right. what's going to catch you. Yeah. It's not his inability to get there. Yeah. It's... Someone crashing into him or or, or breaking a yeah. lever, whatever. Yeah. One of those things well, is going to cost him. But the riding we, itself has been phenomenal. We, we awesome. talked about the 450 guys being a little weird. Well, you know, we got inconsistency with Shmoda. Cooper missed this weekend. RJ inconsistency. Those guys haven't exactly been rock solid and chasing him around. They've no. been all over the map except for him. Yeah. You know? He's been consistent. Yeah. You know, been, he, he comes back and he wins the second moto, gets those overall. Yeah. Although he got a penalty. I had to call Weege because I didn't know what the penalty was. But yeah. he Jump, told jumping me. Jumping on a red ju- cross. Jumping on the red flag. He didn't like it. I saw a video of it. Yeah. Uh, the guy was up. The rider was up when he came up to him. I guess that's where Hunter thought it was dumb. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like these penalties, like. Chase got penalized the same thing. It was and, yep. similar feeling. For yeah, me. but but like you shouldn't. The reason it's seven points is because the gap from first to second is three points. Right. It should just be consistent. It shouldn't be based on that. Like yeah. 
It should be a four-point penalty or something smaller. Well, in, in the rider's defense, you know, you're pretty much focused on what you're doing. Yes. You're not looking off to the side, yeah. and especially on a track like that where it's a lot of ruts. you got to make sure or, your front wheel bending, yeah. is, is in that rut and your rear wheel's following it. Yep. So you're not really looking at something. And, and when Jason told me that, I said, you know, that happened to me one time, and I, I know from experience, not at a race. It was before the Denver uh, National when I was riding for Yamaha. Japanese guy comes over because the altitude says, oh, Jim, I have a good cylinder for you. It's going to work really mm-hmm. good. Okay, well, let's run up into the hills by my house up in Chatsworth and test it. You're not allowed to ride there, okay? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I ride there yeah. and train there. Yeah. Sometimes I'm riding and I'll, I'll, I won't even see anybody. People will watch me off to the side. So I drop down this hill and I drop down and it goes to the right and I come back up and I jump up, right? As soon as I jump up, there's a there's a bike right there and I go oh my god and and I just flipped it sideways to miss like a dirt bike cover yeah (laughs) to miss from decapitating this guy this guy I turn around I get back into his face I go what the hell are you doing you son of a bitch and it was a cop and he goes he goes didn't you see me when you dropped down I go no I didn't see you I'm not looking to see who's watching me or whatever I'm putting in a moto man so anyhow did he chase you then or no no I, I stopped. Yeah. Well, well, no, no. I, 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 when he got to me, he pulled off my uh, my spark plug cap. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he was pissed. Oh, he was, he was, he was pissed. Yeah. And and then they impounded my motorcycle and threw me in jail. Oh shit. The poor little Japanese guy had to walk back to my house. He flew on Friday night back to Denver. I told him, "Don't worry, I'll see you guys on Saturday." That's okay. when Saturday was just yeah. tech inspection, right. no right. practice, right. everything was on Sunday. But I went to jail, my motorcycle went to jail, <laughs> and when I got back on Monday, I had to get it out and the, the yeah. worst thing is I was pissed about that cylinder cuz it really worked good. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Spoken, Thanks for spoken call. like Thank a racer. Yeah. Uh, how long were you in jail for? I, I like got out so? uh, probably three hours by the time I called somebody. Your dad and, comes down or whatever. No, my dad was my mechanic. Oh, no, he, he was in, in he Denver. Was Denver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, my mom, she did, I had to call a friend. Hey, go to my house. I got some money hidden here. Yeah. Come bail me out. <laughs> I, I, but, you know, that's what, you know, and the funniest thing that I saw today is I'm coming from the hotel and I see an African American man on a Kawasaki no helmet going, bra, yeah, bra, bra, bra. Yeah. they don't care anymore. No. But back then, yeah. I got thrown in jail. <laughs> yeah, for riding yeah. not even on the street, just on, on a, a a dirt course that I had. Yeah, no, I, crazy times. It, it is. Crazy I, times. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, Blaze is on four. Blaze, you got a Lane Wygant question? Yes, yes. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Uh, so I was watching the Weed Show, and uh, after I fly the girls after, out uh, from LA, I, boy, and, <laughs> and after uh, High Point and. Uh, like Weed was talking and Lane was in the background with him and I don't know if, if you have if you or DB's ever met him but like he just looks like a really pissed off little kid like one of those little kids <laughs> is just like pissed off about everything all the time like anytime he's in the Weed show he just looks pissed he, like like no, pissed so, he's, uh, he's really shy he doesn't say yeah. much he doesn't talk much I was gonna Which say for his dad, I, I was gonna say have you seen his bike I mean, you'd be pissed. You'd be pissed too. <laughs> Every time he rides it, the he's thing. He's like a nice kid. Yeah. Oh, no, he's he's very right nice. On. He's very nice. But that that yeah. is funny. Thanks, but... Blaze. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we yeah. Rider D. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, all right. We he, got, he was uh, smiling in Denver at the KTM Junior Supercross he was. Challenge. Right. Yep. He was into that. He was uh, a factory rider then. That's right. Ross, what's up, man? Good bike for once. Hey, uh, 
got some rapid fire rapid fire rapid fire go ahead rapid fire um from the past that you would like to like to work for which rider team any team oh. rider yeah uh honda factory honda yeah oh you there your phone's breaking up ross all right ross yeah yeah can you hear me okay yeah we can hear you now go ahead okay how about uh present still honda uh yeah mm-hmm. probably still honda yeah their they're, they're, they're stuff's still, still pretty trick yep how about worst team one that you would have hated working for Mm, I can't imagine what it would, would have been like to work for Bills, Pipes, Rockstar, Suzuki with Hamlin, Mills, and J-Law. Can, can you imagine that year? And Brown, and Mike Brown. Oh, but, yeah, Brownie. But, 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 just like, to single everything out. Can you imagine like just being like, are the riders showing up today? Are they here? You know? I don't know. Honestly, Ross, there's been so many teams that have stiff mechanics, uh, fired right. Like, there's been so many cheese ball teams in the pits you can't even name them all okay gotcha how about present worst team that you would yeah i was gonna say that's what i was waiting for oh uh (laughs) say it don't be scared oh i don't know is there one that comes to mind i don't know oh yeah i don't know either i'm just no i don't know i i really don't know anyone that's not paying their guys i don't really know right now well like sgb would have been last year sgb would have been last year but not not this year yeah how about uh two more questions and i can get off um Fastest North Dakota rider that you can think of, and what do you think about grass starts? Grass starts are awesome. Yeah, fastest yeah. North Dakota rider. Uh, wow. Bill Stork was from South Dakota. He was pretty good. Um, yep, I am. Richard Worry. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He you was pretty good. Tanner Reedman too. Oh yeah, Tanner Reedman was faster than Richard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know anybody, Jim, from That's North Dakota? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there were some guys that came up to. Uh, yeah. Canada race yeah. those arena crosses. Yep. And stuff. Yep. All right. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, man. How about the gra- with the grass? Is that like is there a rule against it, or do they just not? Uh. Well, no. There's no rule against it. Well, now we got grates, but no, there's no rule. But that gen- generally, you can't use the grass because it, you know, you're you're using it as a motocross track all year long, right? So it never stays grass. The, the only one that was, uh, was all weird. grass when I was racing would have been Unadilla. Mm-hmm. That was all grass, and uh, that was a little bit hard because you really didn't see the holes until you after practice. So you didn't really go oh. out hauling in the first practice. You had to let that grass because it was pretty yeah. high. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's the only grass track that yeah, I really guys raced Guys told me that their radiators were plugged with grass. Absolutely. Like it was that tall. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That track would probably develop so weird. Thanks, Ross. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you watch some old USGP stuff? Gnarly. And, like, Hannah, I mean, there is yeah. just brown chocolate dirt up hills and just massive bumps everywhere. Because it it's not starting so perfect. It's starting, like you said, with pockets and holes, yeah. so it develops yeah. way worse. Right. Uh, Jake wants to give a shout-out to Jim. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. I, I, used, to, I used to rep for O'Neill, like, in the late 80s and ni- early 90s. And hanging out with those guys at the trade show, every story started out, man, remember that time Jim Holland was some booker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a lot of those, Jake. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, I know. I, the stories, those guys were so great. They're, to me, they were like a band of thieves, the guys <laughs> yeah. that were working for O'Neill. They all had these stories, and they were telling stories about you. Do you remember Big Mike? Oh, yeah. Big Mike Borger. Yep. Do, yeah, Jim. Yeah, do you think like the- do you think like at this point, the stories like are they all true? 
<laughs> like you feel like like at this point, pretty much. The, like the, it. The stories have been, you know, because we all we all hear them. We've yeah. got a, a lot yeah. of them, right? Yeah. Well, pretty well, much. Steve, I don't know. If, Steve, I don't know if they were all true or not. But I know I spent most of my time at the indie show hanging out with those guys to hear the stories. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. No, I, they, I agree. They were good. But, but, but Jim, Big Mike, Big Mike one time. I got photos, so they're pretty much true. <laughs> yeah. He documented it all. <laughs> hey, I, I heard he kind of disappeared out of the industry, but that, that guy, was a, he was such a character, man. He, I had a dealer I met at the show. We set them all up and... The guy called up to get my phone number, and Big Mike answered the phone and, and talked him into giving him the order. Yeah. Right? So I walked yeah. I walked into the store, big display of O'Neal, and the guy goes, oh, how do you like it? It looks good. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. And So I called Big Mike, and he's like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, any, anyway, here's the funny part. So I didn't get paid for the order. But the guy ended up sending like three quarters of it back, and I got charged for the return. Oh, nice! Jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. were you, you were, were you there when uh, Dave Westfall was working? Also, I think so. I Dave think that Westfall, familiar? Yeah, no, he worked there also. He, he's uh, actually uh, he's on the road. He drives the Hot Wheels uh, cars. Him and his. Uh, Co-driver oh, Nicholas really? Jimmy, yeah, they they have the full-size cars, yep. and they go to all the yeah. WalMarts, and they have yep. these shows. Yep. And he used to work for uh, Scott and, and oh, yeah. Bevo driving. Uh, well, when okay. Bevo had that big yep. trailer and stuff, yep. and yep. the black rig. Dave did that, but he's on the that. road still. Uh, thanks for the call, right. man. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Have thanks. A good Take it easy, man. Oh man, we got Kirk wants to talk to Jim. Kirk, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey Uncle- Jim. Hey, if what's if I known you were showing up, I would have had you get some Nella Vanilla wafers. No, I know for Daniel. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Is, that, is that the move? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. But I couldn't tell you because you might have put it on social media or something, and then ruined Daniel would have. Yeah, you would have ruined the surprise, Kurt. How how you doing after the skin cancer treatment? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing well. And Good. No, I would I wouldn't have put it on there. I would have kept it quiet. Yeah, uh, we had to dance around this. Make sure Daniel had knew nothing. About I can't nothing. believe you. Pulled it I, I even I even texted Steve and I called him. I said, "Hey, I see all the posts. Who's gonna? Why don't you put guest surprise?" He goes, "No, yeah, because no, I would surprise. Yeah, like who? Yeah, who? No. Uh, thanks, Kurt. Thanks, man. Uh, Fully yeah, blindsided. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Fully Jay's on six. Jay, what's up? What's your uh, What's your question, man? Well, I got a question for for Hollywood. All right. All right. So. Um, Jet does get frazzled if he gets pushed. Old school style. Jimmy, how would you get in in, uh, in Jet's head, and how would you beat him? Well, I mean, I mean, you would have to. I'd have to get a good start for one because he's phenomenal on his starts. And if yeah. I got a, a, a great start, I'd have to run a front wheel in on him, start leaning on him a little bit, see how he reacts to that. Um, well, I you think, pinch I, him I, off, right? Yeah, I think he's a rider that he he that there will he'll come back and he'll push you back and forth. So it would be a pushing match back and forth to each corner, and then you know who knows what happens after that. But uh, no, Jet's aggressive too, and uh, that's. A about the only way you're going to beat him is to get him out of his game plan. Yeah. You know, he has he, when he goes to the starting line, O'Mara's got him, you know, tuned in oh, yeah. on, on what yeah. to do. You got Johnny. You know, like this is how we're this is how this is going to play out. This is this scenario. If it goes to this other scenario, this is how you're going to play. I guarantee you that they've they've ran that over and over in their heads on how that race is going to develop on all different types of conditions. The guy starts talking smack off the track, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean uh, Hannah, Hannah printed up a funeral notice for Keith Bowen. Uh, absolutely, so I, 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 st- really? I should I should have brought it. I still have you it. Still too. Have I still have it. Send me a picture. Wait, of it. Yeah, I didn't know I'll that story. That. What? what yeah, I'll send it. Uh, well, Bob, to get into Bowen's head, Bob and Bowen had been ramming oh, each other. Yeah, exactly. pretty good. And, yeah. and Bob had you know when you go to a funeral, you get the uh, what is that called? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. the, the paper that yeah. says the guy's name and the date he yeah, died and everything. Yeah. And he was passing those out to no everybody. Yeah, to get into Keith's head. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Could you and imagine Bob that now? I know, right? Calling here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bob needs to get off the couch and call into the show and put us put us two cents in. I'm sure he's got an idea on how I'm to. I'm sure do he does. So, Bob, so he call, went man. that Thank far, you. printed right. things out, and actually went and got copies made. Oh yeah. That. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There was thousands wow. of them produced that day. And then yeah. now, hey, in 2023, yeah, Anderson tweets before yeah, the main event yeah, yeah, at yeah. Marston. Right. It's a yeah, whole new now, world, yeah, folks. 2023. Like we had a rider yeah. handing out funeral notices for <laughs> yeah. another one. Uh, but Bob yeah. was aggressive. I mean, remember the, the feud he had with Ken Howerton, yeah. too. Him yeah. and Kent went back and forth at each other wow. a, a long yeah. time. I saw that at Saddleback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots to get into tonight. Um, we got, uh, got Justin on, too. Justin, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hey, I just wanted to uh, call in, and uh, I know that you're a big privateer supporter, Steve. Um, so last year, Justin Brayton was on and uh, was talking about this fair race that he was going to race. Um, and I just wanted to kind of just give the shout-out to the privateers and let them know on uh, Wednesday before Millville in Fort Dodge, Iowa, we're going to put on a $10,000 pro purse. Nice. Uh, and it's just it's going to be one one wow. class. Um so it won't be like a 250 or 450. Right, right. So if you have a four, a 450 privateer or a 250 privateer, either one can race, and uh, we'll pay pay per moto and uh, pay down to tenth each moto, and then awesome. uh, we got a couple hundred bucks on each uh, whole shot. And just wanted to kind of get the word out and just kind of let everybody right. know. So Fort Dodge, Iowa, on Wednesday before Millville. If Holly was racing, this was 88, he'd be there. Me and Rollerball. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Me and Ross, for sure. <laughs> hey, that's awesome you're doing that for the guys. They yeah, all appreciate it for sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right, thanks. Those those work out so good, like the Thursday night motocross. Yeah, PIR. Uh, PIR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like my favorite race of yeah. all time. And it just when you can land them within the area, you can yeah. get those privateers and put on a damn sure. good show. Because yeah. think, I think about it. You get 10 privateers that are all really close. It has the same feel at a fair race like a Supercross would with the big name guys. Yeah, like yeah. those guys are really oh, good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, like Brees uh, uh, and Harryman and uh, and I do those and guys. I, yep. and I do these podcasts with these guys, and in the summer after Supercross, there's all these Pacific Northwest. Yep. And like I'm like they don't tell each they don't even want to talk about it publicly. They don't want to tell each other. No. They're trying to like <laughs> yeah. so, bro. They're like trying to not show up. Steve, they're trying to thin out the competition. Yes. Yes. Tiger Lacey was like yeah. my best friend, right. and we would show up in a state. And we'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? We wouldn't tell each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would show up in Idaho somewhere. And he was like my best friend. Yeah. And I would not tell him even. And then we would end up at a race together. So, no, I'd Cole Siebler, like uh, all yeah, those Cole. guys. We would yeah, always hunt that stuff right, down. Right. Montana State yeah. Fair. No, yeah. it's, it's great. Uh, Hayden Deegan. Um, look, uh, RJ, I think not so much like Hayden Deegan gave the win away. More like RJ rode phenomenal, right, after he a did. crash to take it from Hayden. And, and then Hayden's second moto. Uh, he went down right before RJ did, and they were. If you watch the live timing, they were coming up through the pack together. And by the end, uh, Hayden even pulled RJ a yep. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the story. Uh, of Hayden I think exactly because RJ might have been tired from that first boat. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Jeez, that th- that is the RJ Hampshire experience. That, yeah, that, that the high whole point day, race. the whole yeah. point, whole day. Just crash, uh, win. Yeah, yeah. 
he is enjoyable to watch race. That's for he sure. Is. It's so all he in. makes it and, entertaining. And I'll tell you what, that that pass on Deegan, all the credit has to go to RJ. You know how like if a guy's leading and then they get past in the last lap, you would say, oh, he choked or whatever. Deegan didn't choke. He didn't no, do anything wrong. No, he crushed no. it. RJ yeah. just went yeah. into psycho nut mode for like three straightaways yeah. and pulled it off. Yeah. And that's why if you're Deegan, you're like, dude, I didn't even do anything wrong and I yeah, lost this no. one. Like, but, well, but RJ it, gets the credit. Yeah. He went into a he went into an extra mode and it worked. Yeah. It was yeah. so sick. And you talk about the the beast mode or whatever. How about those two saves that he had in, oh, that, oh, in mean, the rollers? Yeah, yeah in the rollers. <laughs> two of them. But you know, you you're talking about that section and he was trying that inside. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make time, it work. Yeah. Make it work. But he didn't get in there enough to let Hayden look over to the side and say, "Oh, he's coming down because that last <laughs> lap Hayden, if he would have saw that, yeah. he would have went down to the inside and blocked, and, and, and blocked it and made him. That's where Hayden, he'll pick that up. Yeah. He's a rookie. He'll pick it and up. He's smart, too. They'll look at it, and they'll say. But he didn't give him the opportunity prior to that sure. to, to see him. He, he didn't know he was coming down the inside. He just thought he was following on that outside rut. But if he would have saw that, I guarantee you that Hayden would have blocked that, and then he would have had to went yeah. around the outside right. to make those passes. But as I was saying, like, RJ, I think RJ just came in there and I'd be like, ah. No, he didn't care. Uh, It it, it was a classic RJ and East Rutherford, New Jersey on Jet Lawrence where he just, just, I'm I'm going for broke. There was just no no water going to that corner. Hayden Hayden won a moto. He probably should have won that first moto, not for a great effort by RJ. Second in the points. Yeah, he's doing phenomenal. It's great, right? Yeah, yeah. Yamaha he's, boys should be happy. This Bobby is, Reagan, all the boys, yeah. Mike Ulrich, everybody. He I mean. is, uh, he's got a lot of desire. He's in great shape. Yeah. He's fast as shit. Like, he's yeah. total package. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I, I like about him is if he makes a mistake, he's strong enough, he holds on to it. I don't see him getting out of shape like RJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look oh, at yeah, RJ's and I'm just going, oh my gosh. <laughs> Can hang on to it, man. And yeah. he does. He's a strong well, boy. And the, the crazy part is, is we'll see how the rest of summer goes, it finishes out, and if he does get second. I mean, could you imagine him starting the year, not even knowing he was going to race Supercross, Futures, all that, yeah. and then to turn that into a, a second indoor and a second outdoor? Yeah. I mean, to me, that makes it just... Very, very obvious and a little blunt, and I'll throw it out there. He's the he would be the favorite to win next year both titles. Sure. If you go two two yeah, in your rookie yeah, year yeah. behind the Lawrences, oh, yeah. you come around and I'm. I mean, it would go through you next yeah, year because right, right. when the Lawrences leave, you got to remember, it's like an open playing field in that class. That's three brand new championships to be won by somebody, mm-hmm. right. and them gone. Yep. I can make the case for RJ. I can make the case for Shimoda. But how do you not make the case for the guy who might go 2-2 in his rookie year? I mean, that's scary yeah. to me. Oh, no, right? it yeah. is. Next I, year, I, you know? I, I He's said, only going to get better. Yeah, I said next year is his year to win championships. So, shit, it, maybe it's yeah. this year. If anything happens to Hunter Lawrence, which we've seen, yeah. I mean, after Tomac going out with Achilles – with the huge, you know, with with on the verge of clinching it, anything can happen. Anything. I, I, we we always say, but anything can. You happen. know, it's funny we, too. We, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not funny. That's not the right word. But we do always say that. And now there really is like real proof that that is true. Because I feel like when you say that, it's always like anything can happen. Yeah, but yeah. you got to kind of like think about it. Yeah. It's not really like a likely odd. Right. Now we can like go back to last. Remember that. So it's like. The truth is, anything really, really, really can happen, yeah. and we have the biggest proof of all time this yeah. year. So yeah. it's it's well, I, I mean, wild. It, we're we're in Vegas, and if the betting man uh, Tomac two rounds to go, what do you have, sixteen point lead or yeah, something like that? Three like yeah. safe. Th- th- yeah, I mean, you're going to take that bet all day long. Yeah, no, absolutely. And things um, happen. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. Chad Reed coming up first here on the on the show. With Jim uh, Jim Holly and Daniel Blair, race day live of a, of a few years ago, reunited. 
uh, here, and uh, Wesley's on too. What's up, Wesley? Hey, what's up? Am I on? Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I was listening to the show last week. I'm, I'm one of those people that's like four or five days behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, in the <laughs> in the suggestion box, they uh, you were looking for ways to improve the show, and like some folks like me listen to the show like aftermarket sound systems in their vehicles and stuff and mm-hmm. whenever you do like the x brands tear off or the tweeted talent and you got the the high pitch like screeching coming in it comes in a little unbalanced so like i don't know if y'all have a soundboard y'all can maybe mix that in or like fiddle with it but if you could like tone down the treble on that it would make it so much better because okay. sometimes you can really hear like you right. have to turn it up to hear what people are saying but then whenever the screech comes apart it's like just kind of wow you know okay. what i mean well we do have a compressor that we run everything through but maybe yeah maybe it's still too much i'll uh i'll get marks right on that we'll fix I appreciate that. it thank you all right thanks buddy appreciate it thank hey, you. you you know something uh, last week i was listening in uh-huh. when Kiefer was on and yep. stuff ca- catching a little bit you and john martini are not buddies or whatever yeah, i don't know we're guy. fine yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know what yeah john i don't know if you thought that was funny uh, uh, no i don't i don't know i just I was i'm going wow no, yeah yeah because john's a great guy i mean i've known him for years i have great time with john martini i mean yeah he's a nice guy I, we don't really hang out but yeah he's a nice guy i got right. no problems with him i don't know what to, yeah. what's up with that call no, i hang out with him right. he's, he's like i said i've done a lot of stuff for him for uh blake wharton and him do a thing yeah. for road to recovery a, yeah. a, a watch party and yeah i'll do some videos and send to him or whatever right, right. and i'll send him some product to okay. donate to road to recovery uh profilter.com pulp 20 is a code to save a pro filter i just got my 2023 yz 450f filters from those guys so thanks to the pro filter guys Pulp 20 is the code to save. They make air and oil filters for side-by-sides, street bikes, dirt bikes, uh, and get it at motorsport.com. Get your local dealer. Or use the code PULP20 at profilter.com to save. Thank you to those guys. And speaking of ProFilter, Maxima, of course, our guy Ronnie running things down there. Danny Massey as well. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save with MaximaUSA.com. Um, you, you were never really a Maxima guy. I am now. PJ1 forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, PJ1, PJ1 but forever. I am now. Ro- Ronnie helps uh, Robert Hansen and I. We do a little flat track up in Carson City okay. at the end of uh, August. All right, so Maxima and steps up. Yeah, oh yeah, Ronnie nice. steps up in a big way. We appreciate that, Ronnie. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Maxima USA, whether it's uh, um, the uh, Matheson Acan SC1, whether it's Contact Cleaner, MPPL. Uh, the, the oil is used by Mitch Payton, used by Factory Kawasaki, of course, many other teams. Uh, Pulp 20 is a code to save at MaximaUSA.com. They also make mountain bike tire sealant. So it's really good stuff as well. So if you've got a mountain bike, mm-hmm. check out MaximaUSA.com. And uh, thank you to folks at Rental. When you look at Honda, you look at Factory Kawasaki, you look at Factory KTM, they got Rental on their on their bikes, sprockets, bars, grips, of course. Uh, they make chains as well. Really, really good stuff from Rental over there in the UK. they got a dealer locator for the USA. they got a, uh, a bar bend chart as well that you can match your bar bend up against. And whether it's 7 eighths bar, whether it's a fat bar, See, Seth Hemmicker is coming back with a fat bar on his bike. Saw that. I guess Mitch is just letting them all do fat bars for the first time ever. I'm, lo- I'm lost on the, the problem with that. What's the, what's the issue? Is there like a I, I think it's just unspoken? For, yeah, for flex, right? I mean, no, oh, no it might yeah. be a problem. No, yeah, Mitch told this guy's handlebars are supposed to have a crossbar. Well, so, and, and forever. I, I, I'm one of those guys that I like a handlebar with crossbar. Me too. And, and the reason why is you see my shoulders that are yeah, popped yeah, up. Yeah. If I don't have that and I hit something and I go way over the front, yeah. man, my popped shoulders up. kill me. Yeah. Where that crossbar stops me from going over. And maybe that's what Mitch's theory is. Maybe, hmm. yeah. But, but anyway. But you got to make yeah. the riders happy. Yeah, Whatever Shimoda, the rider wants. Shimoda's got a fat bar on. Seth Hamaker's got a fat bar. Renthal bringing you our first guest of the night. Uh, this man's used Renthal as well for many times over the years for many race wins. It's the legend, Chad Reed. What's up, Reedy? How are you, man? What's up, boys? How you doing? We're good. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the time tonight. Uh, appreciate it. So, yeah, you got yourself a job. <laughs> you're, you're busy now. 
Loose, loosely. <laughs> loosely? <laughs> loosely. <laughs> uh, what, what made you want to do it? Uh, obviously, Adam and everybody at World Supercross, you raced it last year until you crashed. You, you're a fan of the series. I get it. But what made you want to like, commit more time and, and energy and travel and all of that? I'm a fan of Supercross. I know I always have been. I mean, it's just, you know, like growing up in Australia, doing a, you know, racing Supercross at 12 years old chasing the dream, you know, racing in the U.S. and everything like that. It's just, you know, Supercross is just always mm-hmm. being, it's just, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's the elite of our sport, you know, two-wheeled off-road racing at the highest level is, is, is Supercross. And for whatever reason, I fell in love with it when I was about nine years old, and I just loved it. So, yeah, just wanting to be a part of it, mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, the goal, the vision. Um, you know, as a rider, I always... Uh, always kind of loved and shared that vision of wanting to go bigger and better and, you know, go global. And, you know, we, we initially started to scratch the surface with that in 2002, going to, uh, where'd we go? Switzerland and then to Holland. And, um, and it just, yeah, it didn't really work out for, for whatever reason. And then here we are, we've got a new group um, that's kind of sharing and chasing that same dream as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, love to be a part of it. And, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You know, I've been in, involved on so many different things, athletic side of it, a team owner side of it, mm-hmm. and then obviously into the, you know, like World Cup 11, you know, like 2009, 10, 11. Um, I was a, you know, co-promoter of Australian Supercross, so definitely seen a different <laughs> side of the world, uh, you know, from the mm-hmm. promoting side of it. So, yeah, just, I don't know, just that perspective and understanding all the, the different outlets and, and seeing how that experience that I can help them, you know, better, you know, better yeah. ammunition going forward, I guess. It, you're you're going to help out in the TV booth and it says you're an advisor as well. So when what is, does advisor kind of mean like, hey, Chad, you got any ideas about anything scoring? Tra- like, I mean, is there sort of a parameters for this or, or is it basically like, hey, Chad, uh, tell us what you think or what you see or what we can do better? Yeah, I think consultant would be a better word. Um, okay. You know, basically, uh, technically, my contract that I signed had a consultant on it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, that obviously it involves advising. You know, looking over the the scheduling, the race, you know, the races and how they do them. Um, you know, diving into different and new things. You know, I think that when the FIM and the AMA was here. Um, they kind of coexisted, but didn't really, you know, I think it was heavily, um, a couple, you know, there was a little influence from the FIM, but mainly it was, we kept it in the window of what we were used to with the AMA side of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the AMA and the FIM, they do things quite differently. Um, you know, some negative, some positive on both sides. And so try to, you know, try to make some better common ground there with the ruling and, and some of the things that, yep. you know, maybe, maybe the GPs and the FIM, what's important to them, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be so important or sure. you know, in our wheelhouse at Supercross. Um, so, yeah, just little things like that, really, just like there's no limits, just like right. the whole the whole program of, of the, the goal, you know, how can I basically consult or, you know, advise yeah, uh, a, be- a better a better way forward. And I'm guessing you're gonna you know talk to the guys that are racing, right? Like this is part of it. This is this is like, hey, if if you see me in the pits, if if uh, Colt Nichols or, or Shane McElrath, if, if you see me in the pits, yeah, come up to me. Let's let's talk about it, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think that you know, like that's a position that 
that many times, you know, has been, con- you know, considered or talked about, you know, whether it be, you know, Kevin Winder, Mike LaRocco, myself, you know, kind of that when, once you get a certain age, you're considered old or, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the vet <laughs> of the series and yeah. people, you know, people tend to want to tell you things or vent to you because you have, um, you know, I've never been, I've never been shy of, like being afraid to go to the powers that be to try to make things better. You know, like if I genuinely believed in what the writer or the team or whoever it was that was sharing um, that information, like I was always, you know, willing and able to go to a said person to get it in front of them. You know, did they always listen? Not always, but at least I had that, you know, opportunity. And so, yeah, you know, when the, when the shoes on, in, in my, on my feet and those guys are confiding in me and, you know, sharing that information, then, mm-hmm. you know, my, my goal is that I can, you know, take it to the right people and I can implement change, um, you know, as quick as possible. Sure. Chad, I uh, saw you on the bike today. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that what too. You, what you doing? Yeah. What you doing, Chad? Oh my God, dude! Eight months off of a dirt bike. It was horrible. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, like you know, like I, I talk to James and text with him often, and I just, I don't get it. You know, like now that I live in Florida, I'm like, bro, like you still got a bike? Let's ride. Like I'm so bored. Let's ride. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I just, yeah, I loved it. I got out there today and rode around with kids. And um, I rode, you know, a street bike, I think, in December, I think it was. Um, you know, but obviously riding a motorcycle was just kind of nice. But, yeah, getting back on a dirt bike where I felt like I could actually squeeze the grip hard enough to pull the clutch in and do all those things. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't a track, like, meaning, like, I didn't get to jump and, do all those things but if the jumps were there like i totally was able to do it so yeah and no, that was exciting to get back on a bike where'd you where do you live now where'd you end up back in dade city so dade back city, where okay. uh yeah back in the old stomping ground nice hey chad uh you, you still enjoy hitting riding a supercross track or do you more prefer like riding in the woods and kind of doing that stuff uh, i'm a moto geek at all of it honestly jim um you know like today i rode in the woods and like we have 10 acres here and we would just have a track through the trees and that was a blast you know and you know once upon a time i can't say that hitting tree roots was my favorite thing but it was generally (laughs) (laughs) it was generally exciting to go out there and ride it but yeah to answer your question like i love i love to ride supercross when i can but it's it's uh it's important like it's it was good because I raced last year. And so like whenever you jump on a bike, it's kind of like you had the latest, greatest stuff. Um, you know, Dunlop's been cool enough. Like I still have like current race tires, you know, when my suspension and my bike. So like, I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I have the latest, greatest of everything, but like, yeah, if I couldn't have that, then I don't know that I would want to ride super pro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how old are you now, Chad? 41. 41, yeah. See, I mean, for me, when I retired, you know, there, there comes a point where, like, man, I don't really want to hit those triples anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what kind of bike I got underneath <laughs> me or what kind of tires I got. I just know the consequences if I come up short, you know? Yeah, and I think that the triples, to be fair, the triples and all those things, that it's funny because we look at a triple or, like, let's say the biggest jump on the track, and it's like, for the most part, even at 41 years old and not riding in eight months, 
you know, like I wouldn't be scared to go and roll it for the first rap and then hit it right away, you know, yeah. the second lap. You just, you know, they're 64 feet and you just, it's second gear. And right. No, it, it's, 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 tripling it. up, it's tripling up onto a tabletop that's yeah, got you or, spooked at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, or you know what's got, like what's got me, like, like my version of Jim's triple is like these quads or like the, you know, like a five foot is a five foot a quad or, you know, like those kinds of things. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's my gym version of like, I don't need to do that for today. <laughs> you know, like I'm, uh, I'm going to be okay. Chad, the, the guys at Dirtworks are going to let me design a track next year. I'm kind of working on it a little bit. I want to do a dragon to dragon <laughs> and then dragon up the finish line uh, over under bridge and off. <laughs> bro, bro, the, Deegan, the Deegans are going to kill you. <laughs> I, I, I ride it by some riders. They're like, no, yeah, don't do that. I'm like, because I, I think I mean, we've gone off the off, Yeah. If, if we're going to go dragon to dragon, I might have a shot at this one. I might yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, All whoops and dragons backs. Uh, the, World yeah, Supercross, the World Supercross series, I went to the first round last year. Uh, I like Adam and everybody else. I like what they're doing. I'm a fan of it. Um, it's a little bit, little bit uh, I think, little broader plans they probably had for this year. I hear one round, the French round, may be already in danger of it. Where are you at? Uh, and obviously knowing that you're working for the guys, I get it, but you, you call it like it is. Is this progressing like you thought, or did you want a little more? Uh, behind the closed doors conversations that I'm in, um, I am very excited for the okay. future of the, the series. I really am. I think that um, some really, really great things are happening. Um, things that are genuinely exciting about okay. the sport. And, and that, honestly, I think that, unfortunately, for, for obvious reasons, this has turned into a, you know, choose a side or us versus them, them versus us kind of situation. And I just, mm-hmm. my goal is to, to fix that. I don't think, like, the only one that should be mad at us is American Motocross. Like, I... 100% think that they have a reason to be mad because we are going to be a competitor to them. We're going to run races during the summer. Yeah. Um, but if I have anything to do with it, I don't think that we ever compete against American Supercross. I don't think that, you know, that we compete with them on dates on that time of the year. Um, again, I don't, I'm not that person that gets to make that final decision, but, you know, being somebody that has um, their ear, my, my goal would be to not, you know, like I think American Supercross is such a red series, you know, it's been such a big part of my life and I just don't think that it's, it's a negative. I think that Supercross year-round is what everybody wants to do. Um, you know, fans listening, you don't want to hear that. I know <laughs> motocross is awesome and I love it and there's and it's something about losing motocross would hurt my feelings too, but I just think when you take your feelings and the emotion out of it and you look at how do we grow, how do we take the sport of supercross or just off-road dirt bike racing at the highest level, which in my opinion is supercross, how do you take it around the world? How do you make it into this you know, rockstar-like MotoGP-like mm-hmm. sport? And I just think that supercross is the only one that can do that and can tap into that. And so I think the goal is to tap into where people sign up for American Supercross and then they, they get a month or two off and then they come and race Supercross around the world. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I think is the ultimate. Like, as an athlete, that would make me so excited um, to do that, sure. that schedule. But, but do you see, obviously, the USA factories are not supporting the series, and for reasons that I understand. Do, do you guys, as a World Supercross, need uh, American factories to support it? Cannondale's racing supercross. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I don't. I mean, what what manufacturer is in America? No, but like I'm saying, like you know, the American Honda, American Honda, American KTM, sending riders to World Supercross, and you know, sending a couple guys to nationals and sending a couple guys to World Supercross. It's not happening. I mean, American Supercross. I mean, American Honda, American KTM should be worried about America, right? Yeah, no, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Do you do you think that you, with the series that we're, that's we're seeing that without without the American factory riders, it it can work? Or do you see a point where the American factory riders are going to be like, hey, because we know Cooper Webb wanted to go. We know guys have wanted to go to do it. Everybody wants to go. Well, I don't know about everybody, but sure, yeah, a lot of guys. Do you see that changing? Do you see that happening? Well, let me tell you, I know it, and I've seen it, and everybody wants to come. <laughs> so I think um, I think the answer is is that America is 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 protecting America, and I think that that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that your you know your your American uh, you know bosses yep. are, are are saying what they're saying. We're we're all hearing what they're saying, and I genuinely think that that's fine. Like that yeah. is what they should be saying. You yep. know, like that. Their, that's their job. Right. Um, the riders are going to have to, uh, you know, make some decisions, I think. And I think that those guys will be the ones, um, you know, that, that really lead the future of, of the, you know, the new direction of whatever that is, it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, um, you know, the world does not revolve around uh, one country. Um, it's a very powerful country, and I think it's a very strong market. Um, and actually believe that because it's such a big, strong market um, is why World Supercross, American Motocross, um, can be sustainably ran at the same time. I actually really think that that's possible. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, inter- yeah. I'm interested. I mean, I'm, obviously I have, you know, I have, I have information that tells me that manufacturers are interested and in they believe that it's, Mm-hmm. It's positive, you know. When we start going globally and we start going into their markets where they sell, you know, thousands of motorcycles sure. that may not be dirt bikes, um, you know, you get their attention. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we're we're on the right track. Um, I think that positive things are happening. Sure. All right, we got some phone calls for you. As always, uh, pretty popular guy here. Uh, Faith is on five. Faith, uh, what's going on? What do you, what's your question for Chad Reed? Hi, Chad. Thank you for thank you guys for answering my call. Um, I was wondering what's been happening since you guys. Uh, I'm a YouTube follower, so I follow you guys on YouTube and everything. What's been happening like at home since you guys um, got back from Australia? Yeah, where's the YouTube videos at? That's what Faith yeah. wants. Yeah. Uh, so the YouTube's on a bit of a pause just because life has been crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, like for a good portion of the last eight months, uh, we have been living, whether it be a hotel, my in-laws, or a motorhome. <laughs> so 
so yeah, life life's starting to take you know more consistency on a day to day basis. We're starting to look at new filmers, new crews, new you know new editors and things like that. So um, YouTube's not necessarily you know dead. It's just mm-hmm. a little bit on pause. So yeah, but I mean to answer your question, we've been really busy. I mean kids have been motoing and. Um, I've been wide open behind the scenes on a couple of different consulting opportunities. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of been working, actually. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned, Faith. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Ash, uh, you're on with Chad Reed. What's happening, Ash? Hey, hey guys. Hey, Chad. Um, calling from Australia, mate. Um, I've been meaning to chat to you for a long time. Um, Long-term fan, um, I watched your first ever race in 1999 at Supercross Masters. Um, the next couple of years, it was hard to watch races as you headed overseas. You know, TV coverage in Australia was difficult. But I think it's fair to say, I reckon I could probably have seen every single race you've ever been in from 2002 onwards. Um, me and my family flew to America in 2014 just to watch you race. Um, unfortunately, it was the San Diego round. You crashed out and did your shoulder. Oh, yeah. um, but, mate, in, in long short of all that, I just wanted to say cheers for providing such wicked entertainment for the past 20 years. You know, we're very privileged. We've got some amazing Australian athletes, but Jack and the Hunter boys and, you know, Danny Rick's not driving, but, you know, we're, we're very spoiled and Toby and all that sort of stuff. But um, I pretty much looked up to you for the past 25 years and only a few years younger than you. I've got kids myself, so um, I basically just wanted to say cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, no, thanks. Appreciate it. It's funny, you know, like I was I was back home in Aussie for, for a long time, longer than ever in the last uh, kind of like spent four months there, and uh, that was a pretty common, um, you know, theme of people, you know, like you, you filled up a lot of, Sunday lunchtime, uh, you know, activities. So, yeah, and no, that's pretty cool to know that, you know, here I am chasing a dream, but you're, you're also providing, you know, a lot of people something to do and something to stay connected to. And, again, just why Supercross is such a powerful tool. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for the call, man. Agreed. Hey, can I, can I get a racing question in? Sure. If I could slip on in? Sure. Um, yeah. Hey, Chad, you had a long career, mate. When do you reckon you were going your fastest, even if you didn't win. I reckon it was in 2012 Dallas when you were chasing RV and unfortunately you did your knee, but you were moving. Like I've just watched you ride for so long and like that was one time you were just the quickest. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like the biggest thing that I would say that 2012 is like, I just was so comfortable on, you know, having, it was the second year of us having our team. And so we had, you know, we had a full year under our belt. Um, Honda had stepped up and provided the factory bike for us, and I just gelled with that bike. And when you really look at who was there, um, I think RV and I at that point in the series had really uh, kind of taken a, a couple of steps up, and we were leaving people like James and Dunge and, you know, I don't even know who was back then, but, you know, Shorty and K-Dub and all those guys, and we would – we were pretty much putting the hurt on them. So, yeah, it was a bummer to get hurt at that race. All right. Thanks, Ash. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Bill is on one. Bill, you got a question for Chad Reed? Yeah. Hey, Chad. Big big fan. Kind of bummer that uh, Moto40 kind of went the way it did. But uh, I was always impressed with your guys' prep there. Uh, I can't think of the name of that equipment that you guys used there. And we're – 
And where'd you guys get it there? Uh, you put me on the spot as I try to think of what it was called as well. Um, gee, I can't think of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks. I I missed Motor Forty. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got three other partners, so uh, we had to. With them, I was only one of one of four guys, so had to make the best decision for everyone. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. Wygant was there. He's a regular customer. He liked it. Uh, whenever his kids' bikes would keep running, hmm. who knows? <laughs> um, whenever, he, whenever he had charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Renthal.com bringing you Chad Reed here on the on the Pulp Mex show. Uh, please check out Renthal at your local dealer, Motorsport.com, and more. Um, it's it's just been a Lawrence year. Chad, just unbelievable over here. Uh, obviously, you've seen it. Um, wow, what a season those two brothers are having! Incredible. Yeah, it's got to be fun, huh? Like just yeah, you know, just like you, rolling. You think of you know, you think of uh, you think of it from a dad standpoint. You know, I just can't imagine. You know, like I have a thirteen-year-old, and you know, my two boys is thirteen and and nine, and you think of you know that that kind of feeling and and them achieving what they're achieving it must it must feel pretty damn good you know chasing the dream and the sacrifices that they made at young ages and try, you know chasing the dream all these years so definitely uh yeah from, like you know aside from the obvious things i just look at yep. what it took and what it takes on a day-to-day basis and those sacrifices that must be super rewarding for the family Mm-hmm. You know, Chad, uh, you think they took a, a page out of your playbook, and what I mean by that is, you know, they went from Australia to Europe uh, a, a lot like you did to get some experience before coming to America? I mean, I think that they probably took the book um, more than pages. You know, I mean, they're currently at my old facility, and, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, they drive down the same driveway. They drive into the same neighborhood um, that I did for uh, the majority of the 20 years that I was here. So, um, yeah, to say that they're they're doing, you know, a lot of the same things, um, you know, I think is, is fair to say. And um, But I also look at, you know, the, the group of people that are around them. I think that they seem to have a pretty solid crew, you know, Johnny O. Um, you know, no stranger to, you know, top athletes. And, you know, and I think that like everyone and me, I'm not exempt from this, but I think that when you work with an athlete or if you want to contribute to an athlete, you have to really gel, you know. Um, and so I think that we're seeing people come and go with Johnny O and um, a lot of people see with the success that they had with Ricky. And then, you know, you look at James and it wasn't like James had the same kind of mojo and, and connection and you know and I just think that that's important you know like Jet and Hunter believe and they're bought into whatever Johnny's providing and, and I think that mm-hmm. you just that's the end result you know I think that obviously their program is just it's solid um, yeah it, and also too look at their team manager another guy you're familiar with right um, that's that's I think he's been a big help there in allowing the riders to make choices as opposed to old Honda management you know, I think. Yeah, I, you know, I think that Honda has been changing. You know, it's been a slow change. You know, over the last kind of five years, and I think that I think the timing was right when when Lars came come on board. 
Um, you know, obviously I'm not a part of that team and, and the inside of it, but just little things that I've seen from the outside, they were, they were making changes, you know, higher up than Lars, um, you know, Brandon, you know, Bill Savino, a lot of these guys started to, you know, be a little more powerful, a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, say, and I think that Lars just came along at the perfect time. Um, and, I, and perfect time means that I think he's experienced from what he learned from us um, and then going back to Honda and then fitting into the program and, you know, doing all the different jobs. I just think that it was, it was just good timing for him to be able to provide riders, you know, with the mm-hmm. information to, to win races. So as part of this World Supercross deal, you're also going to be joining uh, Emig and Ralph uh, on the TV side of things. Have they outlined what are you going to be in? The, is it a three-man booth? Are you going to be pits? Uh, have they outlined what your role is on the TV broadcast for the World Supercross? Uh, I actually just got off the phone. Uh, you would like that, uh, Daniel. I just got off an hour-long TV meeting. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so I... I won't be. It won't be a three-man booth. Um, okay. I'm. I'm going to jump in and out of a bit of everything. Sure. Um, you know, like try to. Ultimately, I want to give to the TV package as much as I can, but I also probably have bigger goals of you know the series as a whole. Um, and if my involvement on the TV package short term helps that, then I'm willing to do that for for short term, but, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to, I really want to try to help the series um, at a high level. Um, but yeah, like TV stuff, like we're going to do some really fun segments and that, you know, like they're going to use, use me for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because the, what the riders are faced with and the teams are faced with is so different, you know, like we're spent, you know, our normal was, you know, you show up to a race and it's a quick flight and there's a motorhome, there's a semi truck and, you know, just like the normal thing. And then now you're flying to foreign countries and you're in a hotel and you're having to work out of a freight and, um, and just things like that. You know? So trying to shine some light on that and, and, and show the world the challenges, um, mm-hmm. you know, that they do. And, and I think that it's, it's kind of exciting, you know. Like I remember, um, you know, doing it with you, Steve. Like I remember <laughs> DV, Timmy, and I, you know, sleeping in the – in the crate during yeah. our little, little downtime. And I think of that crate, it was just a bunch of stuff jammed in and now they're quite, you know, sophisticated and quite, <laughs> you know, quite, quite yeah. well, well designed crates now. So yeah, just kind of be able to, you know, shed some light on, on some of the challenges and excitement sure. that the series has that's different. Uh, Daniel, you know, if you're on a TV side on Feld, World Supercross TV, I mean, if you're looking for a TV gig, Daniel, you know. My uh, my passport expired last year, and I okay. forgot to renew it, so we got we got one issue there. Okay, all right, so you're, you're out for World Supercross TV. Okay. Yeah, I mean, unless they come to South Carolina, then call me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, thanks, Chad. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the call in. Congrats on the new gig, and uh, I'll be watching, man. The first round is at Redbud. Or the weekend of Red Bud, uh, I'll be watching. Uh, I think each and every one of them, and I hope to make it to one of them at some point. I got to reach out to Adam and did see which you, one. Uh, yeah. Did you come to Australia last year? No, just the just the UK one. Yeah. So you still haven't been to Aussie? I've never been to Aussie. I gotta get down there. Jeez. We Man. we looked at our listener stats not that long ago, and Australia uh, yeah, is strong. It, yeah. Right, and I, I think we're going to have to cancel the subscription if you don't make it. This <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, the pr- the problem I have is I want to take Pookie, 
but it's always at the November, and she, her work is wide open, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, ah, I want to go with her and make it like a two-week trip, right, and just go see well, Australia. It'll be fine. Like, you know, give Pookie the upgrade, and you can sit in cattle, and oh, it'll be awesome. Uh, that, that will not happen. <laughs> we will both go up front, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, are, you, are you taking the family with you to all of these, or some of them, or uh, do you know? Do you Have you thought that out? Um, so the family and I will probably only do the Oz one together. Okay. Um, the rest of them, I think I will go alone. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, for sure UK, I'm going alone, but yeah, like, uh, so Aussie Supercross has just launched, um, something that we've been working on is, uh, they're going to reintroduce, uh, the 85 CC class at the pro level. Mm, okay. Um, and so, yeah, really want to get Tate. Actually, that's what we're working on right now is I'm just working with Tate and basically we're just pulled back on all things, uh, racing. And then I'm just, you know, trying to teach him the Supercross fundamentals, you know, sure. like when I watch TV on a week to week basis, I just think that like, it's so important. Like I just, I was so lucky to race Supercross at that young age. And I just think that if you, you know, people get hired for their Supercross skills only, nothing else. Um, and so if my 13 year old tells me that he wants to race <laughs> at a high level, then we, uh, we got to go to work and, yeah. and get working on <laughs> Supercross. So, sure. um, yeah, so we're just, put all our attention and all focus on Supercross and I'm hoping that he'll race, uh, race some of those Australian races. And, um, so that'll be kind of both scary yep. as hell and exciting yeah. as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, anyway, yeah. It'll be fun. well, thanks for, thanks for the time tonight. We will uh, get you back in later on when the series is on. I'd like to get some of the racers on and, you know, now that it's more than two races, we actually have a real series. You know what I mean? And uh, I'd, I'd like to follow it as on the show and stuff. So, um, Absolutely. Works good. Thanks, man. Thanks for the time. Cheers. Right. See, you. See you. That's Chad Reed, everybody. Uh, I, th- I mean, look, I asked him the question about the World Supercross because I think, you know, Chad calls it like it is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't he's think, not going to sugarcoat I, it. I don't think so. I mean, even though he's getting his paycheck from those guys, yeah. he's going to be honest about it. So um, I did hear the second round is already canceled and mm-hmm. they're going to move it. Um, so that's, you know, another bit of a blow. And. I am very worried about the Canadian round. Like, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Nobody. Where is that at? Vancouver. 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 Yeah. In BC? Yeah. Place? In BC place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. But I'm, I like the World Supercross. I don't pick a side. Uh, I know people like the, like the manufacturers have picked a side. Yeah. And the sponsors have picked, certain sponsors have picked a side. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have to. I'm in the media. I cover it all. It's great yeah. racing. How, how many rounds do they have now? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Do they have any in Japan? No. 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 They yeah. need to work on that, though, right? Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, as well yeah. as I do, I tried to work on yeah. it a few years ago. And, right. But it know. went there for 20 years, so yeah, there's got to be, yeah, yeah. You know, there's got to be a, 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 a desire but, for but, it. So. But I, I just don't think the fan base is there anymore because, you know, back when I was riding in mm-hmm. Japan in the uh, All Japan Grand Prix and also the Supercrosses, they oh, had bye. a lot of fans. They would fill up everything. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you go to an All Japan Grand Prix and there's only six rounds. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and they're lucky if they get. 5,000 people. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. It, so it's, it's changed a lot yeah, in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I'm just jealous of all the privateers right now. I think about this popped up, super motocross pop. I mean, all of a you sudden, You and JT dude, would be rubbing yeah, your hands together. Yeah, what the hell? It just all of a sudden, just a bunch of influx and in cash in the yeah. sport for these privateers. So no, I'm a little, for sure. a little uh, jealous Mark's on three. Mark, you got a question for Daniel Blair? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Steve, for fielding the question. And hi, Daniel. Hi, Jim. What's happening? Um 
What it's about, there's a guy on YouTube that has a YouTube channel. He's becoming pretty popular from what I understand. He's got like 17,000, 18,000 subscribers. And and I really don't even like to bring this stuff up. Let me stop you right there. Let me, let me stop you right there. I'm not talking about that at all. I'll just be up front. Uh, but so. I wanna, okay. we're going to cover, I want to talk to you about no, we'll talk, walking we can, away. We can talk about uh, things, I but I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I have some questions. Yeah, yeah about walking about away. Uh, I, I know why you – I have a theory. I'm going to run to my theory by, <laughs> by you. I have a theory on why you walked away. So uh, stay tuned later in the show. Uh, Mark, we'll talk about it. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. Listen, and oh. again, guys, I didn't want to really bring it up. The guy, you know, if, if it's true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. You know, but if, if it, it's not true and it's bull, then the guy needs to be called out on his stuff. But, again, I, I don't blame you, Daniel, about not talking about it. But, you know, it just it just came up. But I appreciate it. Thank right. you Thanks, man. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're going to – I can run my theory by you, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you see my post I sent on Instagram? I did. did you like it? I did. And for a guy who didn't graduate high school, man, I, I had to make sure I had everything spelled it was, right. It was great. But it, it was, was pretty great, much Jim. to the uh, – you know, I mean, family's mo- most important at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, a Cherubies. I uh, love the guys at the Cherubies. You probably used the Cherubies, Jim. Yep. Uh, those white front discards yep. on Yamahas, mm-hmm. those were bitching back yeah. in the day. Uh, at a Cherubies USA on social media, chain blocks, slider kits, replica plastic. When you look at Barsha, Anderson, AC, Cooper Webb, they're using a Cherubies plastic industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. Thank you to the folks at Cherubies for coming on board our show. And please check them out at your local dealer or motorsport.com. I love the stuff. It fits perfectly. Always works really well. I'm building a project bike, and I couldn't get a Cherubies for it because it was old. What so is I, it? Oh, it's really? a 90YZ125. Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. yeah and so I, I, got, I had to get another brand, and I had to drill all my own holes. Yeah. Oh. Hate it. Yeah. Had to line it up and mark yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah, anyway. that's like the old Preston Petty. Yeah, fingers. it wouldn't happen you with, had to with drill your holes. Yeah, but a Cherubis it's a hard enough hard enough job as it is. But now you got to drill your own plastic holes too. Unbelievable. It's to be like that. Uh, our next guest is brought to you by the folks at the Cherubis. He's a friend of the show. We had him on last week, but I mean we had to get him on again. Filthy Phil, what's up, buddy? How are you, Stephen? How are you tonight? We're good, man. Uh, so last week, you made your return to racing. That's awesome. We're stoked uh, for you. I think our listenership is stoked for you. Um, you said last week you'd be happy with a 10-10. Um, uh-huh. uh, 1221. We'll get into the second moto. Uh, overall, uh, are you okay with that 12th, considering where you started? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was okay with the 12th. I okay. mean, <clears throat> to, to be honest, the first moto, I still been. My whole day was kind of a disaster. <laughs> Was kind can, we, of a can we just like there, there's no like do, do you know my group text like the things that were being said in my group text when you go out for your first practice back from injury on the track when the fastest times where everybody's getting the fastest times mm-hmm. and your bike blows up on the first lap fill <laughs> like yeah. only you buddy only you <laughs> i was i i don't even understand i was just uh <laughs> I was sitting, and the worst part was I was the farthest point of, of the course. property at High Point, of in course. the farthest corner of where course. nobody could see me, and I'm like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even know what to do right now, and like, and I didn't. The funny part is, is I didn't even have signal at the track because uh, there's no signal at High Point. So when I got back to service, I had about 
50, sorry, let's say 69 text messages from people. Hey, are you not racing high point? Are you not racing? Because it didn't even register my transponder. No. I didn't even make it to the finish line. No. You know? No. Um, oh. So, yeah, it was. It started, it started off, off right and, there. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And like, and the problem, I know Daniel and Jim are there, but the problem with that was, the Red Cross is out, so the first lap, I don't get to jump anything. So you're, like, rolling these 10-foot doubles into these mud pits. So, like, I'm just trying to stay up on the first lap because the track right, is of a course. complete fucking yard sale. So, and then my bike blows up or whatever happens. Like, I don't even know. Electrical, quote-unquote, electrical. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever happens. So I missed the entire first practice. So then I hook my bike up to a quad, and I go through amateur pits, and I have everyone screaming my name, filthy, and then I go through vendor's row, and they're like, filthy, oh, man, bum, and I'm like, yeah, fuck my life, you know? So I get back to the truck, oh, and they they do their thing, swap an engine, whatever, and then, like, I'm waiting, and I'm like, okay, and I'm trying to figure out if the 250 guys are going faster, right? right. I'm like, fuck, man. Hopefully they did. Some Hopefully they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the track's going to be faster second practice. Well, sure enough, Phil didn't get to ride the first practice. So why would they go groom the track? Fuck Phil, leave it, run it, and have <laughs> go out there and have a disadvantage. So then I'm like, I'm looking at the times. I'm looking out, you know guys that were like eighth first practice or whatever are now like three, four seconds a lap slower. And I'm yeah. like, I am so fucked. So you were aware of that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know if you were like if on the line if you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, well, it took me from the semi all the way down to after doing practice starts to find out like, oh, yeah, they were slower. And I'm just like, well, fuck, man. I'm not Jet Lawrence here. How am I going to pull three seconds out of my ass to try and figure this out? You know? And I hadn't done any of the jumps, jumps or anything yet like so i went up around the first corner and i come down into the second corner and i swear to god it was a fucking war zone and i'm like i'm like dude what do i even do right here so what i do i just put my feet down and i just skied around the entire track as much as i could um with both feet off the pegs and somehow some way i got ended up 36 36 you were one spot from the lcq uh yeah so daniel take it away daniel yeah so i want to play a little game phil (laughs) (laughs) i've had plenty of games so i'm fucking done you're ready no 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 we're playing a game on the show here i'm gonna list i'm gonna say a name of a rider that beat you in qualifying and i want you to tell me one thing about them okay one thing one thing we're gonna go through this uh let's start with trevor schmidt uh from new york oh shit i should have probably not started in the northeast um let's go with richie randanella not a fucking no clue. <laughs> well, he He's was twenty. He was twenty fifth. He's from Jersey too, because we made that. That is such a Jersey name. We and I, we and I, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We say he, he sounds be. like he's from Bon Jovi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, might be, he must be a younger kid, so I don't know him if he's from Jersey. Okay. Next one. This guy beat you too. Just straight up worked you, <laughs> Alex Ray. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what do you know? Ray what do you know first, about Alex Ray? I, I know all about getting sketchy in second practice. How about that? How about you know? Vincent Lahovi? Fuck my ass. Uh, yes, uh, Western PA local through four thirty-seven. Okay, okay. Chandler Baker. Uh, he actually passed me second moto. Some guy named Baker. <laughs> Some guy named Baker. Uh, Luca Marsalisi. 
Uh, Marcelli. Marcelli. One seventy four. Yeah, one seventy four on the Yamaha. Yeah, man, he knows these yeah. guys. No, I, I just did a privateer pod with Luca. He's a good kid. Dude, I I know my moto, man. Hey, Butron barely had you. Yeah, <laughs> it was thirty. Did, Phil, you got you got your fast lap, second last one around. Did you know? Were they telling you? Yeah. No, they didn't because live, of course, AMA. Oh, yeah, no timing, right. timing was down. Yep. Okay, oh, so shit. that's okay. So I'm going to go on with the rest of my fucking story. Is that okay? So then <laughs> they get back to the truck, and I said, am I in? They go, the team goes, I don't know. Timing was down. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, well, prep my bike for the LC2 because I'm – I think I got to go to the LCQ. <laughs> right. Are you like, kidding there's, there's me? No, there's no way I did a fast enough time out there with the first practice being faster. Yeah. You know, I'm like, can prep my bike. I don't care, just in case. You know, so might be like 20 minutes after goes up to the AMA truck. Like every, yeah, I was panicking and I was super pissed just the way the day had been going. I'm surprised I didn't completely have a meltdown, but I actually held it together pretty good. <laughs> and all of a sudden I, I see Mike B running back from the AMA truck and I'm just like, Fuck my life! I'm going to the LC. <laughs> He's running back to tell you, grab your yeah, goggles, yeah, grab your yeah, stuff, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And he gets back and he gives me thumbs up, and I'm just like, thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> thirty six. Yes, for once in my life, God was on my side and gave me thirty six gigabits. <laughs> you know? Did you watch the practice so, show, Steve? Did you? Uh, yeah, because they yeah oh, they we, were on it. We, we in our group text, we texted Phil said, "Do not watch the practice yeah, show." Yeah, because we're oh yeah, we told me too. But but meanwhile, of course, Weege and RC don't have an, any idea what the hell I just went through right. prior to that. Right. You know, I'm just out there seeing God. Like, I'm serious. That second practice, it was a war zone. And I hadn't jumped one jump. And first lap, I'm out there trying to jump shit. I don't know where there's sinkholes, ruts crossing over. Like, oh, it was unbelievable. Um, you, know, you know, Phil, one year when I was riding Mount Morris, second moto, and you can ask mm-hmm. Davey Coombs about it. It was started to rain real hard, okay? It was raining so hard that one of those sections we drop down and you, you make a left-hand turn and come back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, a river started to develop, <laughs> a raging river, yeah, yeah, yeah. like five foot. And they changed the course halfway through. Yeah. We didn't drop down there. We just went straight <laughs> across and ended up, uh, you know. Dude, so. Hangtown 91, 91. Yeah. same thing. They yeah. were ripping through a river, and you'd, they'd start at the left of the track, well, and the water would blow them to the yep. right. It was nuts. Yep. Uh, yep. What, Bud, man. what I thought was Killed funny, too, man. was Weege was saying that he went by the team. And here's – so – the bike blows up. It's on the team. It's not on you. The bike mm-hmm. blows up, and the team is ragging on you for <laughs> for putting your foot down and like, oh, you do, do you got no got no foot pegs, Phil, or what? Happened? And you're just like, they're making fun of you, and you're like, fuck you guys. My bike yeah. broke. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to go as fast as I can on a truck. I have no idea where it's and going. Then, and then the team is like, what's up with your foot pegs, Phil? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. Well, don't worry. I did what I had to do. So got her in there. You pulled a good start yeah. from thirty. You were tenth or something uh, early on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a good start because I don't know who was maintaining the track at High Point because I'd like to have a little chat with them because I don't know what the hell they were doing. But uh, they left the first 
the first or the straightaway, the start straight, a landmine. Like there was literally landmines and sinkholes just all over. I mean, they could have took one of their D3s and pushed some dirt off, but no, they just left it for us. Well, okay, uh, so I do know why they did that. I, I spoke to someone today, and they're, they are a little worried about these greats and everyone getting the exact same jump mm, and 40 mm-hmm. guys coming down the turn. We've seen some big crashes. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. there's enough evidence either way to say the greats are causing crashes. I don't think I'm not mm-hmm. saying, but that's something that I've been talking about too. Like, Hey man, wait a minute. So they were trying to see if they could get some separation by leaving the front of the gates with the ruts and mm-hmm. everything. And, 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 mm-hmm. and then you're picking your gate, not only on position, but on the condition of the yeah. rut in mm-hmm. front, you're picking right. your, you're looking at both, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's what, that was the idea. Yeah, which I'm okay with the ruts, but the sinkholes and whatever else that was out there, because there were legit landmines, like, I'm surprised there wasn't more accidents there, you know? Um, but then you went down into the second corner, and it was, yeah, a yard sale, you know? I mean, they just said, yeah, so, it sucked. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what was up with track prep, because it was god-awful. So how you did know? you get up to 12, 10th or so? Like, did you scoop uh, a bunch of dudes just, in one turn? Or, no, yeah. yeah, I found a couple holes, first, second, third corner okay. on the rollers, and yeah, I got yeah. up into ninth or something. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I, I still didn't really know the track. I didn't have a really good flow for mm-hmm. missing a practice, and I kind of got passed by Frannis and AP and Harlan, and then I just kind of rode behind Grant, just Honestly, I just trail rode the whole time because I didn't have any intensity, and it was the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. moto that I've done in two years. So uh, it was a lot that I had to learn, um, but I was okay with it when I crossed the finish line in 12. Like, I was like, all right, yeah. that's okay. I, I heard, can build. I heard a Harlan. There was a big Harlan-Nicoletti battle. I heard the mm. people that were there. Nah, there wasn't much of a battle. Okay. I was just following Grant <laughs> watching him cross run. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, he, was, he had a couple close moments. I'm like, come on, man. Just tip over just for five seconds so I can get by, which he almost did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, he rode good. And then second moto, yeah, I was in ninth again. And then, uh, yeah, I cross-rutted, feet blew off. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up cartwheeling. So it's kind of like right. took the wind out of my sails. And then I just literally rode around for 30 minutes. So, Phil, how good can we get this summer? Where are we, where are we, we going to get to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I truly believe I could have went 12-11 this past weekend, you know, um, if I didn't go down second moto. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where we're at. I mean, i got to do a couple changes, and i got to figure out what the hell happened to my bike this past weekend. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of things that I was a little – So, mm, was it almost maybe not a great, a great test for you for – Many reasons. No, like, it, yeah. it wasn't a great right, test. Right, yeah, yeah. It's more like survival. Yeah. Really. yeah, it was more survival. Like, I couldn't even ride. Like, you watch it. Like, Jets looked flawless all year, and then you watch the race, and him and Kenny looked like they were kind of struggling, you know? So yeah, you can yeah. only imagine what I look like out yeah. there. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, fitness, yeah. bike, no no idea yet. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I, you know, I went in there, and um, I was hoping to do press day, but press day had rained. So, obviously, whatever would have happened, if I would have rode press day, then my bike issue would have happened on press day because I didn't get to ride my race bike at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ride it on press day and kind of break it in. So if I would have done that, then I would have had my mechanical on press day, which mm-hmm. I would have been happy with but yep. since that got delayed and everything you know hindsight's twenty twenty. it's just weird how it's all you know, worked out you know phil you said you were going to make some changes on the bike uh for the next round at uh redbud what changes will mm-hmm. you make on it i need i need a little bit more hold up in my fork i'm a little bit too soft like I'm a little bit more of a mid valve so uh 
through the transitions at high point with the ruts and stuff, even when you go to red button stuff, like the G outs are pretty gnarly. So I just need a little bit more uh, mid valve and bottoming resistance just to kind of hold me up for gen shock. Right. Um, so it doesn't sink as bad. So, um, and not only that, like, yeah, like Daniel said, I was literally survival out there just trying to, you, you got in a rut and you just followed it around for literally yeah. 120 feet. You what's, your, what's your favorite outdoor uh, track that you like, you know, you're really looking forward to going to like Southwick or something? What's Binghamton. The one you, Binghamton? <laughs> Binghamton? Yeah, Binghamton would be sick, but uh, Iron Man, which is not for Iron, a while, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a good, you know, a couple good tracks. Obviously, I think everyone kind of agrees with coming up the next, the next three or yeah. pretty dialed yeah so. i just i can't tell you like my, my group texts when we're like hey update phil's bike broke lap one he didn't get a lap in and now uh he's not in it, he's it, not in qualifying spot like it's insane yeah. because like, if you were to write yeah, yeah. a movie no, script no. and it, you wrote it this way people would say dude that's too obvious it's too fake yeah. it's not gonna happen yeah. to phil yeah, that would never happen fake. to phil right and it happens and i'm and i'm telling you like i like, obviously, race, like, you know, I'm 34, and it's just like, yeah, nerves, no, but it's still so much stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a day, and coming back, and it's been a long time, and the track's kind of gnarly. So I already got a lot of shit on my mind. And then to have that happen, <laughs> I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Why? Why? You know? Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? Why like, me? It, and, and it's funny because, like, I was I – was, stuck way out in the back and I could feel like I thought I just stalled my bike because my it was deep you know mm-hmm. so I just saw my rear wheel just hit a soft spot locked up but then when I was hitting my electric start like I could feel my battery kicking on like through my handlebar yeah, and nothing. the fuel pump so I'm like what the heck's going on so Brandon found me about five minutes into practice and they're like telling him to unhook my kill switch you know and I'm like I don't it's not my kill switch because my battery's trying to boot on and I can kind of feel my starter, you know, trying to engage a little bit, you know, like I can feel it knocking like through the handlebar. So then I knew I was just like, yeah, I'm fucked. You know, um, we got to get it back to the truck and swap something. So yeah. And I I thought about bump starting it, but I was just like, man, if I bump start it down this hill, it's going to be an hour before a quad can even get me back. <laughs> oh, out of- don't go any lower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm already on high ground. If I go down into that shithole down there, I'm never coming out. Where's <laughs> Phil? He's gone. I, I, He's gone. I'm thinking yeah. maybe you wave one of the competitors and hitch a ride back and leave the bike and come back just to get the a truck hop on and say, yeah. hey, hey, man. Hey, Jet, you're our sponsor, Jet, Rider. Hey, yeah, hey, Jet, yeah. give me a ride back. If, if I had to walk back to where the semi was, I would have been smoked for the day. Yeah, call like, Braswell. Um, He'll come and get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. At Cherubies yeah. USA bringing you Phil Nicoletti on the show. I wanted to play – Phil, can I play that voicemail you sent us earlier in our group text? I, I said, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was one of the KTM guys because uh, Frankie and Dave uh, – Frankie Latham and Jay Dungey always prank call me, but I don't know who this is. It must okay. be somebody else. This, it's it's hilarious. So. This, this, is, uh, this is amazing. Here, here's wait, what, so wait, someone this, left this, Phil a voicemail? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Listen to this. All right, go ahead, Marks. Hello, this is Peter with, with Delta Airlines Lost and Found Baggage. Um, looks like right here we have a, a bag for Mr. Philip Nicoletti. 
Uh, it looks like it's a bag of talent. It looks like you've lost it. Um, <laughs> if you want to come uh, get your talent back, <laughs> would you give us a call? Uh, Delta Airlines. Uh, thank you. This is great. That's great. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Time. That's, that is it's awesome. brilliant. And yeah, worst, it's brilliant. Yeah, and the worst part is, is I don't even fly Delta. I fly American, so I'm double slots. So <laughs> there's no way I'm yeah. getting my bag. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, listen, uh, we get... You know, tougher day for you, but March bags, March yes. bags, yeah. dude. Child. Yep. that's yep. awesome. It was awesome. That's yes. really. She had she had a really good first practice, and then finally got a good start. And uh, I mean, that's. I mean, G's always had speed. I even told Weed, you know, uh, on his little preview thing on Saturday on press, like, dude, Garrett holds ass in practice. You know, like he's an amazing rider. There's no doubt about it. Um, and for him to actually finally do that in an outdoors is, mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. So um, um, he's changed a lot of stuff in his program, and um, you know he's working with Troll Train, and uh, has been for a little while. So it's pretty cool. So things kind of worked out a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome for him, and good for the team. Because again, we were talking about it at one of my shows. Like, you know, you leave Hangtown, and it's like, yeah, J Mark broke his wrist. March Banks had mm-hmm. garbage results, and our team's gone to shit. And, and you know, like just ups and downs at Moto, right? Just ups and downs. And then I was joking with Garrett at Lakewood. I'm like, you still can't get starts. He's like, I yeah. know, but he got him. Yeah. Yeah, he got yeah. him. So. Yeah, he made it a lot easier. And like I said, it's, you know, on a 250, like, tons of money has to go into a 250. And, like, to compete with Star and these guys, like, dude, they, they almost have, like, unlimited budget. Like, our team still has a budget. So to go 450 and you can literally have a deck head and, you know, I'm pretty sure Garrett's got a stock piston like me, um, FMF pipe, a Vortex box, and he went and got a podium, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, like, kind of more rider ability for the 450 class mm-hmm. instead of, you know, like, obviously you still got to be half talent to do it in the 250 class. There's no doubt about it, you know. Um, but you're not fighting horsepower as much, so especially yeah. for a kid like Garrett. So he deserves it. He busts his ass. He don't miss yeah. many motos, you know. So and he, he he is a good-hearted kid. So it's awesome to see. Yeah, it's good good for you guys and all that. And hey, Kilroy, man. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Yeah, yes, Kilroy. Yes, yes. PK did good. I was stoked for him. He got tenth first moto. That's his best, you know, mm-hmm. best moto finish. Um, and he was doing okay. The second moto it had a little tip over, which kind of cost him a little bit. But um, yeah, like I said last week, I think he's a really good rider. Um, he just needs a couple good motos to kind of put him in the right. Mm-hmm right direction and i think it'll start snowballing for him now kind of now that he knows that he can he's never ridden with those guys before so when he has guys like shimoda or volan or these guys pass him like he's not used to that so it takes a while to be, become accustomed to that so i think it's pretty cool all right we got a call from nash yeah. of course nash <laughs> gentlemen gentlemen what's up nash <laughs> phil is back hey nash so excited i was very excited phil to see you I mean, thinking it was planned, but I have two questions. Over under, well, over under, did you saw God that second qualifying session as you ended slightly earlier in the conversation? I, I saw God way too many I, times that day. Yeah, I saw God the whole 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I can't even awesome. deny it. You yeah. know? Um, it was beautiful to see. Yeah, just demonstrating your proudness, your experience, you're a journeyman. Well done. Jim, then, uh, Jim, does that, does anything come to mind? Did you have did you, have you ever had a situation like that, or Daniel, even you, like last lap of the last qualifier? Like, I mean, you used to race your way in, but yeah, you, no, I mean, I, I really, I, I really back when I rode outdoors, I, I 
you know, was in the top 10. Yeah. So you didn't have to you run any it, qualifiers. Yeah. We didn't have timing and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I do know one thing. I was real adamant on riding my race bike the day before. Mm-hmm. I wanted to shake it down. Really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to mm-hmm. shake it down because when I hit that first right. practice, I wanted to know what that bike was going to do. You know, uh, uh, when Emig was riding 125s uh, on a Yamaha, that was yeah. still a long time ago. They rent riding every Friday. Bro, Absolutely. Hold on. Yeah. No, Bob Oliver. At my, yeah. at my house. Yeah. So when I was a kid, young 85 rider, Emig would come to my house before Hangtown on Friday and break in his race bike. Yep. He'd pull in, yeah. unload it, yeah. 15, 20 minutes, load it back up and leave. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the reason why we did that is because our practice bikes were a lot different than our race bikes. Yep. So I wanted to get acclimated to what the suspension was going to do, front and rear, yeah. blah, 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 yep. and, and all that. And, and for that reason there, Phil, like you said, you went out for that first qualifier and the bike blew up, like you said. If they would have had press day, you would have known about that. It would have been a whole yeah. different weekend for well, you. Well, the, the yeah. fight to get in Supercross press days is behind the scenes yeah. is pretty big, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, every, like guys want to do it for, for all those reasons. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember, you know, fell the years ago. They used to have a, on Fridays. They used to have a practice yeah. for all the privateers, and I yeah. thought that mm-hmm. was awesome because they're the ones that need it. Yeah, it's not the factory guys. It's no, there was the a factory practice guys. too on Fridays. Oh, was there too? was one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was in the middle. The it about back one. when they like. Had Saturday qualifier day qualifiers back yep. that far? Yeah, because yeah. that's what yeah. when I first turned pro, we yep. did we practiced Friday, yep. like legitimately had sessions, yep. and then Saturday we would too, and then we'd have our little four lap day qualifier right. with a draw the bucket thing, which yeah. holy stress, <laughs> those things, man. <laughs> Phil, uh, did, Phil, did you ever do day qualifiers in Supercross ever? Uh, in Supercross, no, just outdoors in 06. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they would do there too, right? You'd Saturday the, qualify to Sunday, and then still have to qualify yeah. Sunday yeah, in. Thought, yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, by the time I got to the moto. Yeah. Six, I was smoking. Yeah. The, the, oh my god, fuck! The year I worked for <laughs> Nick, he missed the first two rounds with a knee injury. He missed Glenn Helen and Hangtown. We showed mm-hmm. up at round three, and then like had to ride the qualifier, and then it took a couple rounds. He got in the top ten, and I was like, whoo! And then he had a shitty race, and then we were back in the qualifiers, yeah. and then we weren't, and it was just like fuck. Like even as a mechanic, it was yeah, so much more stress, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was hard. I, yeah, I remember doing it back in '06. It was just like me and my dad in a pickup truck at Broom in Steel City. It was just like, yeah. By the time we did our practice on Saturday, then at our qualifier, and then cleaned everything to get ready for Sunday morning to do practice, and then do another qualifier just to oh. clean everything up to get it ready for Moto One and then Moto Two. It's just like what yeah. the hell. And sometimes yeah. you'd you know? end up with a stacked qualifier like what the like my first national i ever made i had to go to the lcq and i rode good that day but my heat race my day qualifier was so stacked like it was a bunch of guys that were all 11th through 18th and i had all of them yeah yeah Yeah. so i got hosed had to go to the lcq and snuck in but sometimes you'd get the bad draw on those things too you know what phil i I always try to take a a a positive out of a negative and and the positive phil doesn't doesn't. you don't feel no no, no, no. no. because i I mean that bike that bike breaking like that (laughs) tries to find the negative and a positive well, yeah That's but, but the, <laughs> the bike breaking but you know you're lucky it didn't happen over a jump or something and then you couldn't oh, even yeah. ride the day you yeah. know yeah so. no i listen it turned the, the day was a negative but turned to a positive when i was 36 okay then <laughs> yeah. I turned around yeah <laughs> turned right around you know turned right around. i'm like you know what it could be way worse right now and i could be um going down for that LCQ. But then I went up to watch the LCQ gate, gate drops, and I'm like, huh. There's a part of me that was just like, huh, I wonder if we might have screwed up and maybe yeah. I do belong in that LCQ. <laughs> well, you get you get, you get four missed, more laps on the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want those four laps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get those in the moto. <laughs> uh, anything else, Nash? 
I, I just want to see if he's been consulting with Big Al. You know, Big Al's got some life changes. Maybe he feels like a fitness whisperer. Feels pretty on top of the fitness, as we all know. But uh, is, yeah. is Big Al been taking you there? No, we had, uh, Big, Big Al's just been busy doing his own thing up in Millville. He doesn't really care. He called me on the way back, and we, we bullshitted about the day and whatnot. But it's more about he, family life and what's going on. With uh, we don't really talk Big, to too much. Big Al texted me Saturday morning and said, Dude, what happened to Phil? I don't see his name. And I'm like, Looking thirty sixth, and then he goes, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Well, Garrett, my Garrett must have talked to him after practice okay. a little bit about something, and then because Garrett had service, so then I was talking to Alex, and I kind of told him what happened. Okay. He goes, "Now it makes sense." I yeah, said, yeah. Yes, dude. Right. You know, Alex so, is a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to rally. We, we know it. We believe in oh, you. Oh yeah, He's rally. We know it. Yep. Big things. Big yeah. things coming. Thanks, Della. Thanks, Thanks Nash. Nash. You'll be ready, Redbud. Cheers, guys. Go get him. Right, see you. All right, that's uh, that's Nash, our, our favorite caller. Anything else for Phil? Uh, yeah, I got. I got. Okay. I need some intel. Oh boy. Uh-huh. How's Marky Mark doing out there? i uh, riding really good. Yes, he's riding riding really good. So giving me a run for my money on practice days. I hear. So. I've heard he's made uh, some gains in the last week or two. Some some pretty good yeah. gains. Yeah, there's uh he's riding good. I mean, club's got a bunch of a couple good amateur kids. Marky, this I don't even his, his name's Alex, but we call him the Russian because he's Russian. I don't even know his last name. But <laughs> he's he's, he's good too. Yeah. Yeah, he he rides really good. So we got a couple of the amateurs got a Good little crew. We call him the Russian. Uh, yeah, we call him. <laughs> Phil doesn't even know his name. <laughs> his name's Alex. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so we just call him the Russian. And the Russian hauls ass as long as, uh, as well as Marky Mark. Um, so I think, uh, I think those guys are going to do some good things. So they've been logging some decent time. So, yeah, we got uh, I mean, they, Mark Finnis, um, Red Bud Combines coming up. Okay. So that's what's well, exciting. Ryder, Ryder McNabb, will see him there. That's Hey, that's another one of my guys. Yeah, Keep, Pulp I, of Mexico. We're bringing out the whole posse. I think we're going to have five of our guys there. So, yeah. But, uh, oh, wow. yeah, first combine. Yeah, Juju will be there. Bass Flug, Cochran, all of them. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then that trip actually ends up being our Orange Brigade camp, too. We do our kind of oh. summer camp. So Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. after the National, we all stick around and do some riding at some practice. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean... I think those things make uh, are a, a good sign of like what's to come. I mean, because any kid can ride good on a Tuesday, but you put them out on Red Butt on a national track or yeah. Ironman, then you can really see like what's going on. I mean, because you remember Hayden last year at Red Butt demolished everybody, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's just I think I don't know. I think it's a sign into the future with that sort of stuff, you know. So seeing how they can handle it and whatnot, and I, with the I, track I, yeah. and their bikes. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I love it too. Between futures and com- I wish there was a couple more combines. It'd be nice. If there was three or four. I wish three or four would be a little better. But but I do like the futures and the combine program now because now it's like yeah. we do get to see a little glimpse of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and they get to do it against their own age group. All the kids they've yeah. raced their whole but, life. It's okay, like a, it's like so the final showing with their age you, before you, they you turn pro. You guys are totally right. But also I remember being oh Hymas wasn't good today. Oh Hymas, you know, he didn't do well at Red Bud, right? Like. And mm-hmm. now he's leading laps. Like I, so I, I'm, I'm with you guys. It means something. It's good, but let's not. Yeah, you know, but with yeah. but with that, a lot of stuff had changed with Hymas too. You know. Yeah. I, well, and then this sport, there's so many variables and things change so fast. I mean, I mean, look back. Ryder D during Supercross was kind of getting questioned. Remember, because Dax and Juju yeah. were beating on. They're like, oh, yeah. is this kid what? Well, what do you think now? Yeah, like, he's yeah. showing that he's really good. And then Hymas last year at Loretta Lynn's was terrible. I mean, I watched every right, moto, right. and he didn't look like himself. Yep. And now he's leading laps. Yeah. So things can change fast, which means it's not the Absolutely. the tell-all. But for me, I, and Phil, I'm curious if you think the same thing. It's it's more 
traits and tangibles that you kind of watch these kids go through, and they used to find out, oh, how quickly can you learn? How quickly can mm-hmm. you recover from something bad? Those are the things I think are more important than just the win. Yeah. So I, that's the stuff I look at to see if a kid could be a good pro or not. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. more to it than just your result on paper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Out of Cherubies USA, bringing you Phil Nicoletti on the show. Um, Phil, what's uh, what's up with the FTA stuff? It's a, it's a new line from FXR? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of a surprise deal for this weekend. Uh, it's a new line, uh, a brand like a sister company of FXR that uh, Milt is branching off, and it's something kind of cool, um, different colorways, different designs that mm-hmm. he's going to be launching here later on this summer. So um, just kind of a testing the waters, seeing, um, okay. getting it out there, letting people know um, what's coming. But uh, I kind of had been pushing for it for a little while when – um, Ryder, um, kind of milled steps on a little bit, was helping. Um, he was wearing it and whatnot. And I really liked it, like the colorways and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, how do I, how do I do that? Um, and get in that stuff. So we kind of linked it all together and Mills just like, yeah, for your first round back, we'll do it. And then, uh, you can be FDA for the rest of the summer and then, uh, oh, okay. we'll launch it around Millville and stuff. So, that's, uh, that's kind of the go to go to just a branch off kind of, you sure. know, like shift box type yep. thing. But, um, right. I know the logo kind of looks the same, but the colors and the pattern will be a lot different. It'll just be, you know, limited edition runs. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, I yeah, know I'm coming just for you, Phil. Our, our late- What's that? I'm coming just for you, Phil. Ah, uh, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, I think the 12th was fine, considering their circumstances, and, and uh, onward and upward from here. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So it's good to be back, honestly. So even though it was. Uh, uh, kind of a crazy, hectic day. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's good and to get back. Down. It's good to be down on the starting line again. Sure. So, uh, well, actually, uh, let me. Any any wrist issues? Any any pain? Any like you know? Uh, yeah, well, it was sore at the end. It was of the sore. Day. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was. But I don't know. A little bit of that could have been from my crash too that I had. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was okay. It, it held up for the conditions good. and whatnot. I mean, yeah, the ruts had. Uh, I don't know if you could really see it on the track, but the. The ruts were hard packing shale, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was yeah. pretty, like I, like you're sitting on a jackhammer. I thought the second moto to me was prime high point from every other race I re- ever remember. There almost it was just looked like high point from '86, '96, '06, whatever. Uh, that's kind of how it shapes up. JT did walk us over and say, look at these ruts, and it looked perfectly fine on TV, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I, saw you, yeah, I saw you going yeah, out of yeah. much. Right? I, I, JT's like, oh, you guys got to see these ruts, and I'm sure, I'm like, he was right, I'm sure, that, but on TV, you're like, oh, that looks all right. <laughs> so anyways. I, yeah, but like, do, do, do they not own a tiller or a disc or anything? Well, that's a question for, for MX Sports. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, whatever. But anyway, yeah, we survived. So we're, <laughs> we're good. See you at Redbud. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Philip. See you at Redbud. Right, good luck at Redbud. All right. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Jim. Bye. All right, see you. That's Phil Nicolet, everybody, on the, brought to you by Cherubies USA. Love those interviews. <laughs> yeah, just, he's awesome. It's, just, it's, it's great. I mean, I uh, think that 12th was great, though. Yeah, you know, me too. Everything that he's went through yeah. and to get, come out that first moto and get a 12th, that was yeah. awesome. Absolutely. All right, we'll go to commercial break here. We'll come back. we got uh, J.D. Beach coming up. Uh, twins. He races the Twins class in AFT. Uh, and then we're going to get to the real bottom of Daniel Blair <laughs> leaving the TV booth. We've got the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, Race Tech Rant, X-Brand Tear-Offs, Motorsport.com, Tweet at Talon. Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim. In studio. It's fantastic. 
great to have Tor- Toronto 2017 all over again. Yeah. Opie. Yeah. Oh, that was my first my was first it? race day live. Yeah, I yeah. got I got told I had to be there. I didn't even get asked. Michael yeah, yeah. Prince. Right. Yeah. What are you doing on the weekends? Not much. You'll be you'll be in Toronto. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're with right. Jim. <laughs> like literally, okay. Yeah, I had great. no clue, but that's where it started. Uh, so. Well, I've we've told you my Uncle Jim ex- announcing experience in Montreal. Yeah, Supercross, yeah, right? Montreal. And uh and we said if you ever get stuck throw at the gym and i did get stuck with some technical stuff and some computer stuff i threw it to jim he went on for 10 minutes about oh. enduro cross water <laughs> oh. and grips and i got everything handled it was Unbel- fantastic same thing with me because yeah. i i had to go into the hosting role i was like yeah. the no right and I, I was too i was the play-by-play oh, and that's guy. hard yeah. because right. you have responsibilities yeah and i had no idea how to do that show at all yeah and i would just like ask jim something super vague because i knew he would just go yeah and then he would go and i'd be looking down at my script okay where do i go now to get yeah, a commercial break right, and, then right. then, and i'd be like talking to the people behind the thing and then i'd be all right to the commercial yeah, break right, and, yeah, like, no, just to get out of it but he would always give me the time to figure stuff out along the way he said throw it to jim if you have any like yep throw he got it to jim it. he got you great partner butter no pie uh all right we'll be right back after this everybody hopefully one will right. whip up a titty At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, 
Elite Clutch Perch Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, WiseCo has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, WiseCo has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. WiseCo offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. WiseCo is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or WiseCo.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. I'm Cooper Webb, and I choose OGO. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Colt Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diallo, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrangis, and I choose OGO. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. 
Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomac Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. 
from beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests. Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks. Just high-quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at Motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at Motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line, 
and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport. For 33 years, they've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Worst Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Cooper Webb, and I choose OGF. I'm Christian Craig. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm Aaron Plessinger. I'm Jerry Martin. I'm Nate Thrasher. I'm Shane McElrath. I'm Hunter Lawrence. My name's Jet Lawrence. I'm Jordan Smith. I'm Talon Hawkins. Target Hampshire. I'm Hayden Deegan. I'm Cole Nichols, and I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Tom Diala, I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. And I choose OGO. I'm Jiren Ferrangis, and I choose OGO. You likely know Racetech as the suspension and engine tuner of choice for the world's fastest privateers. But what you may not know is behind the scenes, Racetech is the trusted source for many OEMs and factory teams throughout the motorcycle industry. For nearly 40 years, Racetech has been producing high-performance suspension and engine components and services right here in the USA. Racetech doesn't just specialize in motocross. In fact, they have many off-road, hill climb, flat track, road racing, and supermoto championships on the mantle as well. Not a racer but want to smooth out the ride on the street or add some performance to your Harley? Racetech offers a full line of suspension solutions including industry-leading, built-to-order, G3S custom shocks. All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Don't wait. Experience the gold valve advantage today by logging on to Racetech.com. Don't forget to mention Pulp MX when ordering for a discount. With 
over 80 years' experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Wiseco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Wiseco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. Wiseco offers race-proven components for the rest of your engine, too. From garage buddy engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods, and their CB4 thermal protection line. Wiseco is proud to be a technical partner with Factory Honda HRC for the 2023 Supercross and Motocross. Driving professional-level product development that gets passed down to you. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or wiseco.com to find products for your machine. From beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests, Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com and use promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by Decal Works, Motorsport.com, and Fly Racing. Got Daniel Blair in studio. Jim Holly as well will join us right away. Uh, Talon Taylor working the phones, and some guy named Travis Marks uh, doing the video. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to talk, uh, talk some high point or more. Um, 
Our next guest is uh, coming up. He's a flat track guy. AFT series. It's it's done big things. They're doing well. Uh, and JD Beach will will join us right away. Uh, he's a blue crew guy. He's uh, re- doing really well this year. He's third in points. And uh, his teammates winning, I believe. And Jim, you're a flat track expert, so you're. Yeah. I'm, I got some questions for him, but I'm gonna let you carry this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no with worries. JD, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, got Brandon on one. Let's see, Brandon, are you still there? Brandon, Hello? yeah, what's up, bud? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. You've been on hold for a while. What's going on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Always am for you guys. No worries. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say, uh, Daniel. It's uh congratulations on your great career as a commentator. It's a bummer to see you go out so soon. Uh, Jim, you're a certified badass. And uh, Steve, I love all your content. I listen to you every week for all your shows. Thank you. Um, so first off, I would like to ask you, Steve, how did you get onto a factory mechanic? I, you, uh, I, going through it? I was I, a privateer I imagine mechanic. you were a privateer. Yeah, yep. I was a privateer uh, mechanic for... Um, well, do you consider KTM in 2000 a factory job? Yes or no? I don't know. That's with uh, Smith? I mean, yeah, Kelly Smith. Uh, yeah. If you do consider yeah. that a factory job, it took me four years of, of privateer wrenching to get a factory job. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I used to uh, work full-time as a privateer mechanic uh-huh. in 2018 for a privateer team, and uh, I've done it more on the weekends uh, for more local stuff like Southwick and uh, Unadilla and sometimes yeah. Bud Creek. Sure. And uh, I'm actually going to be working with a privateer this year for uh, Southwick National. Uh, keep an eye out for him in the 450 class on the bike of the year. Okay. The Blue Team 450, uh, 527 Matt Hammer. All right. But, uh, yeah, I was just looking to see if you uh, had any leads towards anything with a team for, uh, uh, you know, the upcoming seasons. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not as looped into that as I once was, right, when I knew all the other mechanics and I knew the other teams and everything else. But... I mean, honestly, man, like you, you've heard the drill. If you listen to my shows over the years, be prepared to work really hard. Don't make much money. You make connections. You do the oh. right thing. You know how it goes. I, I've said it over and over, and that's how a lot of these facts. I mean, I just did a podcast with Jordan Troxel, and the things he had to do yeah. before he became a Troy Lee mechanic, which led yeah. him to Honda. Like he, you know, I, his story resonated with me because I'm like, yeah, you lived with your rider in a motorhome. You know, like this is stuff that you have to do. Um, but Brandon, for you, like, it's harder for just dipping in for a race or two, you know. And I know everyone's got their own circumstances financially and everything else. But like, I would suggest latching on to somebody all year long, you know. Yeah. So I've been working with the uh, kid that I work with now, Matt Hammer, for uh, the last two years, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to uh, make Southwick or Unadilla last year due to uh, injury. Right. But um, yeah, I work at at a mechanic shop during the week now in uh, Massachusetts. It's called uh, Empire Motorsports. Yeah. Anybody in New England, check us out. You know, we work on everything from the 60s all the way to current day. You know, anything ATV, motorcycle, off-road. But sorry for uh, giving shout-out to them. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And, yeah. you know, I'm not worried to... Yeah, man, you know, just network, 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 you know, and, and if you got to leave home for three or three months to go with somebody, go for, uh, it. Go for it, right? And you can always kind of, you know, I know you're, you got a job, so maybe they can give you a leave of absence or something or whatever, but yeah, man, it's uh, once you just network and do a good job, work your balls off, you can just keep progressing, right? So, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've yeah. uh, I've looked into uh, motorcycle industry jobs and stuff. And, yep. You know, it's a great keep great website. That. And uh, yep. yeah, I'm I'm always active on that as well. All right. So. Well, keep it up, man. And uh, if you see me, say hi. Always, man. I appreciate all the work you all do, and uh, thank you for taking my call. No problem, man. Uh, thank thanks. you. Appreciate it. You yep. know, he he mentioned a rider uh, coming over and just doing Southwick. He's going to do that. Another. It seems like a lot of guys really like to come to Southwick. You, you know, yeah. and what I'm talking about is Gert Kristinoff. He's from Estonia, yeah, one of right. Juices, and he's won an MX uh, MX2 in Lowell uh, years ago. Yep, yep. But he's coming over here, and Tarvo Jarima. I don't know if you saw him at some of the Supercrosses with me, but yeah. anyhow, he's kind of helping them come over and it's just a one race deal but i mean the things that they got to go through they we had to buy a bike for them we Uh, had to get transportation this that it's just crazy but absolutely hopefully he makes it all right let's get to our next guest here renegade racing fuels proud to bring you our next guest on the show they won championships with will hahn and justin brayton dino and max ancy and the firepower honda team use renegade now the fuels burn cooler cleaner and more consistent than the competition renegade offers real octane and not overhyped marketing octane bullcrap uh, Renegade Racing Fuel, RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Check them out. They're looking for dealers. They're looking for distributors. We had Tony on from Renegade not that long ago. And uh, Chris Giefers tested it as well. Uh, SX4, They really he really likes it. So please check out RenegadeRaceFuel.com for whatever you need. And uh, they've been around a long time doing a good job. Let's bring our next guest in, brought to you by Renegade. This gentleman currently third in the points in AFT in the Twins class. And uh, also he's a moto guy. J.D. Beach. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. On. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, uh, thanks. You're, you're a listener too, right? You listen to the show a little bit? Oh, I listen to every show you got. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We had Jared Mees on last year, I believe, and uh, flat track stuff isn't my specialty, but Kristen, obviously Kristen Beats, worked there for a number of years. Wygant was the voice for a few years, so I've always kept up on it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. You're Blue Crew guy. Your third place, your teammates number one right now. You're coming off a mile that you're not very happy about, though, JD. Yeah, the mile. It's a it, it's a it's a it's hard one. It's it, it's a track even on a twin. I mean, you're wide open almost the whole time, and to find uh, more speed, it's hard. And and uh, we're I mean we're fighting for like a tenth. Yeah, yeah. And so and and like this la- this la- 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 last race, I mean, I, I got a fifth, uh, and I. And I really, honestly, I lost the draft within like the first two two laps or so, mm-hmm. and I was just I was just a te- just a tenth off, and and like, but over twenty five laps, I mean that just adds up, and it's it's so hard to gain, and it's so hard to really pinpoint where you lose that time at. Mm-hmm. You know, J.D., Jim Holly here. You know, I met you a few times, and, uh, you know, I really enjoy watching you ride that 95. You know, you guys do a good job over at Estes and Racing. Um, your teammate, Dallas Daniels, he ended up getting third. And I, I talked to Brad Baker. Brad Baker's a good friend of mine. And uh, I asked him, you know, how you ended up in DeCoin, and you, that's the race you're talking about. Once you lose that draft, you're basically kind of screwed, correct? Yeah, it, it uh unless you find like a special line or something yeah once you lose that draft it's so hard to make that up and and uh and and that's something that uh i've struggled a little bit on these types of tracks is i just lose the draft just a little bit and that's something i was really trying to work 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 on uh for the first few uh few laps and like uh like you said my my teammate got third and 
uh, he's going really good this year, and he's young. And uh, I've I, I've been helping him out the last two years now, and now I think it's kind of biting me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I heard, like, yeah, you you've really worked with him well. It's like an R.J. Stanton thing. Yeah, you know, where where you were the the faster guy, and now this dude's killing it so yeah jd kick him out of your house or whatever yeah <laughs> but, but jd yeah. you're you're uh, more known as a tt specialist and a short track specialist and i want to get to that yamaha motor it's a production motor the mto uh 700 cc's that you guys are running that seems to work for you and i've watched the races and the videos you know from point a to point b that thing accelerates so hard that you're able to get away from those indians yeah, that, not that, real that, Indians. <laughs> not real Indians. <laughs> yeah. Indian motorcycle. Hey, that that drop can't ride itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, our our bikes are really good at those types of tracks, and also, I mean, uh, I grew up doing. Or I, for the majority of my pro career, I did what Steve loves. I mean, I raced uh, the the street bikes too so oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah so so when we race on a t t uh t t track we get we get to use the front brake and uh for myself that helps a lot just because i can get in, in into the turns mm-hmm. uh a little harder just because i can use the i can use the front brake and also uh with our uh with our bike, when I can use the front brake, it keeps the bike. It keeps me having to slide the bike as much. So then it helps with the the uh, speed 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 too. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I, I want to go back to 2019. You were doing Moto America Wayne Rady's uh, series, and you were also when it didn't conflict, you were doing uh you know the uh, AFT classes also. But that year there, you won a, a Super Sport class, and then you also won a TT in that same year. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, no. So I, I, I actually won the uh, super bike class, which is like on the one, one, one thousand uh, bike. Right. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah, that that was really cool, and, and I actually got uh, it was my first my first win in both uh, classes, and it, it was back 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 to back week week weekend. Nice. And that yeah, and and that was actually the first the first time that had been done since. 2002. Yeah, no, I remember that. That was awesome. What's uh, what made you make the switch to 100? percent I'm I'm gonna go race the miles and half miles and short tracks and TT as opposed to the road racing. Yeah, it, it really came down uh, at the end of 2019. Uh, my, my team that I was I was riding for uh, in dirt 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 track, which was uh, in, in Essence Racing. Which I'm still on now. Uh, they had big plans, and uh, they had some. They had some big goals, and uh, they had a really clear cut uh, way that they want that they that they wanted to do it. And uh, the bike that we're on now, it's we're I think we're five like five frames deep now. Like we we've changed we've changed a lot and. Uh, they've done they've done done a lot to try to make the uh, p- power a lot uh, a, a, a lot more smooth with, with with the bike and for myself it was just a really cool thing that I was going to be able to be a part of it and I was kind of I mean I was basically the he- he- head guy for it 
so it, it was something that I re- really wanted to uh, pu- uh, put put myself through. And uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of hard work and a lot of laps, but it was something that uh, was really cool. And for the team now to be leading the points, I mean, I I, I wish it was me, but to come <laughs> yeah, from really. <laughs> yeah, to, to to come from what we started with to what we have now, it it. It's really cool. So, Jim, for for just for people who want to know, there's there's twins and singles, right? Correct. Is it like a like everybody It'd in be singles? Like the 450. Yeah, class, everybody, super everybody class in singles wants to go to twins, Absolutely. and that's that's the premier Absolutely. class. And, and yeah. your team also, you have another Australian guy that rides the uh, the 450 class, the singles. Correct. You got two guys in there, and then you and uh, Dallas Daniels, you guys are in the twins. Correct. Yep. Do you mentor those guys a little bit too on the singles? Yeah, I mean, as as much as I can, uh, yeah. w- without w- without uh, them trying to take 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 my ride, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do try 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 and help 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 out. Uh, how uh, how's your moto skills, JD? You, you, I see you. I follow you on Instagram, and yeah, you look like you ride, you get out and ride some moto here and there. Yeah, no, I I definitely love that. We uh, we try and ride as much as we can. I, I would say I'm probably like a local B rider. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I think like on my local tracks where I know all the jumps and stuff, I feel like I can go pretty good but uh my whole life i haven't been paid to jump i've been paid to go fast on the ground so my <laughs> jumping skills probably aren't the uh i mean i'm, I'm not going to be doing uh triple or something but it's not too bad yeah but on tt's you got one jump you do good on that i've seen you on those yeah, yeah. On those tracks, it's uh, the it, it, it it's it's kind of funny because on those tracks, I mean, on a twin, those things weigh about three hundred and thirty pounds or so, and I'm jumping that thing probably a hundred and twenty feet, and I don't care at all. But I get on a four fifty on a motocross track and <laughs> forty a, foot bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm not that one. Uh, 17th at the half mile in Dallas uh just just crashed out yeah yep. yeah I, I i i i was running third and uh i i i lost the front and it wasn't that big of a crash but when i crashed the bike flipped and it bent the bars and stuck the throttle <laughs> wide open so Jeez. i could so so, uh. I, so i couldn't get going you, you got to be happy coming up uh you, you got a couple half miles but then after that you got three in a row tts you got peoria then you got blue buffalo chip and then you got the uh the other one uh i'm drawing a blank on what castle rock one. castle rock up in washington those are three wins that i'm thinking you're gonna have I sure hope so. I'm gonna need them. I'm uh, I'm down in points a little bit right now, but I'm banking on those three races for sure. You know what? I think. I, well, I, I I don't. I, I'm doing something at Sturgis. It's gonna be a bit of a surprise. I'm gonna be there for this. Oh, nice half chip thing. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to get a, a pass or something. JD, hook me up. Yeah, no problem. All I right. can get you what I can get you what you need. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I just realized that because Buffalo Chip uh, came yeah. to mind. I'm like, oh shit, it's during Sturgis. Yeah. No, that'll yeah. be an awesome event. And uh, like I said, I think JD will win that one. Uh, know, he's fast on those uh, TTs. Renegade Race Fuel bringing you JD Beach here on the Pulp of Mech Show. Please check out RenegadeRaceFuel.com. 
Uh, some guy named Will Hahn. You familiar with him? I don't know. Uh, I know yeah. Will. Yeah, he won a He's championship right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Renegade, but uh, no, it's uh, it's great to have you on uh, JD for sure. And so, what like so, Jim? The the motor is a production Yamaha, yep. modified yep. afterwards, but it's sure. it's an auto production bike. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else on these bikes that are production? No, no. no. So it's a homemade are, frame. These are special frames right, right, right. and wheels right. yeah, and yeah, brakes yeah. and everything, all yeah. that stuff. But, you know, getting back to the motocross, I mean, that's the only way you guys can train. Because when I was a factory rider at Yamaha, I used to go riding with Eddie Lawson all the time. Cause, and Eddie still rides, you know. But that's that's the only way you guys can really train. Because it's not like you can take that bike and go out and, and hit a TT or hit a half mile or something. Only in testing circumstances. Oh, really? Oh, so, you do, yeah, you can't really practice? No. Oh, yeah. Well, well, actually, so uh, that that's one thing that we really tried to uh, change, and and I, I've actually got uh, I've got a short short track at my house, which is, it's not super big, but it's mm-hmm. on a twin. It's about eleven se- 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 second lap, lap, lap time, oh, and, okay. uh, and 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 we've got lights too, so we can ride at night. Oh, and uh, yeah, because the dirt's always good at night, so <clears throat> the moisture so, comes up. Sure. Are, yeah. are you still in uh, Kentucky? Yes, sir. Where yeah. at? Where okay. at Kentucky? Uh oh 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 uh oh Okay. Yeah, okay. home of uh, the Hayden brothers. Yes, sir. Is oh, that yeah. what is that what got you into it? You know, seeing uh, Nikki and and, uh, and and Roger Lee and Tommy, all those guys, because they're from Owensboro. You know, you're a little kid. You're watching those guys. You say, "Look, I, I want to become a road racer and a dirt track guy." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- those guys were uh, they they started out je- just like me and uh, do- doing dirt and stuff. And then went to uh, ro- 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 road racing, so that that's kind of the path that I wanted to take. Yeah. And do you, do you are you still looking to get into road racing if the opportunity comes? Would you Would you leave AFT or are you kind of settled there now? I wouldn't say I'm settled there. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm I, I I definitely I like to race bikes and. Uh, if the right thing came up, I, I wouldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I it, but it, it would definitely have to make ma- make sense. But the team that I'm on now, I mean, it's a great team, and they, I mean, they work super hard. So it it, it would definitely uh, it'd be something that would be real, re- really hard to choose to 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 choose between. You know, I wanted to ask you another question uh, in your sport. And, uh, you know, I'm well over 60 years old, and Ronnie Jones is the same age as me. But a couple years ago, I went to the Sacramento Mile, and uh, Ronnie was racing, and he qualified for the main event. There is no way in hell that I'm going to qualify for a Supercross or a National anymore. Can you tell me why that is? Uh, You know, Ronnie can still be able to qualify for a National? Well, I think Ronnie's kind of special. He, he he's a great he he's a great rider. I I I do think for the most part, compared to mm, motocross and 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 stuff like that, our sport isn't uh isn't as hard on the body if you don't make mistakes. Like right. if you make mm-hmm. mistakes, it's definitely. I mean, you can get, you you can get hurt. But I think uh mo- mm, mm, motocross and stuff just the Pure jump and ride and like that just that just that just breaks you down and I think also in our sport as you get older and calm down some of the tracks that are slick or like a small groove and stuff that the usually the 
older guys for for the most part and the guys that have been around longer do better yeah that that would be called a blue groove because steve didn't know when i was talking to me what a blue groove was i i had to kind (laughs) of tell him that Um, what the blue groove was you you want to stay on the blue groove man you get off into the marbles you're screwed dude we went to the daytona one in oh two nick way and i did because it was friday night Springsteen was there. Yeah, Jay. He's Jay, probably he was, he was smoking. Yeah, yeah. He was smoking in his leathers. I'm like, Jay fucking Springsteen. Yeah. I mean, he's a legend, right? Yeah. And yeah. he was old, dude, and he was racing. He didn't make the main, but I was like, oh, my God. Springsteen. There he is, sitting in a lawn chair, smoking. So Yeah, I, 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 our sport has definitely uh, – it's – evolved more i think it's 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 been slower a a, a little bit but it's definitely evolved like as mm-hmm. far as training sure. and pra- uh, mm, practicing and stuff so the guys smoke mm, smoking and stuff aren't quite <laughs> aren't, 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 aren't quite there now yeah. um did you uh what do you what do you think about this jet lawrence kid right now jd what 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 is going on he is phenomenal. It's it's crazy. It's dude. It, yeah. it, I mean, he's doing so well, and I it it's for me like I mean because I've watched the sport for a long time, and for him to do what he's doing at 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 his age, and and the the thing is for me is like he's doing so well without making the mistakes. Yeah. I'm like off the track, on the track. It, it it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably saying, "Hey, when you get done with the motocross, supercross career, we don't want to see you. We don't want to see you here, alien. We don't want to see you over here." Yeah, I think he's gonna make so much. He's not gonna really care about coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. How are the purses? Have they been coming up the last couple years? You know, I talked to Brad Baker. You know, when he won the. I helped him out a little bit when he won the 2013 Grand National Championship. He stays in my house when he, you know, comes out. That, that I think the final round finished up at Pomona that year. I I took him on Friday night. I go, hey man, we're gonna go somewhere. Where are we going? You know, I said we're gonna go get a massage. You know, we went and got an hour massage, just a nice massage. Oh, now, okay. Come on, people, <laughs> a nice just to. I wanted him to kind of, you know. Yeah. Not think about the race, you know, because he had a lot of big things. I was his first, you know, uh, Grand National yeah, Championship. Yeah, yeah. So sure. I just wanted to kind of lend that to him. But um, I just wonder, have the purses gotten any better for you guys? They they, they have. They, they've definitely, uh, they've improved. It's it's not it, it's not where we would like to see them. Uh, I, I know it's. I, I mean, I think it's in all, all sports. We we would definitely like 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 to get paid more. Uh, they they've they've increased a little bit, but I think uh, they haven't kept up quite with the uh, cost it does to to go to go racing. Yeah. Now, what about contingency from Yamaha? Is there contingency for you guys if you're in the top three? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Good. Jim, and Jim, maybe you know, or maybe JD, you know. So, in a case of of Dallas's and JD's team, it's Yamaha. It's official Yamaha sponsored. Yeah, absolutely. But is it a case of Yamaha like it's like a Yamaha Troy, where Yamaha gives a dealer uh, bikes and parts? No, and, the, or is this officially through Yamaha? Uh, uh, it's officially through Yamaha. Correct. Oh. Correct. JD, they they supply you guys with whatever motors you need, like twenty motors or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Yes. They they uh they supply us with parts and mo- mm- mm- motors and uh mo- mo- motocross bikes and stuff 
and, okay. and stuff yeah. like that. And like, cause, because of our bikes, I mean, from the ground up, it, they're handmade. So they, yeah. they, they, they help with some parts and stuff too. Yeah. What okay. kind of chassis are you guys using on those uh, bikes now? So, so they're actually uh, they've been, they've been de- de- designed by our team, and it's all 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 stuff that the team's made. Are, are so you this guys is like works bikes? These are works yeah, bikes. Oh, yeah, like, the, yeah. like there's no production bikes. rule in this class. No, no uh, CCs, I guess. No, well, nine hundred. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong, JD. But nine hundred is a cap on the CCs, right? Anywhere from yeah. six hundred to and, and then other than that. Yeah. It's wide open. I don't think you, you got restrictors plates on any of the Harleys or anything, or, or they did away with that. The Indians do uh, because they're because their motors are are uh, like they're they're not a per, per production mo, 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 motors, so they've got them. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and then so our bikes don't, but our bikes are still just a seven fifty. Now my next question: Are you guys building any motorcycles to sell to some of the other competitors? That that's something I think the team is uh, working on. Mm. It, it's not it's not something we, we've done yet, or that they've done yet. Uh, j- just because I mean, from two thousand nineteen to now, we've we've gone through so many frames and uh swing arms and forks and stuff like that so so it we we weren't really to a point uh where we could sell stuff uh but but now that we're we're kind of gotten a frame to where that we're using this one year after year they can start sell, selling some of the old stuff oh yeah i didn't i didn't realize it was that exotic like oh these guys, no it's yeah. full on but yeah. now indian motorcycles yeah they do supply a lot of the riders you yeah. can buy an indian ready to go racing Wow, That's okay. why I was asking if Yamaha, yeah, yeah. if you, they were, you know, maybe going to go in that direction where they can start supplying. Huh, maybe we'll, maybe some of these we'll get guys. Key for a, a Yamaha and we'll send yeah. him a flat tracking. <laughs> you got to get him a steel shoe. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we're sending him out on quads. We can send him out on flat track. Yeah. Key for yeah. will be like our test dummy. Right. He can ride anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, JD, how is how's Ralph and how's Kristen? I think they're they're great. They uh, it, it, it it's really cool because they. They get to do so much stuff, and then I mean, our our sport for us is, is huge, but for them, it's it, it it's a, a little smaller. But it, it, it's cool how uh, how much work they do to uh, do to do their job. Uh, Kristen sent me some notes for tonight too. By the way, thanks. Pete. Kristen's unreal. Yeah, she she hooked me up with some knowledge of flat tracking. Uh, we got a call for you, JD, from Steve. Uh, Steve, what's up, man? What's your question for JD Beach? Hey JD, like loving uh, hearing about this, uh, you know, racing I'm unfamiliar with. You guys, you guys travel all around the country. Just uh, curious, like motocross, if there are certain parts of the region where the tracks are different. Maybe it's the dirt. Maybe it's like, you know, yeah. how these raceways are built. Like, uh, is there? Do you experience anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We. So we go from east coast, west coast, north, south, and so uh, the dirt changes a lot. And uh, actually, our next race next weekend, uh, the, the track that we go that we go to is a lot, lot, uh, lot limestone, and so that's basically like mm-hmm. sand for mo- 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 motocross. And so, so that's like a track that 
we only ride that dirt like or that kind of stuff there uh but and it's like but, yeah, super and compacted it, huh what and what's that it's a super compa- like super compacted and no no so, so, no no so so this one will actually be really deep and like we'll get a big roost and, and stuff like that but then like we'll race on like red clay and that will be hard packed and then like we'll race on car tracks we race on horse tracks so so yeah, it changes a lot. So will you change tires? Is it like moto where you change tires, or are you just running the same basic slick? So so this last week 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 weekend on the mile, uh-huh. uh, it's really important to have a scuff tire, but like you can't scuff it too much, or you won't make it through the main. So it's oh, kind of a game. Geez all day long to scuff it in change tire scuff it in and then so like because you want to scuff tire for your heat race and the main the, the main event and then if you make the dash but then next weekend the dirt is real loose so you're this like you're basically just putting a new tire on every time you go out nice okay thanks is, Steve. Uh, thanks so the same tire yeah, you just do different stuff with it yeah, yeah. are yeah, you guys still uh, are, are you still cutting your tires too jd some at some tracks Nope, you, you can't you can't cut the tires. Now. Oh, you okay. can't. Uh, anything else, Steve, for JD? Yeah, I was just uh, curious if uh, I'll take my call off the uh, off the line. I was just curious if JD had uh, had a favorite condition and and uh, the question about the purse payment and massages had me laughing. Good night, guys. <laughs> thanks, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> see what you get. You see, what you've done Jim to our I, listeners. I, 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 oh man, <laughs> jeez. Oh bye. Um. Anyway, Sid, do you have, what's your favorite uh, condition, JD? It, well, for me, uh, I prefer the tracks that have right right handers and jumps. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> those, those are the ones I, I usually do really well at. Uh, and but all, uh, also, I, I, I do uh, when when the tracks get a lot of rain and they have a lot of grip. And you can run from top to bottom. That that kind of that helps me a lot because I can just get on the gas hard. Okay, all right. Uh, JD Beach here, bringing you brought you by RenegadeRaceFuel.com. Last one from me, JD, and I asked Mees this when we had him on too. Like, I'm a big fan of Mission Tortillas. I, I, that's all we have in this house. <laughs> like, whether it's the corn or the flour. I like that Mission sponsors these guys, but like, do you just get endless bags of Mission tortillas? <laughs> well, so at the racetrack, uh, they have like a Mission Foods place where like you can go eat at, and they have a huge they have a huge d- 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 display, and they have it's full of chips and tortillas and uh-huh. what and and whatever, and it's all free. So you can just I mean you can just walk up and take what you want. Steve, well, you hear I just, that? I mean, look, JD's one of the stars of the series. If I'm Mission, I'm sending him boxes and boxes of flour tortillas. When he goes to uh, Buffalo you know? Chip, yeah. you know where Steve's going to be. Yeah, what yeah, he's gonna yeah. Be in. How many can I bring back from Buffalo Chip, JD? Like, can I, <laughs> you know, can I take 100? Because like I said, Pookie likes the corn. I like the flour. You know, we're Mission Tortilla people here in this house. Well, maybe we just need to get you a little care, 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 care package sent there. Listen, me said he would do that, and nothing happened. JD so, can do JD it. JD, JD will do it. All right. I mean, he's a He'll fellow Blue Crew member. Yeah, so he's the Yamaha yeah. guy. We're Blue Crew guys. we are got to stick together. Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll get this done. And then <laughs> if you're ever in Vegas, stop by, come in the studio for the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I know, you, I know awesome. you're a listener, so yeah, it, it, it's great. Hey, one last question for me, JD. Um, 
What what are you up to now on national wins? Nine or so? Uh, nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I watch your career. Like I said, I'm old factory Yamaha guy, and I, I really dig what Estison Racing is doing for you guys and, 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 you know, putting, you know, production motors, giving you that and the parts and everything and bonuses and stuff, which is, I think, I think it's awesome. I think that's what the sport needs because, you know, back in the day, you know, when Ricky Graham and all the guys were riding, they were running Hondas and Bubba Schobert and all yeah. those guys, and it was a Honda versus the Harley. Yeah. Now it's the Indian motorcycles versus the Yamaha motorcycles. You know what I think is funny? So I'm a... Uh, There's a few Harleys still there. I'm, I look through old cycle newses all the time. I'm doing research for Rebasables, pods, uh, stories. I'm working on a story. Uh, about privateers, and I, I'm a fan. And like people don't understand, like flat tracking was on Cycle News covers while Supercross was buried in the fifth story down. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's big, it, it, big flat track was yeah. as big as Supercross and yeah. Motocross uh, for many, many years. There was, you know, or or would be road racing with Rainey and Lawson and those guys, yeah. or it would be uh, Bubba Schobert and Ricky Graham, yeah. and then it would be Wardy and RJ, all the same. So yeah. flat track at one point. Was it? Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. And, and the thing about it is, and I was really upset at the AMA because I wanted to go to the Ventura Speedway, and that would have been one I would have loved to take you to. Yeah. It's it's a little bit bigger than a short track, but it was the same weekend, I believe, as uh, Denver or Salt Lake City. So okay. we were there for the Supercross. But yeah. um, what did you win that one, or, or did you get second in that one? I got second to my damn teammate. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Dallas right. Daniels. And then, yeah. uh, you know, I really wanted to look forward to uh, Sammy, uh, sliding Sammy running uh, Tony Dodge's Harley because that's, you know, I haven't seen that Harley out there in a while, and it was nice to uh, that he got a chance to go out there and ride it, but I think he ended How up like six. How old is sl- slamming Sammy? Oh, I don't know. He's pro- How old is Sammy, J.D.? He's got to be old, yeah. He, he, he's probably 35. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he'd be yeah. older than that. I no, just remember no. him being around for a long time. Yeah. The, the race I went to in Daytona where I saw Springsteen smoking, a guy with a hoodie won the main event. Poovy? <laughs> yeah, Terry Poovy. Texas, Poovy. Texas Terry Poovy. Poovy won the main. He had a hoodie yeah. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this sport's awesome. You can win in a hoodie. <laughs> and there was Jay Springsteen smoking cigs. Yeah. So um, I'm a big fan of flat track. I mean, I yeah. grew up in that era with, you know, John Haley, Eddie Mulder, all those guys. And you did super and, bikers. And, uh, yeah, I did super bikers also, you yeah. know. But I, I'm just a big fan. Uh, Wayne Rainey and I, we were little guys, and we were racing Yamaha mini Enduro 60s yeah. at, like, uh, Trojan Speedway and stuff. And he decided to go to flat track and then road racing, and I decided to go to moto. Supercross and moto. You yeah. know, just, uh, uh, J.D., have you ever seen super bikers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's on YouTube. Jimmy, Jimmy's in it. Superbikers was next next level for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, well, hey man, thanks for the time tonight, JD. I appreciate it. Um, good luck. I don't know about this teammate guy. I, someone needs to stop him. He's. <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working. Okay. On it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I want to ask you a trivia question real quick because back a long time ago at Ascot, when I used to go down there and I, I'd watch the guys and everything. Um, you know who had national number ninety five back then? Probably in the eighties. Uh, Scott Pearson. You got it. Oh, wow. You got it. <laughs> JD up on it. I'm just flexing oh, my yeah. muscles. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, <laughs> I know. I know. You guys are playing ping pong back and forth with knowledge. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, JD. I appreciate it. Good job this year. Uh, keep it up. Let's let's get you back on. And, well, I'll see you at, at Sturgis, I think. I think I'll see the Buffalo Chip thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It'll be great. 
Good okay. luck in Lima. Thanks, man. Th- th- thank you, guys. Later, bro. All right, see you. Later. That's uh, J.D. Beach, everybody. Uh, yeah, certainly uh, one of the bigger personalities of the sport, I've heard. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's, a great, cool. he's a great uh, yeah. great ambassador for the sport. But like he was talking about Lima, yep. it, it's a sand course, but it's not like sand like we think it's sand in motocross. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, but it's a big cushion, and the roost coming off of there is just like I the bet. roost coming off of uh, a, a 450 yeah, yeah, yeah. at a national. Right. You know, you get, But they got leathers on, so it doesn't hurt as much as a jersey, but it yeah. still hurts. I mean, you got welts all over your body. Bodies and everything, so Ace. yeah, it's crazy. Well, thanks to Renegade Race Fuel for bringing JD Beach on. Uh, I like to keep up with these guys once in a while. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, when Weege was doing it, I was watching more of it. When Weege was the voice, just because mm-hmm. I don't know, I felt like it'd be cool to talk to Weege about it. Yeah, and it's they, exciting racing. Ralph, Ralph got the gig now, so I haven't yeah. watched as much, but yeah. uh, but it is exciting. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. You, you go to Sacramento Mile. Sacramento Mile. I went yeah. a bunch of times yeah. in my life. That yeah. was. Did always you a ever good go down on the on the floor? Oh, or yeah. you watch in the grandstand. Oh no, I watch on the floor too. Yeah, turn one or whatever when they come in. It's just. It's, and it's just crazy too because you you get used to what you do and right. you don't think it's that bad. Like as a supercross racer, you'd ride a track and you're like, "That's what I do. It's not that bad." Yeah. When I would see them, that scares the crap. It's yeah. just insane to me. But then they'd be like, "No, you guys are the psychos." Yeah. And it's funny how all the sports and disciplines yep. always think the other one's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But in does, your own world, you feel comfortable. What, it does what seem you do. like on those mile cra- on those mile tracks when you crash, it really. Oh, you're just, oh, you're, just yeah. you're moving until you yeah. stop, well, and it's like you're going so fast. I, th- I think it's Springfield. I think it's the last one. They don't lift. They, they, don't, they don't lift, lift. going yeah. into turn one, turn three, four, turn one and two. They just you know just throw it's the wild. bike in it there, man. Uh, yeah. X brown goggle tear offs. Let's uh, let's do this, shall we? Let's do this, shall we? <laughs> it's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Uh, privateer is power with X-Brands. Lucid goggle is fantastic. And uh, you know that that the uh, factory ride goggle that Philip was wearing this weekend looks vaguely like a Lucid goggle from X-Brand. Uh, EKSbrand.com. <laughs> Pulp Show 23 is a code to save. With those guys, great, great company, great goggles, and uh, again, uh, many privateers are using them out there. So, um, let's get uh, let's get into these questions submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I don't know who he is. All right. Thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go. Steven. Yep. What did you miss? Miss the most skipping the race last weekend? Mm. Yeah, just the, the 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 knowledge you get from being at the races and walking the pits and talking to mechanics and riders you just don't get enough the scoop the scoops yeah yeah scoops scoops daniel yep looking back at your announcing career what race are you most proud of calling uh daytona this year that's easy jim yes sir you were always really smart with your money what was a contract or bonus or stuntman fee that you recall killing it on uh, stuntman would be uh, the Italian job, and that was uh, that was the same time when they had um, Charlie's Angels, and a lot of the motocross guys that had their SAG cards went to there, and yeah. I just didn't think that would be a big hit, you know, and uh, it, it didn't end up being, but. Residual wise, I, I think I've made close to a hundred grand in residuals really? yes. on the Italian yeah. job. Wow! Yeah, yeah. 
So I made the right choice there. <laughs> so you really, like, that comes down to a choice where, where you... Well, you, no, I was already on it, and they asked, hey, you want to leave yeah. this show and come over and yeah. ride some moto and do this? I said, no, no, yeah. absolutely, I'm here, and uh, Stone but you, but you, the reason you say I'm here is because you look at the success of the movie, like the residuals? Well, like, yeah, because they were doing a remake of the original yeah, yeah, Italian yeah, job. Right. And, but, and I, I look at the actors. You had Mark Wahlberg, you yeah. had Edward Norton, Charlie right. Theron, yeah. you yeah, had uh, Most Deaf, you had but a lot of But the residuals come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, you can do right. anything yeah. you do with money. It comes I know. From I guess. I just. I just. I would think you'd be like, you know, I, you know, what's a residual check? A couple grand here and there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, but I mean, obviously, in. it's added up. But oh, I'm just yeah, saying, like, up. but I'm saying, like, at the time, you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, one of my first residual checks. I mean, if I find it, I'll send you a copy of it yeah. with the Keith Bowen thing yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it was probably I don't know, maybe month or two, maybe three months after the Italian job came out, and it was like thirty grand. I go, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mike Mason was yeah. a stunt writer in the movie The New Guy. I don't know if you ever see the movie The New Guy. He does this one little scene where they like he crashes and does a Superman and whatever, and he gets checks every once in a while. And he yeah. showed me one one time, and it was like. Four dollars and eighty-seven cents. He's like, look at this one, and it was <laughs> yeah. like nothing because yeah. I, you know, I was just a right. funny teen movie. Yeah. But uh, I'll always remember that I, check I, he showed me. I was like, I why get, even I send get, it? Yeah, I get some of them for a penny, and I'm thinking, why does the studio even send it out? The stamp is more yeah, money yeah. than the one cent. A penny. A penny. Yeah. A penny. Now, uh, residuals are based on screen time or days yeah. on set, or no, no. You get paid for being on set, and and you also yeah, that's get how you your get paid. But yeah, the residuals you get your are adjustments on. for the stunts you do on the day and yeah. everything and you get your overtime after eight hours for no i know that but yeah. residuals that's are, after it's just when right. it plays based what's on. it based on Percentage. people call me and say hey man you're going to get another residual check i go what do you mean he goes well, i watched it on the airplane on oh on, okay <laughs> coming yeah, from new york yeah, to la so it's just right. on how many times As it, it plays. keeps playing okay. yeah. it's almost like a song when yeah, it's on the radio yeah. how they used to and do i don't know how that works either yeah. the sag takes care of yeah. all that. i mean i could be yeah. getting screwed out of money i don't know <laughs> did you were you Matthew McConaughey and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Absolutely. That's what I thought. That's what yeah, I thought. Absolutely. I did all the bike stuff for Matthew. And that, funny story about that. Oh, well, I'll tell the story after because we got to keep going with this, correct? No, or we can go. I tell we the story? Tell story? All right. So uh, it's not a funny story. Um, <laughs> I, I did the Yamaha Race of Champions, you know, me and Glover yeah. and Joe Bay and everything at Yamaha. And it was at Glen Helen. And uh, I won a couple of them. And then one of them on the 450 Yamaha, I jumped off the side of the track, you know how the grader comes and mm-hmm. it, it leaves yeah. the hump? I hit that man and the handlebar hit me right here. And so I, I was, I, I finished out the day, but I got home that night and Melissa's a nurse and I went to take a leak mm. and it was red and it freaked me out. I'm just yeah. pissing blood. I go, Melissa, Melissa. She goes, well, you probably bruised your kidney. Or whatever. Okay. So it, it cleared up. So I'm sitting on the couch and I'll never forget it. Jack Gill calls me. He says, hey, Jim, I, I, got, I need you in New York, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, blah, blah, blah. I go, what am I doing? He goes, just POV shots of Matthew on the bike going in and out looking for Kate Hudson in the cab or whatever. I go, no stunts, no laydowns, right? Because I would have turned it down because I was yeah, injured. Yeah. But something like that, okay. And this was like 9-11. It just you know happened a little mm-hmm. bit ago. So I get on set, and, and it was a Triumph motorcycle. And uh, I get on set, and I go to... Uh, Put my foot over the the bike. Yeah, I can't do it. I get like a a, uh, a knife in my side. I'm going uh, oh, and I'm thinking, oh man, I I fucked up. Yeah, I got to get on this thing. <laughs> so I'm looking around and I find this PA. I go, hey buddy, come here for a second. 
hey, you got to lay down this bike, man, and I'm going to gr- grit it out, and I'm going to put my leg over the bike, and then you got to help me pick it up, okay? I sat on that bike for 12 hours that oh. day. No lunch, <laughs> no nothing. I, did, yeah, I, I didn't want to get off. Right, right. I didn't want to get off. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm looking for that same cat, that PA. Hey, buddy, remember me? <laughs> We got to do the same thing in reverse, Keep man. You got to help thing. me lay this thing down, and I'll never forget that. And that was, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have took the job, but there again, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Kate Hudson. Yeah. I'm thinking residuals. <laughs> I got to try if there's no laydowns. I should have probably it. went out to the garage and tried to fire up a 450 yeah. or something, and get on if yeah. I couldn't do it. But yeah. yeah, but if you had showed up and said, "Hey, I can't go," then oh, that's bad on I, you. I, it's bad. I, on, yeah. I, I would have been blackballed yeah. from the oh, industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah blackballed. Yeah, right. That's the worst thing yeah. you can do is right. show up on a set. And uh, not be ready to go. Wow, Jeez. Yeah. Jim, thank you, and uh, you're welcome because my wife and I watched that movie last night. So you did you really? Check in the mail. Yep. Another residual yep. check. Check in the mail. All right, getting you. you paid. Getting you paid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but, 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 uh, Me, Steve. Yep. Where does Bam Bam fit into this field when he comes back? Ah, uh, well, he's going to be out for a while yet still. But when he comes back, I mean. We talked earlier in the show about these factory guys not yeah. really crushing it. And I got to think he's not any better than them. I think he's in their mix, right? Anderson in their mix. Yeah. I don't see Anderson or Barsha coming in all of a sudden getting second. Let's say Chase is gone. Or let's say Chase is there getting third. I, 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 yeah. I don't either. When's he supposed to come back? Because he had re- more yeah. injury. Yeah, I, I, broke I, don't his know. Plate. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to come back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's be a while. I what think. about Chase? Chase, I think, will be at Red Bud. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I hope. saw him put on the internet soon or, yeah. or something Let's like that. Hope. So, yeah, Let's hope. need it. All right. Daniel, what's a life lesson you have learned from Jimbo? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. How much time we got here? <laughs> um, how much time as you need? I can help him with this to bring a pin to the set. Yeah, he always never had a never pin. Had a pin. I always carried two. Here you go, Daniel. Yeah, that was that was that was it. <laughs> no, you know what's funny is I can't think of one distinct thing. It's almost like a lifetime because I've known Jim since I was a little kid. I raced Reno Arena Cross yeah. back in the day on a '65, and yeah. you were running that race. So I, yeah. I've known Jim since I was you a little the kid. Party? I wasn't allowed to go to those he after go. parties. He was too young. You're talking right. about the one upstairs, right? Yeah, he's, no, he's, I he wondered, he's, I wondered what was going on up yeah. there, but I never got allowed up there. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't have one distinct one. Almost just always took, took care of me. Like uh, like I said, I call him Uncle Jim. I'm like a, like a long-lost you, you nephew, know, man. You know, he's always I'm looked gonna, out for me. I, I, you know, I... With being out of the broadcasting, and, and that's, you know, I didn't want to do it. I can't commit to 17 rounds. But when I saw you in Salt Lake City and you came up to me and you gave me a hug and you, you broke down, I, I didn't know what was going on. And that's why I said that, oh, man, I didn't know. And I said, that's all right. I'll call you later. You, you got to work that night and yep. we'll talk about it later on. But, you know, to me, that was awesome what you said to me and everything about, you know, from Toronto and helping you out and, and being there and, and, and working with you. And, you know, it, it's like – I'm a mentor, and for you to go up to the big booth, man, that was awesome. That first broadcast I saw, man, I looked at it. I said, that's my boy. That's my boy up there, you know. So I, it, it was cool, especially, like I said, that first year at Race Day Live was like half a year. I, I came in halfway through, and Jim literally was – Was that for Boyer? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Jim made it a very soft landing pad for me to be there because he, he guided right. me through. This wasn't a position I knew. I was – the analyst on arena cross that's all i had done and now i was going to be the host of this show which yeah, was which is totally different different yeah. so 
I leaned on him so bad that first year. It was only half a year. And then after that, we, we just got into our yeah, groove. We were fine. good. But, geez, yeah. that first yeah. sales, first five. Yeah. Oh, my was, God. And that's when Andy, he had uh, two young kids. And I, I think uh, uh, his wife, you know, was, hey, you can't do this. It's too yeah. hard. You're leaving me yeah. on a Thursday or whatever, Friday. And then you're you're coming back late on Sunday. I, I can't do it anymore. So, uh, And it was a great opportunity for Daniel to fill in. And he yeah. filled in well. All right. Jim, is Joe Shimoda the fastest Japanese rider ever? And if so, who's the second fastest? I would say, yeah, he is the fastest. Second fastest, I would say, Akira Narita, mm-hmm. a kid that I had worked with. And before that would be Akira Watanabe. He won a, a 125 World Championship in Europe. And, uh, you know, Koji Masuda, he was also good. Takeshi Koikeda, I worked with him. Yeah, he man. was good. Koji Okahara. Yeah, there, there's just a, a plethora of Japanese kids that are, uh, you know, really good. And that's why I'm working with uh, Showman Nagasawa now because, you know, the Japanese, if you're supported by the factory, you're not allowed to come over here until you're 18. Well, at 18, you've already got too many bad habits. Yeah. Now, with Joe Shimoda, he came over he on his early. own. Yep. He was on his own. And look what's happened. And so that's why Showman's here and, and, and riding. So. Do you know Shimoda well or no? Yeah, I yeah. know him real yeah, well. You guys are good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, matter of fact, his jersey, uh, Jim O'Neill and I, we do a, a thing for the, uh, we've been doing it for the City of Hope for cancer mm-hmm. for a number of years. We've raised over a half a million dollars. And I get jerseys from all the yep. guys. And Joe gave me his. And Joe's went out for, we do it on auction, and his went out for 600 bucks. Wow. Mm. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Steve? When RJ moves up to the 450 class, does it even out these highs and lows, or will the zebra not change its stripes? No, I don't think a zebra changes on a four. He is what he is. No. Daniel. Yep. Hard to argue against the path that Danger Boy has taken through the amateurs, but what would you advise differently as the captain of the KTM amateur program? What would I advise different? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it's worked for him pretty yeah. well. Um, I would say that one thing I'm learning is I've you know I've been in this role now with KTM for almost a year, and I'm learning. I'm, I've never been a manager like this, so I'm I'm learning all the different um, the range of responsibilities. And obviously, the scouting part is the most interesting to me. Is scouting, picking the right rider, mm-hmm. developing. That's that's the fun part. And the one thing I have learned um, just by studying this pretty heavily. It seems like amateur riders coming up, they're, they're always in their age group. You know, you're with your 8-year-olds, and then you're with your 10s and your 12s. Right around 13 or so, at the end of 85, everyone splits up and goes different places based on their size. A lot of different variables. 125, CFDFs. Yeah. yeah, some will go right up. Right. Some will do 125. Some will ride an 85 out for a long time, depending on their size and whatever. And the one thing I've learned is that you can really understand a rider based on if he races up if he races equal with his age or if he races back because there's major difference in tendencies and, and yeah. maturity levels. And so when you see a rider who's always racing a, above him, an age yeah. up, there's certain traits you're like, okay, I understand what that kid would require because he's one of yeah. those. A lot of kids, most, ride their age group. They end up with each other kind of as they come up all the way into the pros. That's a different model. And then you have what I would consider like the Levi Kitchen, Justin Cooper model where they come in later. That's like the fallback plan, and those kids are different too, and how you approach it with them is different. So I'm learning the most important part is every rider is completely different from the next, and their program has to be super specific just for them because the range is too big in in all these different variables. So to me, 
that's the thing is understanding the rider and understanding what they need and don't follow just what the sport tells you yeah, you're what, supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, whatever happened. Oh, right? you're 18. You, you turn pro- No, everyone's right. different. Some can go early based on their character. Some have to go late, and they can be just as good. You just have to protect them yep. a little early. So yeah. it's years that's ago, what I've learned. Years ago, they did a study hockey players because hockey players go by age groups, right? And usually the cutoff, I think it's December 1 or maybe it's mm-hmm. September 1. I don't remember. But the most successful hockey players were born in – not not – by rule, but in generalities, most successful hockey players were born in January. Why? They got to play with kids. They were stronger, uh, physically stronger, mentally better because they were playing with kids. Even kids that were born 11 months later or 10 mm-hmm. months later, you were stronger. Mm-hmm. Even, even just You were always in your top of your age group for the birth year. Mm-hmm. And better hockey players come from January. Well, in, mo- in moto, it's a lot like that too. I mean, yeah. the, because of the January one cutoff date. So right. a lot of January, February kids will be really good on amateur. Yeah. And then you'll look at the November, December kids, and they're kind of screwed because their birthday. Yeah. They're not always screwed. Yeah. yeah they end up sometimes because they, get, they get overlooked, and but they end up racing harder. Pe- well, yeah. they race. Right. They have to race in a hard age group because they're so young yeah. in it. So they actually scrap with their age group a lot. But then if they play it just right, they can actually fall back on the one behind them. And be really successful. So yep. that's where I said creativity in yeah. the calendar. Tony Lessie's probably marked this all out. <laughs> oh, yeah. The calendars. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, he'll be sure he well, I'd love and, to see them and, journals. And, and yeah. I think you also see that in schools. Sometimes 100%. a kid, you know, like when they're going to school, they'll hold them back an extra year. So they might be in kindergarten and they might be six years old. Yep. And those guys seem to excel a little bit better. So yep. uh, to Daniel's point, it is sometimes better to hold a kid back. Yeah. And Deegan, what I could tell you is my thought was, wow, he's really young. He's really good. He doesn't need to go in early because this is going to work out. So when they did, I was like, God, this is kind of ballsy, man. It's a little gutsy. It's a little early. And then he proved right away. I was like, oh, no, he's just one of those. His wiring is different. And he's always raced up. He always raced Ryder D, Hymas. Those guys are all a year older than him. Yep. So he raced them his whole life. I remember watching those old Romano videos with him on 65s. That kid raced up his whole life, which means now he turns pro and he doesn't really look at them like they're a big deal sure. because I've always raced up. Yep. Yeah. Where again, the Justin Cooper, Levi Kitchen model, you grow, you, you grow up a little bit more and then you come in more mature. Maybe you're not as flashy, but those guys are usually more solid because they're, they're, they're just more mature and more yeah. seasoned before they come in. So All right, if you have a kid out there, just know that you don't just come in when you come in. You, you got to time it just right. It could even be... It could yeah. be by the month, to be it's honest. longer than 30 seconds. but I know. That's a good, good right. question. Those are, those <laughs> yeah, are excellent. I'm passionate about that. DB's balls deep in amateurs. Jim, last y- one. Yes, sir. Can you think of any other riders that got a blowjob before the main event? No. <laughs> I don't think they get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> do, do you – Do you? does it – Does it? Uh, uh, when you say that these couples come up to you, like a track walk or whatever, yeah. like, are you, you, do you care? Or no, you're fine with it. Oh, I love it. Okay, you got, okay, all right. Yes. So, like, you don't regret green light, y'all no. coming on and say, yeah, okay, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we love you. You're yeah, a classic. I mean, I, so I have a good good time, and right. I I think that uh, you you know if I can help somebody or whatever, you yeah. know, if they want to do their own thing, but yeah, yeah I mean, it just okay. opens up the key to communication. Absolutely. You know, I'm like, off, Lynn. I'm- that's uh, that's X Brown Goggle Terrace, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Pop Show 20 is the code to save with those guys. And uh, Daniel Blair brought to you by Decal Works, of course. And 
Jim Hawley brought to you by the folks at Wysco. For sure, Jim Hawley's used Wysco pistons over the years. Uh, Al grinding away yeah. there with Wysco's. Uh, Wysco's been manufacturing pistons right in the USA for over 80 years. You see them on the factory HRC guys, and uh, they got a full range of performance components for dirt bikes, UTVs, ATVs, and more. Two-stroke, four-stroke, garage buddy, engine rebuild kits, clutch and valve tune components. It's all there. There's a code to save on pulpamextro.com for Wysco, whether it is a racer elite series, a reliable forged replacement piston. Uh, they offer... They also offer race-proven components uh, for the rest of your motor, too. And you can save on pulpamextro.com with the code from the folks at Wysco. Please check it out. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Um, let's go to Woodrow. Woodrow, what's up, man? Hey, uh, by the way, yep. having Jim in, that's, I, that's crazy. Like, it blew a lot of us away having him <laughs> in with DB. Oh, I think it's a I can't killer it. combo. <laughs> I, you pulled it off. Uh, you, listen, when I when I when I booked Daniel a long time ago, I ha- reached out to Jim. I'm like, "Hey, what do you think?" He's like, "I'm in, I'm in." There was no. We thought, yeah, we thought it was Christmas. Like it, <laughs> it was like the, the killer combination, uh, you know, uh, with, with those guys together with you and whatnot, and yeah. and it's like, holy crap! It, it's show 500 or whatever. But um, something that was talked about earlier uh, with Chad. Um, not clearing the jumps, you know, getting older in age, mm-hmm. right? Guys, even like myself, right, that don't like the big jumps and the big airing out. And even you, Steve, has admitted to like, ah, you're you're over it, right? Um, vintage racing. I, you know, yeah. I paid money last week to, to bring it up, but I just want to ask you, um, I've done it. It's super fun. It's literally like the beer league of <laughs> of racing. It is because they're half those guys are drinking, right, and barbecuing <laughs> and everything else. It's really old school, and the the tracks are are more tame. Uh, I've done. I'm a Washington guy. I've done Riverdale. I've done Washougal, mm-hmm. um, but they have like a grass track for that. Um, it, it's a lot more tame. It's it, it's so much fun. Okay. It really is. And you got these old, you know, you can, and you can go from like drum brakes and dual shocks. Yeah. They have like the rev class that, um, I raced like a 90 KX 250. Right. So your, your Yamaha, your dark, uh, bike yep. could race in, in a class. Have you ever, uh, you got your, your, you know, you got your CR 500. You could race that. Have you, yeah. Uh, yeah, have you thought I, about that? Uh, every time I ride a vintage bike, I'm like, these brakes suck. <laughs> this, <laughs> yeah. You know, this clutch yeah. sucks. Like, you know, what I mean? the suspension sucks. Like, you sound like Phil. Like, yeah. Like when you ride, when you ride these old vintage <laughs> bikes and I, you know, my, my 500, I mean, that's the bike I raced forever, and I was so stoked to ride it. And I, I'm like, eh. Like, these 450s are so good. Um, <laughs> but I don't know of any – I would race it. I would race it, Woodrow. I don't know of anything around this area for vintage stuff. Maybe California. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, Woodrow, if I can get Steve to come up, uh, I'm doing a, a – Can-Am's having me come up, and they're paying me a few bucks of my expenses to go up to uh, just outside Toronto in okay. Chatsworth, Ontario. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're oh, having – Motor Park, right? Yeah, they're having yeah. their 50th – uh, anniversary and I'm going to ride I just talked to the guy he's out in Calgary and he's driving across yeah. and he's bringing me across an really? MX6 oh, 250 wow. to ride yeah. so okay. I will be doing that Woodrow in uh, mid uh, mid August and I'm looking forward to it but I, I agree with you Rick Dowdy does one in uh, Vintage Iron in uh, Glen Helen which is a really good one I've been there for those and uh, it's just a relaxed atmosphere 
And the key is, I, I think that some people, I'll see them on a regular track, and they'll have a vintage bike. That's not fun. You have to go with all the vintage, same vintage yeah, bikes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. track's smooth yeah. because the holes are way deeper now and everything. And yeah. It's just not fun, you know. And a matter of fact, one I did at Glen Helen, I felt so bad. It was a mint uh, 250 uh, Elsinore. And me and uh, I think Rex Dayton were battling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was jumping a double that you probably bro- I shouldn't have been jumping, broke but I, I broke the foot peg off. Oh. Uh, and I had to finish the oh. race with my foot on the yeah. uh, uh, case, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. I felt so bad for the guy because this thing was mint. And, and to, to Steve's liking, you put so much work and effort into restoring one of these vintage bikes. And I look at him, and like Steve does a great job with his bikes. I've seen him. I'm thinking... I don't know if I'd want to take that one right, out. I'll right, take yeah. a beater out, but I don't <laughs> yeah. want to take something I yeah, put all that I, hard work into. I put into. the 500 into the, into the bedroom down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. It's in the bedroom now. So yeah. uh, thanks, Woodrow, though, man. I'll keep it in mind. Thank you. Are you? I thought yeah. you were. Yeah, yeah right. thanks. Oh, yeah, I thanks, am. Guys. Woodrow, I'm going to I'm going to Fox Hill for in, in oh. August. Nice. Oh, so really? I'll be racing Fox Hill in August with, yeah. uh, with Kiefer. So. Do you know what yeah. you're going to be on? No, I don't. Mm. Cool. I don't know. I'll, That'll be cool. Yeah. A little taste. Should be fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Cool. Say hi, it. Thank you. If you go to fire, say hi to Lee Ashby. He'll okay. be there. All right. Uh, update, by the way, Chris Kiefer did get a blowjob before the night show in San Diego. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just want an update on that. If, from his wife or from? Uh, yeah, from the wife. Yeah, That's okay. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> way to go, Kiefer. <laughs> um all right. Uh, okay, so uh, that's uh, that's phone calls. We still got um, the ex- race tech rant, which I got to. Do you have one? I ha- I, you had one I know, and you and lost I, it. I lost it. And I don't, what are you for, mad about? I don't know. We'll get into that. I'll, I'll think about it. Right. Uh, motorsport.com, tweet at town segment as well. Uh, so lots to get into. But Daniel Blair, uh, yeah. got a lot of calls tonight about this TV stuff. Uh, yeah. I think that video. was the rant. Maybe you yeah. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, you're, you, how long did you do it for? Total, I mean, nine years. Okay. Arena, my first year of Arena yeah. Cross was 2015. And and so you're done. That's it. And, and yeah. how did the Feld guys take it? How did the NBC guys take it when you said, "Hey, I just want to do this anymore"? Uh, I mean, it's it was it's it's okay. And yeah. I'm and I'm still talking to them. Like they're they're my friends still, yeah. and I still care about the sport, and I think they care about me individually. So there's we're still like really really good. Yep. Um, did they understand it? Um, were they... Probably not as much as maybe. <laughs> but then again, at the same time, I haven't been extremely transparent about all this. It's it's personal. And, and the reality is, is that I'm a, I'm a very public person. Obviously, yeah. I come on here and I, dude, I say what I want to say. I have yeah. my own podcast three days a week where I... I'm very open and transparent, but, you know, you, you come to certain points in life where there's certain things that maybe you don't want to be as transparent about. Right. They may be a little bit more personal for me. So um, if you're looking for the juice, I mean, I'm not really ready to ready to go you there. You to because I got my own theory. Yeah, you can have your own theory, but yeah. I, I would say if, if I was to make it the most understandable is, you know, you you come to a point in life sometimes, you get every, you get lucky in a way where you're in a situation that forces you a little bit to look at your life differently and yeah. look through a different lens. Because you know how it goes when you're just moving forward. You're, yeah. The scope's narrow. You're the, just focused on one thing. A lot of people in our industry have a – a lot of people in our industry, you see it. Um, and some of them are my friends. Because you get wrapped up into this racing, you think that you have to be there on the weekend. The gate won't drop without you. you mm-hmm. You're vitally important to the racing series. It's all you know. 
you just grab any job you need. You grab any job. You just don't care. You, you, it doesn't matter. Like stepping back is fine. And mm-hmm. and and the races go on. And you know you still have your friends that you've made for a dozen years, mm-hmm. twenty years. I mean, again, like I'm coming up to that point too. Like I'm getting older. I'm going to have to step back. I have no problem doing that. But I think people stay in shitty situations. I'm not saying yours is, but stay in situations they don't want to be in or shitty situations because they feel the need to be in there. It's like a drug. They want to be at the races. Yeah. You know? I, no, that's, that's definitely true. Um, but for for me, it's it's a combination of like it's more some big macro life type things. I mean, yeah. I've had a lot of change in the last year or so. I mean, I sold my business. Yeah, that was man, that was that was hard, but needed. Uh, moved across the country, that was hard, needed. And then, like I said, this year, just the challenges I face gave me a chance to kind of step way out and like look at my life from above. Because sometimes yeah. you're just looking straight forward, but I actually went and looked down and said, "All right." But I think you're good with I, like saying, "Hey, the I'm not happy." Yeah. And the races can go on without me. No, no, and 100%, 100%. And that, that's the realization yep. I came to. But, um, you know, when I look at how I got where I got, where I am now, what and what I want to do in the yeah. future and where I'm going, it yeah. just, I really lucked out in a way because it was, it was feeling like a, a chapter needed to end. Right at the same time that opportunities were coming in that really solved a lot of issues um, with me and stuff. So I... It just, it really all makes sense. Um, but again, for, for it to be fully understandable, I'd have to be more honest about it. And I'm just really not <laughs> he really doesn't need to, to do that. I already, I already know. That. I already okay, know. let's hear what you <laughs> have to say, because I'm curious of your but thoughts. you're still going to pursue announcing? It, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, like, I'll, I won't be done. I'm going to dabble. You, you know not, what his bucket list is? Hmm. His major announcing the job ADN that he wants? Awards? Nope. Oh. That new Dallas? sport where they slap people no. across the face. <laughs> I'm trying to get on that shit. He, he wants to be broadcast for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Nah, that wouldn't yeah. work out either. Yeah, no, I'd be fired. That, no, he would be very angry. I'd be fired yeah. in the first quarter. <laughs> Why? Um, but you oh, did some, just anger. Yeah. You did some lacrosse <laughs> stuff, right? You did some division. Yeah, like, um, like you've done some. So I did that this year. I kept that a little low-key, but uh, I went and did some lacrosse on ESPN, yeah, which right. was <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah. interesting. And that has opened up some opportunities yeah. that I'd like to pursue closer to home that, uh, so I'll, I'll still dabble. I'll do arena cross TV yeah. forever. Cause you know, Glenn Seelig at digital realm, I'll do, I'll yeah. do whatever he wants for as long as he's ever doing TV. So I'm still going to do things. I just needed a, I needed a, a life change. And like I said, the business, the move, this yeah. kind of completed no, here, the ability for happened. me to move, uh, move on. So you've told me a little bit, this is my own theory though. You never, you never went into this with me, but I can see it. Okay. Cause I, I, this, is, I can this see will this be stuff. good. No, no, listen. This will be good. You, we made tons of jokes about you filling the popcorn machine and cleaning the bathrooms. And there were jokes, but in a sense, they were very true. Feld had you doing a lot of things, okay? Uh, you're very good. You can either be an analyst or a play-by-play, which is very rare. Like, usually we have the rider who's the play-by-play and, and Wygant, who's the flagger. He's the voice, right? <laughs> so, like, you, you could do both jobs, and you did both on Race Day Live. You stepped in. You did both. You you uh, you did the pit reporting on the TV show. You went in the booth. Um, uh, did you track walk stuff too? I thought you did something else. Wasn't there something else in there? A VIP thing or something? Mm, I thought there was something in there. Not track press conference. I mean press, press conference. conference. Yeah, that's press, what, that's conference. What, so, press conference. You basically were a little bit like Feld was. And again, this is my words, not yours. But Feld's taking advantage of you a little bit because you're so good at everything and you can do everything. You're vaulty. You're versatile. So. You, like anybody, you want to progress up the ranks. You get a, you get in the booth two years ago as a, as a, as the play-by-play guy. They give you a shot for a couple races. You do a good job. You work with Ricky well. It works out really well. I'm guessing 
you don't want to be the race day live, the press conference guy, the pit reporter guy anymore. You want a job like that. It's easier. It's probably more money. It's more prestigious. And you're, you're good at it. But listen, when NBC, and again, uh, Lee does a great job. He's, a, he's an iconic voice in motorsports for NBC. Todd Harris, he has a long Supercross background from back in 2000s. Todd is a great guy. And I enjoy talking to Todd. However, he's coming in from London. He's living in England. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he lives in England. He's flying in from England. He's he's not up on our sport 24-7. You can tell. He had right. some rough patches, okay? But they're still picking Todd over you. They're giving you a few shots. But in my mind, you walked away because you're like, look, man, you guys are using me for everything. You're using me for like you're using me like a like a rented mule here, and 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 I want the booth, and you think so little of my ability to be in the booth that you're flying a dude from London in who doesn't really know our sport backwards and forwards like he should. I hope Todd doesn't get mad at me for saying that, but that's how I feel. And so you're probably just like, hey man, like if you if you guys aren't gonna like I see what like you're just gonna. Hey, we got old Daniel. Hey, the popcorn machine. You know, hey, Daniel. Hey, press yeah, conference. Dan- yeah. Like, so I think you took a stand and you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, guys. Like, I'm good. That's my own theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's my own theory. Seems like a good one. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Uncle Jim. I like that one. Like, uh, if, okay. like if, if, you're, you if back- you're you, if I'm you, you're like, okay, Lee, I get. He's iconic. He's, he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, I get it. But. You're choosing to fly a dude from London? Yeah. But here, here's, <laughs> Over me? here's what I think that, <laughs> okay. you know, like you, you look at Daniel. Yep. He's 100% committed to Supercross. Yeah. 100%. Lee Diffie great, does a great job. He does everything. Yeah. The Olympics, everything. He's still not 100% committed to just Supercross. Same with Todd. He does a yeah, lot he, yeah. of everything sailing. else. Sailing. He's doing sailing. Yeah. Daniel is only going to get, does a great job in the booth. He's only going to get better as time goes on. Yeah. And they just weren't giving him that but time, I, think, I guess. But I think if you're somebody at NBC, Sam Flood or, or somebody, you like Lee being associated with motocross. It gives it a certain cachet yeah. because it's the, it's the Indy 500 guy. Right. It's the Rolex 24-hour guy. You know, Lee's been in the sport a long time. Indy, Indy C- yeah. car Indy So car I think series. if you're the NBC guy, you're like, look, we really want Lee at Anaheim oh. 1 and Lee at this race. You know, we want... We want people to know that Lee is calling our sport. It's important, quote unquote. Right, right. I don't necessarily agree with that, yeah. but I could see corporate thinking. Sure. But Todd, yeah. who who really, you know, yeah. again, he's a good guy and he's he's got background in our sport. But you could tell, yeah. he I, was rough. I, you know, I I uh, I associate Todd with uh, college football. Yeah, that's where he's yeah, yeah. big at. He yeah. does a great yeah. job. Yeah. And let, that's like if Daniel was to call a, a college football yeah. game. It's hard it's to not, it's parachute in. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. gonna. It's not gonna happen. But you know, he knows a hundred percent of the riders inside now. Yeah. All their backgrounds Absolutely. and yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. He would definitely know uh, PRMX. In those riders. Yeah. But so that's my theory, Daniel. So you can, yeah, you can, you know, you're not going to talk about it, but that's my theory. Well, maybe some callers got us some theories. <laughs> don't, don't answer any Oh, really? Right? Why? Oh, they'll, I they're just, bad? Yeah. Because oh, I know no, where they're going. Here we go. Mike's, Mike, what's up, Mike? You got a TV theory? <laughs> Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Um, hey, I w- you there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was just wondering why... Um, 
Jim hasn't been put up in the booth yet. Uh, I'm okay. I'm getting old, man. I'm yeah. almost 63 years old, and I, I can't do the travel anymore. I got grandkids. Uh, you know, after this, I'm going back to L.A., and I'm flying out on Wednesday to go to Detroit to uh, visit uh, Wyatt, his birthday. He'll be four, yeah. and that's a special age. Yeah, that's, that's cool, but even, like, with the <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, that's cool, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, Mike, honestly, and no slam against Jim. If anybody loves the history of the sport, it is me. Jim is awesome. His accomplishments are great. Uh, Jim was a color commentator for a long time in the 90s. Uh, you've done everything, basically. Yeah. But I think if you're 2023, you want to see Carmichael and James Stewart. Absolutely. That's more relatable Absolutely. than Rick Johnson yep. or Jim Hawley or we're, anybody. No, right. I, so that's where I'm at on that. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get and, it. And I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, there comes a time when you got to put – Somebody out to pasture, and it's time for me to be out in pasture and do <laughs> yeah, something else, no, you know? Jim, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Jim, you don't need to be out in the pasture. Well. Trust me it, on this one. It, it, you know, what What keeps me around is is uh, Lurch. He did the VIP track walk experience, I think, uh, last year. He couldn't do six rounds, and I retired from broadcasting. Feld asked me, hey, can you okay. do these VIP track walk tours? And you like and opening yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a good time. It? it still keeps me in touch right. with my fans and the fans from here, from, yeah. you know, yeah. all the all – the, uh, blips you guys put out <laughs> but anyhow, well, it's if you're gonna it's do me. one another year i would like to uh try to get with you on that because yeah. that'd be fun we yeah. need to yeah. we need to talk about some old times yeah. um i know you know you and willie and i and my sister and oh boy we we grew up together so yeah. jim knows mike Ravel. yeah i know <laughs> okay. i know mike really well okay yeah all right. Uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Good thanks to see you, Mike. Good, good. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, hey, miss you, bud. All right. Take care, Mikey. Thanks. See you, bud. Um, yeah, um, Jim, I mean, again, like before Feld, before any of that, you and Larry Myers doing color for the Nationals. Yeah. You're, you're in the booth for Supercross here mm-hmm. and there. Like, you have had uh, a lot of great had, races had a great, in, in the great booths. Career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. only thing I'd like to see, like, uh, I think James does a good job, yeah. but he needs to, and, and I like how Weege corrects him on the broadcast, like the, the, the writer, and I'm drawing a blank because I don't need to. Everyone asks me, hey, what do you think? Well, I don't need to think anymore. I'm not doing the broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. But I still follow the sport, and I still watch it on TV. But he was saying uh, when Tom Vial and the other Spanish writer, he was saying he was French. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That guy's from yeah. Spain, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. you got to know those yeah, things. And, yeah. and he'll get better no, as the he time will. goes. And the, the thing, Daniel and I were talking earlier about, like, football stuff because we're big uh, yeah. football guys. I don't think whether you're Troy Aikman, one of the best, you know, right. uh, uh, tr- uh, Tony Romo, not one of the best, but good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, when you read stories on these guys uh, – and you read stories about top athletes that failed in the booth, like Emmett Smith was brought out, Joe Montana was brought out. Yeah. It comes Jason down Witten. to Jason. It comes down to, <laughs> and I don't know about Witten. I didn't hear this about Witten, but maybe so. But it comes down to some of these guys don't want to do the work. You got to do your homework. You got to do your homework. Gotta Doesn't matter do how many championships you want. Nope. Got to do the homework. Got to do the work. Yeah. And, because and, you know. you're projecting, a, you know, to the to the audience worldwide, and if you don't know a certain thing. They know that you're not doing your homework, man. Yeah. And yeah. They, they really rip yeah. you on the media. So, like, I, I had that happen one of the first times I got into the broadcasting. I, I said that somebody got eighth, okay? Okay. And they didn't get eighth. They got seventh. And I got 
I got kind of ripped on it a little bit. Like, hey, man, you're yeah, not yeah. doing your homework. Oh, mm. no, you're right. Yeah. So now what I did is I said he was just outside the top five. <laughs> so he could be six, seven, or eight. Yeah. You know? That's so, all right there. So, Open so, up the right. net a little bit. Exactly. Right. So oh. I didn't get caught into that. Yeah. That's something I learned early on. And, and that's from Larry Myers and Larry Huffman helped me out, yeah. you know, telling me all that. You um, know, um, So you, you, you learn a little bit of the tricks of the trade, but you still have to do your homework. And the, the first thing that I did... When I worked with Chad Damniani, uh, he was doing it, and yeah. he came from wrestling, like yeah, WWE yeah. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah. He was a good announcer, great yeah. announcer, but he didn't know the sport. Him and Alan Selk was our sound guy. I said, "Look, guys, if you're gonna, we're gonna work together. We're going out riding. You're gonna know what these guys are going through. Not, they're not jumping yeah. triples, yeah, obviously, yeah. but you're gonna have yeah. to learn how to ride a motorcycle and." They said, oh, the next day I couldn't walk. Well, <laughs> now you can relate to what these guys yeah. are doing. Just the same way with I was going to go call a wrestling match. I'd want to go and wrestle one yeah. of those guys, get thrown on the ground, <laughs> lose my breath, get kicked in the stomach or whatever, yeah. so I know what they're going through, so I can talk about it and relate right. it. So, Daniel, was, do, do I have – by theory, like, I mean, again – I mean, you're not out to lunch, but, that's, okay. but, I, but I would say that that is – that's a that would maybe be a part of it, okay. but that's not it. Okay. it like I yeah, said, yeah. it's a little bigger right. than that. Yeah, sure, sure, there's, sure. But there's more layers to right. it than that. But that that what, when when you announced that you were done, I got a ton of texts and you know what, what what and I'm just like I just think that he wanted the booth job and it was clear there was no path to the booth job because they're flying a guy in from London. That's yeah. that's what I would say. So. Well, like I said, um, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that, right. but there 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 I'd say there's a lot, uh, lot more than just that. for you, Jim. And, and you talk about working with Larry Myers. You did the, the stand-ups at the Nationals forever. You were pit reporter for a little bit, I remember, for one year or two. Mm-hmm. And then you did the webcast for Feld, and you did the Race Day Live. What was your funnest broadcasting moment in the sport? What was the best best fun you had or most fun you had at, at any point doing, doing TV? Uh, you know, I, or, I just think uh, working with the guys like uh, – you know, Larry Myers, yeah. uh, Larry Huffman, who started, you know, yeah. in the 70s with Supercross, uh, working with Daniel, Andy Boyer, uh, Chad Damniani, Jason Wagant. Um, yeah, but what was your f- best part? What was the well, fun- I, I think I mean, all of them. There, there okay. was another, and, and Kevin Barnett. I've had a lot of yeah. different I hosts about in Kevin. that He's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. Kev, I still keep in yeah. touch with Kevin because my son's a SWAT officer down in the South Bay, and Kevin lives down there. So I yeah. see Kevin every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that probably one of the funnest parts was I was in Atlanta with Andy Boyer and we would throw it down to Ricky Carmichael not on the track he would be in Florida doing arena cross or something right and we lost the audio feed and uh, and our producer was there and the sound guy and and I kept carrying on a conversation I didn't hear anything I just <laughs> ran with it and those two guys the producer and the sound guy they got in an f- argument. Like I'm, I'm watching them in the argument. And they're I'm saying t- like Jim's not he- Jim can hear it. And, yeah, 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 I couldn't hear it. And yeah. then she's going, "No, nah, he can hear it. Nah, look at him. He's talking. He's carrying on a great conversation." <laughs> like you said, yeah. Give Let me the mic. Rip. I'll yeah. run with yeah, it. I, I knew we had a technical problem, right. and I didn't want it to look yeah, stupid, yeah. so I, I just kept running with it. And after the show, Andy goes, "I didn't hear a thing." I go, "I know what we didn't, but you know, it's just one of those yeah. things." And uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that was everyone dug that one, you know, yeah. but but. We, did, we didn't miss a beat. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. You know, you, you have a bike problem on the starting line. You can't panic. you you got to get a spark plug in or whatever. Yeah. Fouled yeah. on. You just yeah, can't panic. you got to step back, let the people do their job, and keep going. All right. got some phone calls here. Uh, Ron has uh, worked with Jim at O'Neill. What's up, Ron? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. 
Good, good. Uh, hey, Jim, it's Ron Warner. I used to work uh, for Jim O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, no, how you been, Ron? I've been all right. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. Everything's going good. You remember uh, Dawn? She worked at O'Neill. Remember Dawn, the redhead? I, she worked with Patty. I do remember Dawn, yeah. Yeah, I, I see her every once in a while. She works in a, in a uh, Henry's in a diner. I, I ran in there one time, and I saw her. I haven't seen her in a while, but it was good to see her and stuff. But, yeah, how you been? Hey, okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> and uh, one reason I was calling, I do remember you having a uh, – uh, an unusual way of introducing yourself to one of our ladies there. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a good time with everybody, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Uh, uh, Quentin, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey, what's your question? <clears throat> oh, I mean, well, I do have a question for you, but first, I wanted to. Uh, just comment on, you know, J.D. Beach's interview. Um, he races our local Southern Indiana Grand Prix Series, mm, and okay. I see him at every round. And he's just a super nice guy down yeah. to earth. A few times that I have talked to him, he's just a cool dude. You know, I mean, people around here that talk about flat tracking, like nobody talks about it without his name coming up. And Yes, nice guy. I've, he's I've, just a, I heard he was a listener of the show, and he's also a great flat tracker, so had to get him on, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll I'll be seeing him this coming up Sunday if he's at our coming upcoming local race. So, you know, give him props for being on the show and just, awesome. You know, cool. We're fans. And the question I did have for you: So, are you uh, are you and Darkside gonna duel at Ironman GNCC this year? Oh yeah, I, I, Dark is supposed to do that. I don't know. I haven't. I you know what? I don't think I want any piece of Dark right now. He's troll training. I wouldn't. <laughs> he's yeah. riding nonstop. He's like, doing like multiple hours at the gym. He's eating right. Like I don't. I, I think I'm scared of Mister Stop. <laughs> you know, like he he seems to be like a little bit of like uh, he's going to Tomac on us. You know. Well, do you think that uh, you know? I mean, given his performance last year and quitting. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I know it's a tough race. You know, last year was no exception. You know, the dust and dry, and it was bad. But do you think you have more heart than him to not quit, possibly? Yeah, absolutely. He got tired? No, absolutely. He, but he did finish the Florida one. He said he felt like quitting many times, but he knew that we would. Yeah, never... I, I listened to, the sh- to yeah. that show, and he, he yeah, was... that one's a, a rough one. But he, I think he's a robot now. He's a Terminator. So I, I think he's ready to go, but uh, I don't know about that GNCC. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do one just to go do. But God, they're, they're a lot more fun to talk about than to do, man. They <laughs> yeah, are gnarly. Three hours, right? Yeah, the one two hours for the uh, two hours. amateur the classes. Yeah, 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 the amateur race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say if you guys if you guys were gonna you know both line it up, um, if you could get me the credential to get in the industry class, I will wear a GoPro and mm. just follow him the entire time. That would be good. And you can mm. have all the video. Oh, <laughs> getting trapped under his bike in the stream and all that stuff. <laughs> like, oh, fantastic. I just screwed up Stu Baylor's bike. <laughs> and I, I, won't, I won't help him unless he's, like, for real hurt. Yeah, but, yeah, like, no, no, no help. That, that would probably be some good video to cut in on uh, yep. your podcast the Monday after. It would be. All right, Quentin. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Yeah, I'll thank you, though. Yeah. My, my wife says if you come to Iron Man, you have to come have a beer with us at our camp. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. That sounds good. Uh, I'd like, I did that one before. I, I've told the story. I got fourth or fifth in the industry class, mm. Iron Man. So. Great. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll listen every week. You know, it usually takes me three or four days to get through the whole show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll, I'll – 
keep us all updated on what you're doing. Will and do. uh, like I said, we'll get some GoPro footage of uh, Mr. Side. Yes, please. Hey, hey please I'm do. just curious. Will JD ride a twin or a single there at the race this weekend at your local track? Well, this is a Woods race. Oh, uh, Woods race. race. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. He Got rides it. open A. I ride vet A. He starts row right in front of me. So yeah. nice. Uh, I'm not on my game anymore, so I can't catch him. But right. he's a he's 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 a good rider on two wheels, no matter what it is. So. Yeah. If, if he gets me those mission tortillas, he's my number one flat track guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Quentin. Thanks, man. All right, you guys have a good night. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Oh, speak of the devil. Quit side. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I quit because I crashed. I didn't quit because I was tired. I <laughs> What's the difference? Iron you, Man you, sucked. You quit. Oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. What about Uncle Jim and Daniel reunited? We weren't going to skip that. How, how fantastic is that? Yeah, good job, Steve. Mr. Side, it's what we do in the Pulp Show. We, we strive for excellence. Hey, do you guys ever see oh. that uh, Blackwater 100 that they oh, used to yeah. have? Yeah, that was, a, that was a gnarly race. race. No, no, I, no, I didn't do it, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Davey's brother won one year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it seemed insane. Huh. Uh, Mr. Side, you are you are just on a mission right now. You're troll training, riding, sending me videos nonstop. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> are you doing any work for yeah. Vital? Does Vital know you're not really working? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Don't don't let him know now. Seems like yeah. Seems like you're just really busy these days with training as a professional, you know, racer. I get my training done early in the morning and I work. Okay. I'm working got a, right now. Got a systems um, in place. How's the how's the dating life? Kiefer wanted to know. Uh dating life is slow, man. Not not much time when you're training and working. Yeah, I know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey man, you beaten you know, off? You got such your priorities. Yeah, no, I got it for sure. Uh, are you what's what's the next race you're going to? Uh, I'll be at Southwick and Millville. Okay, all right. How'd you end up with those yep. two? Yep. Well, Lewis is over in the oh, UK yeah, yeah. dealing with uh, going to some GPs and World Supercross, and ML and I are kind of rotating out for the other the ones that he's not here for. Nice. All right. I think my race tech yeah. rant. I didn't really have a race tech rant tonight, but with Mister Side calling in the night, I think my race tech rant is just how bad he's screwing me on this project bike. So no, no, he, you need to tell the truth on this thing. I, I'm telling the truth. This, this is a terrible idea that I got myself into. You didn't really tell me how bad this bike was. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you got set up. I, I, I pull the cylinder off. It's a big bore, right? And now I got to find a piston. Why school? Yeah, but I got I, I got to measure the measure, make sure I had one. I got they, they're looking for me. I, mm. I don't know. Like I, it may not uh, you might have ha- you might have to call LA sleeve and put a new sleeve. I in. know, but again, things that I didn't think I'd have to do, Jim. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, got set up badly. No, I didn't know what to, I, to distract you the, and keep you busy while he's training. The he just gives me a bike with bolts in a bag. All the bolts are in two Ziploc bags, just rusted. Uh, corroded. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mess, man. I brought it out in parts. I told you. Look, I was pretty upfront that that thing was in bad shape. And well, outside think... of my uh good. I just I don't think I you told to me it. how bad it was. You what, said it was in rough shape. Was it his bike or you bought it from somebody? I bought it from Jamie. Yeah, how yeah. how much? I gave him too much. <laughs> I'm just curious what he those needed do. money to finish this this shop of his. Right? That is not so, true. Yes, it is. 
You had your shop, you broke up with your chick, she had all your shit, and you had to put it in your shop. That's not true. Oh, my God. Are that you serious? Not... Steve, first of all, I told you you could have the bike. You didn't I know, but I because you said, I shop, I need. I got to get my shit out of my chick's, my ex's house. She's going to fuck it up, and I need to put it in my shop. No. <laughs> And and you said you're you needed, an idiot. You, <laughs> you're an idiot. You said you had your shop. You needed money to get your shop done to store your stuff. I was building my shop, yes, because I did and split up with my ex and was getting my stuff out of I my know. old house. And you chose to send me money because, for a bike I told you, you because could have he didn't have nice. the money to finish his shop. He's like, uh, I, I need a little bit more money. I said, Go, I'll buy that project bike off you and help you finish the shop. Oh, That's he the, was going to do the project bike. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then he threw me a sob story about this shop and his stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll pay for it to help you're you finish the, the shop. Of spin. <laughs> this is, I can't believe you're denying. No, this I, I want to hear dark uh, side. Let's hear it. Dark side side. Dark side side. You tell us the story then. What happened? He's just, he's exaggerating a little bit. I had my shop built. I was not completely, like, I didn't have the electricity in yet or whatever, but he was just like, here's some extra money and you can go get that done. I didn't. So so let me ask you this. Did he pay you for the bike or did you give him the bike for free and then he just gave you money for the shop just as a friend? I offered him the bike for free, and he's like, oh, I'll give you a little bit of money. And then he yeah. Venmoed me more than even he said he was going to send me. Because he needed— Because he is a nice guy, which I hate having to say he, that, but— he was, <laughs> His chick was going to sell his shit on the black market. <laughs> he had to get his shit in his shop, otherwise it was he was in danger of losing all his shit. It was all going on eBay. Yes, all of it. All of it. So I, yeah, okay. I don't want to take the bike for free. It is worth something. However, if I had known how bad it was, we may, uh, I didn't, Jamie's like, yeah, hey, it's all apart. I haven't really looked at it. I said, said it's a fucking mess. I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the bushy or the bearings out of the swing arm. That's why I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to give it to you because it's pretty bad shape. What, it was sitting out in the rain or something? Man, a guy I worked with had it in his shop for like 10 years. He's like, oh, it's fine. You couldn't even see it. It was so far back in his shop. And it looked decent from the back of the shop. So I said, I'll give you 500 bucks for it. Right. I figured it'd be and then when I got it to my house and actually started looking into it, I was like, oh, shit. I don't think. Did I'm you put the bolts in the bags? Did you do that? <laughs> I may have done that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I when got you... a little overexcited night one, and I just started tearing the bike apart. When you take it apart, when you take a bike apart, like it's good to see where everything how goes. How it, yeah, not, not this take thing. Take pictures. Not this thing. <laughs> You're a factory Yamaha mechanic, man. You're good. You fucked me. <laughs> this is your ultimate revenge, and I understand it. I've given, I've dished out a little bit of shit to you over the years. I get it. I've been, you know, he cut his hair perfect. live in front of people out of theater. We changed yeah. his life for that. Yeah, that was a good thing. But I've, I've, I've made fun of Mister Side a few times. Just a couple. Just a couple. You know, <laughs> like when he didn't have eight hundred dollars to his name, and I borrowed him a, c- a credit card. You know, but so I figured this was his revenge for me. Gave him a bust. And him and his him and his janky buddies over there at the Pony Pod probably fucking. I don't listen to the show, but I'm sure they have a five minute segment of, hey, guess what we fuck Steve with this week? (laughs) You know, because I I've been sending Jamie photos of the bike and been like, you rat bastard! Like, look at this, look at this, look at this. You know, like, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> so love it. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Jamie. You got me back. I guess it must feel good. I don't know. I wish it was on purpose because it would feel a whole lot better if it had been. <laughs> that's, that's my race tech rant, by the way. Race tech go. rant. All right. Jamie's bike. <laughs> what, where is it at now? I, I saw some pictures, I think. Here? So it's in my garage. I'll show it yeah. to you before you leave. Yeah. It's coming together. Powder-coated frame With and everything. these magic hands, Jim, right. I'm making it work. Right. But, yeah, it ain't easy. <laughs> is you it know? easy to get parts for it? What year is no, it? No, it's a 90. A 90. Yeah, not easy to get parts for. What's the last year Honda made that uh, 500? This is a Yamaha. Oh, Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, this is a YZ125. Oh, 90. YZ. Oh, yeah, the yeah. YZ. 90. The last 90. one of the 500s was 01. 01. Yeah, 01. So, but yeah, good job, Mr. Saad. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. You need something to do when Pookie's out with her friends. Yeah, well, you gave it to me. Absolutely. Who wrote, <laughs> who wrote YZ125 in 90? Because that was the year Bradshaw Bradshaw. went up. No, he went up. No, he He went up that year. Uh, Fro was 91. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. who was 90, though? I don't think they had a 125 guy in 90. So I'm thinking of Budman was in there as a rookie. Damon wrote it in 90. No, he didn't. No, he, Anaheim yeah, won. He, he won Anaheim sure. won on a 250. No, no, he didn't. Is that the one with the uh, the forks are red, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah forks yeah. are red. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all garbage, those forks, because yeah. the, the anodized. So I had to get another set of forks. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Are you positive he didn't race the outdoors on 125 a little bit? Did he that year? Was positive. Number eight? I think it was 91 he dropped down. But I don't think in 90 he did. Yeah, not 100% no, sure. No, not number eight. Well, I can pull it up right now. So was he yeah. that? Hold on, Mr. Side. This is riveting. He and I talked about it. Did you say, did you tell him about the fucked up bike you got? Did you tell Damon about that? <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's hilarious that you got a shitty bike. It's funny how you, me, and Damon are all, you know. And first of all, by the way, Damon's great, but he doesn't know shit about his career. So there's, no, <laughs> there's a good chance. That's fairly that, true. No, it is. It's absolutely true. Uh, 90... Yes, he rode three nationals at the end of the year. Uh, okay, he went eight, so who, eight, twelve, four on a ninety because they didn't have a four. They didn't have four nineties back then. So that's right. Yeah, well, they'd had them, but he didn't race them. Yeah. So so he did two fifty and then dropped down to the one twenty five at the, last, the end. The last three, yeah. right, right. And then ninety one, he rode them all at the end, one twenty fives. Jim, did you ever do yeah. that three sixty thing? Did you ever ride that outdoors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it? It was okay. It was all right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. We used it at uh, Hollister for the GP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hollister. You didn't feel like you got pulled or not, like it was, yeah, power-wise? Uh, we did going up the big hills yeah, a little yeah. bit, but it was a little bit easier to ride, you know, yeah, than yeah. the 490 and stuff. Right, so, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mr. Sai. Well, before we let you go, I just, you know, I just want you to ask uh, ask a comment um, or tell us your reaction to Kiefer getting a Husky e-bike. You didn't even know he got one. Didn't oh, know. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the mountain bike, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I- yeah, it's about time he he jumped on board. I want one of those things. I know you've been yeah. trying to get one, and I I immediately thought of you and laughed at you when I saw Kiefer <laughs> picked one up. Yep. So yeah, I may get, I may get one when I get out there in a couple of weeks to pick my my twenty four KTM three fifty up. Oh, you're coming out here? Yeah, I got to drive out. I'm driving out the week before Southwick, pick up the new bike, and fly to Southwick from Cali. Yeah, I got to bring the Husky back and get the KTM okay. Orange Brigade. You know, Daniel and I yeah. were working on a contract. Oh, yeah? We're, we're, yeah? You got an opening for the Vet 40? Yep. I like to show that we sponsor anybody. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I need that one guy for that spot, and I got one in mind. Okay. All right. Mr. Side. All right, Mr. Side. Everything good with the Pony Pod? It's going good. Yeah. We're uh, gearing up for the show Wednesday night. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for screwing me over Lewis, on this bike. Lewis? Yeah. Well, 
Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, are you? You don't know if you're going to race the Ironman or Vet Nationals. You don't know about any of this. He's like, am I training for nothing or what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> listen, I don't, can I back it down and go find a girlfriend? Right, right. Jim, you got to go out to East Texas to get this guy a chick. I can do it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I can do it. You, you, you can hang with Jim. He can help yeah. you. I would love to hang with Jim. That'd be fun. I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Uh, We'd even have you starring in a movie. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Side. I don't know what I'm doing, Mr. Side. Yeah, I I don't know. Nobody knows, so who knows? All right, get shit shit together. Let's go race somewhere. Wow. Well, I saw how mentally you were fucked at Glen Ellen, so maybe it would be fun to get you back there. Yeah, it was pretty bad that weekend, no doubt. But we're 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 getting better. Okay, all right. Keep grinding away, man. Thanks for calling. Gonna, yep. Talk to you right. later, bro. That's uh, that's Mr. Side, everybody. I knew some Israeli models over there. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Japan. The, um, um, those e-bikes are nice. I was out with Pat Kerrigan from High Torque Publication okay. yeah, on yeah. the Yamaha electric yeah. uh, pedal assist. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, phenomenal. They're, they're, man. they're nice. Hey, Matthew, you got a motocross the nations question? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so I was just wondering, like, say if it came down to, like, RJ or Deegan or, like, even someone else with a star bike, do you think because they're on a star bike, even if their results and riding was kind of similar, someone would, you know, want to go with a star bike over someone else since they claim they're, you know, have some of the best motors or whatever? I don't think so. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? No, and I'm actually looking at the results and – I mean, I'll be straight up with you. Two fifty class is going to be either RJ or Hayden. Like, couldn't it be Cooper if he comes back? If he, and, I mean, yeah. maybe if he comes back right. and he's good. I mean, yeah, but if I mean, I don't know. I, I I hate having to pick when it's not just clear cut, you know? Because it's like you're always going to wonder. So yeah. for me, I would just throw it up as whoever gets better in points, just yeah. settle it through twenty two motos, and whichever one of you does the best gets to go. That make it simple. Where's it at this two. year in France? France, yeah. Hard drive, yeah, blue hard goo pack, track. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you'd want to maybe if you had if if it didn't go with points, and you want to pick the guy who's going to do better on the hard drive mm-hmm. tracks. You know, yeah, yep. yeah, Matthew. I'm not sure it would be a star guy like because of the motor wise. I, yeah, I don't know. No. You know, so got you. Yeah, and apparently I heard Cooper can't do it because that's the day of his wedding. Yeah, he's 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 out no matter what. Well, there we so, go. Yeah, RJ versus uh, Danger Boy. Yep. Whoever gets second in points to Hunter gets to go. There we go. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks. Australia's going to have a Thank good you. team. Yeah. Next. Oh, yeah. For, for like 10 years. Yeah. yeah they're going to be pretty good. Uh, 7 o'clock hour, uh, 9 o'clock now. Shit, Marks. Yeah, time just really goes by, <laughs> doesn't it? supposed to be your job. He's Ron Burgundy right there. Uh, <laughs> ORW, It's the butt patch you see on the back of the Club of Mex guys. Uh, code PulpMX to save. they got stores all across America. They install everything they sell for your truck. Get your truck to the track in style. ORW Off-Road Warehouse. Uh, shop online. Go to your local store. Pulpamex is the code to save with ORW. Thank you to those guys. Also, EVS Sports, the original protective gear company. They've been protecting champions and riders for over 30 years, and they don't plan to stop anytime soon. Chiz, RJ Hampshire, speaking of MXDN. Uh, Pastrana, all our EVS Sports, uh, whatever they're doing. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save on the same protective wear that those guys wear. And please check it out at evs-sports.com. Use the code pulp 30 to save at EVS Sports. Thank you to those guys, ORW, as well. Uh, Jim Holly, Daniel Blair here. I've got... Oh. I was just going to say, Steve, speaking of Australia, Tanty rode pretty good this yeah, weekend. Yeah, Tanty was great. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, Jimmy, what? It's just a scoring thing. <laughs> oh, Weege. Oh. Weege, he cracks me up, man. Because I, I, I mean, I didn't know. And when he said it, yeah, I was like, no, oh, I shit, didn't know Tibbs either. is yeah. there. But, and I'm looking on my fantasy like, yeah. why isn't he in here? Yeah, some guy used Tanny's number and its scoring didn't change. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I heard him say that. And I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, three questions for Daniel Blair and Jim Hawley. The greater chance. It's called the greater chance game. It's going to go future headlines, but I went I went greater chance. Greater chance. Here we go. Greater chance. Jet goes undefeated overalls, not motos. Overalls. Overalls. Or Hunter winning the title. Greater chance. Winning the title? Hunter winning title or Jet going Hunt, undefeated. Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, I'd have to say Hunter. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Greater chance. RJ Hampshire winning two nationals this year. Or Chase Sexton winning two nationals this year? Sexton. Greater chance. Sexton. Sexton. If Sexton comes back and he's, like, healthy, yeah. then he, it's going to be – it'll yeah. be fun and on, I think. Yeah, and he'll because, win, he'll win. because, like you said, Jet's going to lay up. He's yeah. not going to battle okay. him. He's All looking right. at the big picture. Okay, the points right now uh, with eight races – no, seven races to go are 147 to 138 for Cooper Webb over AP. So he has a what, – What's the points? Nine-point lead. Cooper Webb does. Cooper Webb over so, AP? Greater chance. Webb beats AP in the points or AP beats Webb in the points? Ooh. Webb's got nine up on him. Nine up. Seven to go. 14 motos. We going. Greater chance. Redbud, Southwick, Millville. Those are all tracks that I think AP would shine on, and especially Crawfordsville, Indiana, that one. I, That's a really good yeah. one because I, I could flip a coin. I, I'll go... Uh, I'll go AP. I, I I I think this last weekend was really weirdly bad for him. Like it was mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. I mean that that should have been like you, you the best been. for yeah. him. Yeah. But I I don't I I'm just gonna like toss that one. I, I think AP is riding really really good and okay. we'll get right back to it right away. And okay. I think Webb is it's catching up the fact that he really wasn't ready. His racecraft and skills at those first two got him through there because he's right. such a boss like that. But really he does need a little bit more time to get comfortable. And AP is. If as long as he stays off the ground, mm-hmm. I think he could beat most of these guys okay. right now. So, so I'll go, I'll go AP, right. but probably pretty tight. Yeah, I think AP also. I, okay. I just think Webb. I, I don't know if he's gonna. Uh, I, I think he's all about staying healthy and not making any mistakes and getting to the super motor with the one seed. He want yeah, and he wants to win that million bucks. I think that's more his big picture now. Right. I agree. I bet you Webb so. is even thinking. He's probably thinking of Charlotte. Yeah. So, this, yeah. this, what do you think? Is, is, he, that, is he signed on for next year? What? He's going to Star Yamaha. For sure. That's yeah. a 100% deal. Yeah. 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 What do you think of this SMX thing, Jim? I mean, good good money, obviously, but what do you think of the whole idea? Well, I, I think that, you know, like you're copying somebody, like NASCAR does it, yeah. you know, everyone does it. Like, let's do something else. Um, but I, I think it's great for the guys, the money. I, I think the money's always been there. Yeah. It's just a. Those the promoters have been hoarding it, and I think it's uh, nice I don't know. that they. I, I I sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, uh, no NBC worries. did pay more. Oh, they did. They really okay. did. I oh. mean, so NBC I'm not got go, the money. I'm not going to go with you. The promoters, I mean, the promoters aren't going to have to pay more unless they have to. Right. And I think the World Supercross threat right. open up their pocketbooks. Right. But however, NBC did pay more right. for the rights. For the well, I, I think it's uh, you know it's great for the uh, yeah. for the riders and for the privateer guys that make it in that top twenty. It'll be interesting to see that that race 
uh, that they're going to have. They take the next 10 from 21st to 30th mm-hmm. yep. to, to race in. Yep. I think that'll be cool. But there, there's some pretty good money uh, on the line yeah. for these guys. I, I, I myself, like, I'm with you. Like, first of all, they're calling it a playoff. No one's eliminated. So how's yeah. it a playoff? Like, right. it's not a playoff. Right. Uh, second of all, hybrid tracks usually don't work. We've seen the Monster Cup. They don't yeah. work that well. So I'm not that excited. And the first round is worth single points. The second round is worth double. The third round is worth triple. Right. The third round being triple points. I mean, if anything happens, some guy wins it that maybe went 5-5-1. Five, five, right. Is he going to be the SMX champion? Yes. Yes. Are we going to crown him as such and, and everyone's going to ignore what Jet and, and Chase did? No. So... Like, I, look, I've got an open mind. I'll wait and see, and I love the money for the riders, yeah, so that's absolutely. cool. But I am not, like, super jazzed for SMX Here, Here's playoff. Here's why I am, and it came back. I remember when this was all being worked on, and we were waiting for it to come out and yeah. figured out. The one thing that I've always been stuck on with this that I like is that they didn't interfere with the two championships that we already have. Right. They're yeah. singular. No, and, absolutely. And that, to me, was the biggest thing, because if you – tried to do something too newish it, it throws out a lot where of history like, where, whatever where like the supercross champion isn't really the supercross champion unless he wins the yeah SMX and, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know right. what i mean so the fact that we had supercross it was great we have outdoors it's great this to me is just a cherry on top so i'm going in like super open-minded to see yeah. what it looks like when it no, all happens I, I am too but i'm a little bit like eh I want to, and I do want to see these points and how they work out. I, I mean, it'll take through the LA Coliseum to go. Oh, I see how this could yeah. play out in the future yeah. too. So I, I would say there's nothing negative because it's just brand new and it's extra. Now I know some of the riders are like, "Oh my God, I got to race more." I'm not a rider. I mean, I'm a fan yeah, and, I, yeah. and I'm a media. Like for yeah. me, I wish they went 52. Like that's right. just me on my end. So to me, it's pure awesome because it's just more and it's extra and it didn't screw up the yeah. history of what we had going on in the two series. So for me, right. let's just see how it goes. But I, I go yeah. in with and, and super I think excited. They, they did that already. Uh, I think Bailey won it uh, when he had a blue number yeah, plate with the yellow. The points, yeah. They combined the points. So right. they've done that back in my era. They did that already, and it yeah. went away. So you don't really want to go back to that. So that's probably yeah. why they said, look, you got a Supercross champion. You got a 250 outdoor champion. You got a 450 outdoor champion. And then let's name the two champions for the Super Motocross. Yeah. I just think the triple points could end up being really gimmicky. Yeah. If something weird happens, I a think, bike issue. I or think a crash what the purpose of it is. Well, here, here's what the purpose is, and, and you would know this. You just went to a you know, the Stanley Cup, right? The game yeah. five. Yeah. In our sport, too many times do we go to Salt Lake or the last round of outdoor, and it's over. Yeah. And that just that's not. That's not right for sports. You shouldn't have things over before the end. The end is the big, that's, that's the clutch, the final well, moments, the buildup. So for me, there's so many times that our series does that. At least we would have this with the point structure that makes the last one. Three or four or five guys are going to have a legitimate shot, yeah. which at least brings us that final field goal, that final free throw. I just yeah. want that finale but, pressure moment to call it. Sure. Okay, we don't yeah. get that in the other series all the time. So for me, this is just a bonus where we're going to get a high-pressure finale, finale, and yeah. that's all I really but, but have I mean, always if, wanted. If you look at stick and ball sports, hockey, for example, this year didn't go to the Game 7. Right. Right. You look at uh, basketball, Denver didn't, Nuggets yeah, yeah. didn't go to the, mm. the seven World Series. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes these guys get blown out. It's just what it is. And, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. But you talk about gimmicky, you know, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Steve, 
back in the World Supercross thing that I had won, you know, if you laid up and you didn't win your heat, you started on the back row. And yeah. I hope they don't get into that. No, you know, like, no, they're, no. they're not. And that, and no, I, no, I know they're not doing it for this, but with the th- triple points, uh, it I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it gives a guy that's sitting in four spots. I still got a shot at this thing if, yeah. if it works out. I, and I, I am with you, Steve. My, I'd say, biggest concern, if I had one, is what the tracks will look like. Yeah. Because Atlanta and Daytona haven't always worked. But I've heard they're not going for that exact model. It's not meant to look like them. It's meant to look a little bit different. They have some idea. So yeah, to me, yeah. all I really like, my intrigue right now is seeing the track at Charlotte and just see what that looks like. And once I see that, I'll have a better idea of what the right. last two yeah. are. But that's yeah. my only concern is that they get the track right. I'm open-minded. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to see it. I love the more money for the riders. But I'm not like, oh, my God, SMX, uh, triple points, uh, playoff. Like, I'm not. Yeah, what, what are like, the po- yeah. How are the points going? Like, for Supercross? Or if you win one, you get one point, you, you get second. 26 you get two, at the 26. first one, 52, 78. So, that, it just okay. elevates. So, yeah. essentially, if you win the last round, you get nine points on whoever got second that night. So, if you're within nine, it's, it'll be a winner. You, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, win yeah. it and in yeah. it. But yeah. otherwise, if you're. 18 out you can still win too if you sure. win and the guy gets fifth or yeah. so you know so it's meant to make that last race and again it's two moto format it makes that last race it ain't over yeah. someone can win this and that to me always makes it better when you go into the final gate drop think about the tomac dungy year with the osborne savachi year mm-hmm. you can't even beat that night that night had yeah. all the best of everything for a finale. Yeah. And we don't get that enough. Well, and I think this will at least allow for a million dollars. We might see some shit on that last moto for something. And sure. that, to me, <laughs> that's sure. what I want, Uncle is Jim, I want to see. Uncle Jim in 87 with a million dollars What would you do? Oh, my God. Do everything in my power to win it. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Um, all right. Uh, let's do the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment, shall we? My mom. <laughs> It's the motorsport.com tweets at Talon segment. <laughs> motorsport.com, uh, OEM and aftermarket <laughs> parts. Daniel, that was made specially for you, that intro. I love uh, it. Motorsport.com, great guys, dedicated team of gearheads over there. Uh, uh, Talon, this is free shipping over 79 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Or if you call in and we like you, you're cool, then we'll give you free shipping too. Oh, wow. Nice. Well, that hasn't been happening to me with this damn project bike. That's because <laughs> to get your discount, you have to order through the site. Oh, okay. Also, because they probably don't like you. <laughs> yeah, also, and we don't like you. Also, can you handle my returns, please, gearhead guy? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll be right on it. Uh, motorsport.com, OEM, and aftermarket parts. And uh, please check them out for all your online needs. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com to help us out. Uh, that would be fantastic. Thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. Uh, if you don't shop there for your online stuff, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go try it out. Uh, really super good website and everything else. Uh, okay, so these questions submitted at uh, Pulp Mech Show on Twitter, and uh, Mr. Talon Taylor picks the best ones. All right. Uh, from MX Freak, I just finished listen- listening to show 500. It was awesome, but on it, uh, on it, the Supercross discussion, Daniel called Sexton for your 23SX champ. Oh, wow. There we go. Good job. When was that? Was that halfway through 22? When was show 500? Yeah, it was like after St. Louis last year. It was. Okay. Yeah, I know that because I canceled. I was gonna. I had something else planned, but I came to that instead. So. Oh. Nice. And I was gonna fly from St. Louis, but. Okay. Anyways, yeah, right. mid-season last year, and. You called it. Yep. All right. To go along with a whole bunch of them, Steve, mm-hmm. that you just 
won't acknowledge ever until like years later. Then you'll acknowledge it when it's all passed. Then when I, so when I said, how does it feel to have a victory lap? That, that's not acknowledging anything? That's not... <sighs> that sounded like a cheap. That sounded cheap to me. Wow. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it, yeah. Okay. All right. From Lek989, coming from a Cowie guy with Pro Circuit's track record over the last few years, was Chance Hymas' Hymans, decision to go to Honda career-changing? How different, if any, would the results be? What do you think? I mean, Mitch is in a bit of a rut. Yeah, he really is. Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, it, it, it actually is weird if you look at it, if you zoom out a little bit. Hymas was a Team Green kid, right? Yeah. And then went to Honda. Yeah. Ryder D, we all know he's not there next year either. He's not? Where's he going? Uh, he'll also be on a red bike, I'm pretty sure. Really? Gas, gas, yeah. gas. Um, gas, gas. Dax Bennett, KTM kid all the way through to Yamaha right at the pro. You know, three really, really, really good amateurs all changed right at the last second before they turned pro, which I don't know if that's happened in the past. I mean, usually they roll right in, but I just think that that's kind of interesting that those three, yeah. who I think are all going to be really good, yep. are all kind of like switching either before or during like their rookie season, which yep. that's to me is crazy. So. Well, and usually, like, uh, uh, Deegan, he was on the Orange Brigade, but oh, on yeah. 85, then he switched over to Star. Mm-hmm. Did he too. switch he on a big bike? So did he ever ride KTM big bikes? Or no. No, no he went oh. from Super yeah, Mini. Okay. He went Super, Super Mini, Mini right to 250. To, yeah. I think, and Jim knows this even from his day, like, look, if you're Chance Hymas and Chris Hymas, the dad, and you got Honda HRC knocking and saying, you're, we're going to specialize in you and the Lawrence brothers, and you're going to be our 250 program. You and no one it. else? Take it. You take it. Never yeah. mind. You can do your own gear deal and everything else. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From Sportingwood 303 can we get some insight on the club-changing manufacturer's rumor? I just, yeah, I don't know if it's happening. I have no idea, but I think they're talking. But that's it. That's all I know. Um, from Fast 88 Tuttle, where does J. Coop end up next year? Back to Star, sitting out SX and doing 250 MX or 450 full-time? I think he should be 450 full-time with Star. Will they? I mean, who, uh, what are they looking like? Well, they got Coop. Dylan is up in the air. Dylan Eli, had a meeting. Eli's up in the air? Yeah. Dylan had a meeting with Hap Suzuki, who may change manufacturers also, but I don't know. Hmm. I think if you're star, Bobby Reagan, you've had this guy in your system. He's a, reno, he's a winner. You keep him. I think he showed a lot in 450 races this year. Justin Cooper did, so. Yeah. I hope, really I hope well. it doesn't happen to him, but. It feels very Joey Savacci-ish to me where he might be like that weird odd man out. And my only message to that whole generation of guys that are kind of like Joey, hold on a little longer. We're about to have a major, like five, six guys are about to all retire here in the Mm -hmm. next year or two. They're all 30, 31, 30. I mean, they're all about to be done, which means there's going to be a lot of spots soon. Just hang in there. Even Savacci, just hang in there. You're what about I think his time's come. I think he'll be back on a factory bike within the next year or two. Just yeah. what, because what, it's going to open up. What about Tomac? You think he's going to retire? I mean, I can't speak for him, but if I was him and I watched the first eight motos of the outdoors, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me, but I also didn't go very far because of that attitude. Right. So there's that. But I wouldn't want to do nothing. I wouldn't want to race jet if I was him. From Ty, Daniel, what's your favorite drill to have your athletes practice? Drill? Mm, I've been kind of doing some new stuff, just kind of working. You know, Next Level 101 out in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I completely forgot. I haven't even told you yet, Jim. Uh, I'm actually going to be a part owner there. Really? Forward. Yeah, oh, wow. So, um, which is exciting because you move across the country and you're like, oh, I know there's a track near here somewhere. Come to find out it's really close and it happens to be with two people I really like and... 
we mesh and gel. And now, yeah. So um, I've actually been working with a lot of kids on Tuesday, Thursday nights. We have like afternoon sessions, beginners, novices, just kids yeah. starting. And what we've been working on is working on the range of the ways you can ride. Because, uh, Steve, you'll, I think you'll, you'll like this. Tomac, Cairoli, both legends, right? Mm-hmm. They don't ride the same, like, at all. Like, they're completely different riders. A lot of their techniques are different. Even, like, Dungy Villapoto. Go back to that era. Two completely different riders, mm-hmm. yet very equally successful. Yeah. And that kind of tells me that there's not a one certain way to ride no. a motorcycle. There's no. multiple right ways yeah. to ride. Uh, Mike Bell was a champion. Ricky Carmichael was a champion. It, 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 you, you exactly. Yeah. They're different. So what I've been doing with these kids, and they're all new, right, is I've been pushing the range, like, making them do stuff that is extremely one way and extremely the other way. And then letting them choose what they want. And you can tell right away which kid likes to do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then from there, then you expand on that style of riding. So instead of saying, I want you all to ride like this, some kids ride like Villapoto. They like to ride with the back tire spinning at all times. And some like to carve with the front tire. Mm-hmm. Until you push the range and you really explore like the different yeah. ways to ride, you don't really know what you like. And then once you like something, then you can grow on that. But even then, we still push the drills with a lot of range. So... That, I would say that it's it's been really fun to almost le- relearn how to coach. I, I love that about so. our sport where you can win on any bike, like almost basically, and you can be any type of body style, and you can win. Like F one, you know NASCAR, you need the car, you need the team, you need all this bullshit to win. Motocross, sometimes it just comes down to you. Zach Osborne, you know? Zach Osborne, yeah. he won four championships with micro grips <laughs> and sitting on the middle of the seat in corners. Yeah, that is what, what you would think that is not allowed to be done. Yeah. and he. Yeah. Killed people yeah. like that. So Damon, to me, Damon Huffman had like no muscles. Yeah, he was like two times Supercross champion. He was like the skinny as a rail. Yeah, so you know, and, and I, but each rider, every rider is different. You know what works for you is not going to work for you, and it's not going to work for me. You have to find out what works yeah. for you, you, exactly. and you, and work on it. That's and, why there's these guys on Instagram, these ex racers that are telling you how to ride. It's like you don't. You can ride any way you want. You don't have right. the secret. If you had the secret, you'd be a, a trillionaire. Yeah. Because everyone would come and pay you. Look, look at the, like, look at two of the legends. I'm looking at the jersey right now. Kyroli. Did he look like Everts? Yeah. No. No way. Not even at all. They rode completely different. They're both complete legends. Which yeah. means there is not the way to ride. Well, There's not. your yeah. way. You have to find it. And the yeah. way to find it is to push the range of riding like everybody does to see which one fits you. However, so that, that's been really fun. However, I'd like to ride like Sexton and Jet, please. Oh, I mean, yeah, if, if, if that's your style, if, <laughs> if that's what works right. for you, but could you imagine Villapoto, if, yeah. if you told RV I wanted to go out and ride like Jet, he wouldn't even yeah. he'd be like, what? Yeah. Couldn't do it. I'm that's thinking not him. maybe you need to emulate more like Marty Tripes. Tripes? Okay. Tripes. Yeah. JoJo? JoJo. Yeah, yeah. JoJo, JoJo was, was good, fast. right? Dude, JoJo was fast. There's a lot of JoJo stories about how good he was. Yeah, yeah. he was phenomenal to watch, especially at Southwick. Yeah. By the way, Jim, do you see my uh, my new jersey? I added that Barnett one. I bought it off the road to recovery thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. From '85. Yeah, Answer yes. Products when they sponsor yeah. on the Kawasaki. Yeah. Yeah. Barnett, bomber. The, the bomber. He was a bad dude. He was. Yeah. He he would he would uh, he'd fill up his gas tank down in Illinois and train, just ride his ass off, yep. run it out of gas, push it back, fill it up again, and go back out again. <laughs> Crazy. But that worked for him. It's not going to work for you or, no. or Steve. No. All right, from Coke Man. Oh, boy. Who gets the 250 spot at Designations, RJ or Deegan? Yeah, we were just talking about that. There it is. Yeah. Whoever gets, whoever beats yeah. the other one. Way to, yep. pay, way to pay attention. From Blackwater Stout. 
What are the odds privateer supercross specialists like Starling and Morans ride a few outdoor nationals and attempt to acquire, acquire enough points to get into playoffs? No, Morans uh, is doing uh, world supercross. Starling said yeah. on Twitter, pretty much like I'll see in the LCQ. He, he's like, I'll be in the LCQ. I don't care. Yeah. So he's just going to jump in that. He's just going to hop in yeah. 21 you know to 30. Though, I don't even know if Starling will make the LCQ cut. With the way these points are racking up yeah. in, in outdoors, like I don't even know. I was going to say, for the be- this being the first year of combined points where it's going to be official – it might not be what the rest of the years look like with yeah. the injuries this year. Yeah, I don't know if these all these Master, guys are getting this. Master much. Pool is four points out or something. Oh he yeah, or? he could get to tenth by the end of this yeah. thing just yeah. at the rate just, he's going. Yeah, I, I mean, think they, I think so. So so should they fix that? Like obviously, there's 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 twenty two chances outdoors versus seventeen indoors, and then you have you know the lack of depth in outdoors. Should they fix that or no? It is what it is. I think it is what it no, is. No, but I, I have a, part I of do the sport. Have, right. If you got injuries, you got injuries. I do so. have a fix, though. I have a fix on something very easily fixable. Are you ready for this? Yeah. East and West right now in 250 Supercross is off by one. Do you notice that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah so I the points that. are different. Yeah. So the easiest way to figure that out and to make them equal is to only have one East-West showdown Yeah. or three. Two is the problem mm-hmm. because of the way it numbers up. Right. They should have three. And um, that would give the other coast that last extra yeah. one to catch up because mm-hmm. they would get to go on the other coast around. Yeah. yeah. And that would be one more the East-West a- showdown. A- I'd, like to see, yeah. I'd like to see three. So that, yeah. there's your solution to fixing that. You don't have to do weighted points, whatever. Yeah. Add a East-West showdown. Give us three. It's the freaking best race of the year yeah. anyway. Give us one in February, mm-hmm. you know, late March. April, and May. yeah. So. From Kiefer's Left Shoe. Will the Pulp Mex Mandalorian know who the gay Suzuki rider was? So ma- not Mandalorian, it's Mandarin. Well, he said Mandalorian, yeah, and I just Mandarin. changed it. Okay, it's Mandarin, and no, they will not know. Uh, Do you remember that, Jim? Do you remember the gay Suzuki rider? It's a big thing, like in 02, 01, I, I remember that. That's when I was racing. There was some rumor that there was a gay Suzuki rider, and he's going to come out at riders' meeting. Factory rider? No, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, but we were all running around trying to wonder who the gay Suzuki rider was. <laughs> go up to the, hey, are you gay? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and then, yeah, so... I don't I'm, think it's called gay now. I think it's oh. called open-minded. Open-minded, okay. open-minded? Yeah, yeah, sure. You know. Got it. DB, did you listen to the show last week? Did you hear Kiefer's rant more specifically? I didn't, but what was it? Okay, so... Oh, oh sorry. Want me to tell him? You're, yeah, you're Yeah, good. okay. Kiefer had a rant. It was kind of bizarre. He was really upset about it, which was weird. He He cannot stand... When the parents are writing the Instagram captions for their nine-year-old kids <laughs> as the kid. not Like if you say, hey, this is Tommy's dad and we went to Oak Hill yeah. and we love Pro Circuit, that's fine. And Kiefer hates it when it's like, as the kid, you're right, had a great day today doing 20s and changed the top end on my KTM with a Wysco piston and really loved my ORW truck parts. Like Kiefer... I mean, I agree with you him. You can get fucked. I agree with him. It's kind of dumb. But he was very insistent that stop trying to make it sound like you're the kid. All right, I just got to. He wants to know if I, you agree with that. I got to check and see what I've posted on my kid's Instagram the last few real quick. Hold on a second. <laughs> so he says either make it, either let the kid do it himself and with all these mistakes and sure. whatever. Or say, hey, this is the dad. Yeah. Here's what Tommy, yeah. you know. Okay. I, I, I write as him. 
Oh, but boy. I but it's always like one sentence like I'm a lucky kid and then I tag my new bike tag. So like I I do as him, but I'm not like making statements. I'm not like oh, I think you I'm not like still, speaking no, on behalf I, of no, him. I'm just putting you, something. I think you are his rant. I think you're part of it. Yeah. Uh, and he's old enough he can ride his own. Yeah. My kid? Yeah, yeah he's 13 oh, with no. a mustache. Hell no. He has a mustache. I took his Instagram away from him just like a month ago. <laughs> Got in a search engine. Oh, really? Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Clippy clippy from the Instagram. <laughs> Searching boobies. He's he he's at an interesting age right now where he's looking up some stuff and he's too influ- he's too influenced at the moment. <laughs> He'll like ask me something. I'm like, where'd you get that? And I know exactly where he gets it from. So and he's super cool and honest with yeah, me about yeah, stuff. But I just he's two years away from getting his Instagram back. Big so boobs. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're. I think I think you're the subject of. Maybe it, right? I am. Yeah. Maybe I am. Yep. So you don't I mean, agree. I mean, I, if he is saying the people that go and like preach on there and, and go into detail, but like if He's I'm going to post for my kid, do I just not put anything at all and just put a picture? I have to put something like, like his last photo well, just, was him on the gate. Say, I put, hey, this is Daniel. Evan uh, got fourth at the race. and See, now I'm the opposite yeah. way. I'll have my kids post stuff for me because I don't know how to post. But I did that one for you. That was all me. And, and believe me, it took me 30 minutes to figure out that post, making sure I had everything, so all the So do you not post cr- at all or no? No, I post. Oh, you yeah, do? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I just, the, the pictures sometimes, like if you look at my last post, my, yeah. my son James, he finished second in the Michigan Open yeah. for golf. And I went to post a picture of the the name of the uh, series, the PGA yeah, thing, and yeah. then the results. And I only got that half, and then I had to put another one of the yeah, results. Right, and right. I, sometimes I don't know how to do all that so kind of stuff. Did, someone told me. Uh, I just want to let you know. I, I updated. I edited my son's post here, Steve. You could read it just for clarification. Love being back on the gate. By the way, this is his dad posting this. Yeah, that's perfect. Go. That's, that's perfect. great. That's perfect. That's so great. there we Keep, go. I'm Ty Kiefer. Ty Kiefer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so someone told me that the guy who was leading the U.S. Open, your your son was roommates with him or something? Yeah, Zan- Xander Shoffley. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at San Diego State. Xander's yeah. a good kid. Good kid, and, yeah. uh, He didn't yeah. end up winning? No, yeah. no. He, I think he ended up like eighth or something. Okay. Him and Ricky Fowler shot a 62, the opening round. Yeah. Oh, that was the kid then. He shot that record low thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Him yeah. and Ricky Fowler uh, did it. And, uh, yeah, when Xander, I, I used to go down to watch him play college, you know, uh, golf mm-hmm. and I would buy dinner afterwards well when Xander made it big and making millions I call I said hey man I ain't buying dinners anymore <laughs> you're buying me yeah, dinner yeah. that's right <laughs> nice. alright uh, from Braden Nielsen as one who wears contact lenses and rides moto do any riders wear contacts that you know of has anyone had LASIK to not run into vision problems definitely LASIKs out there mm-hmm. I don't know about contacts I said on show but I thought Sexton wore contacts, but I guess that he would doesn't. be brutal. Um, I, I wore contacts forever racing. Really? Oh yeah. Oh always. really? Oh yeah. No, you didn't like case something and it fly out uh, or anything? No, a few flutters at speed, yeah. like uh. a little fluttering here and there. But you just, yeah, never really had huh. a problem. Yeah. Hmm. So I wore contacts forever. I got LASIK maybe. Yeah, 10 I don't years know ago. anybody that wears contacts really? racing. Yeah. Oh shit. Me neither. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. I know Jared. My son, the, the, the SWAT guy, mm-hmm. he got the LASIK because yeah. he did wear contacts and it was jacking with him when he was shooting and stuff. Right. So he, he did have the LASIK, and he's only like 28 years yeah. old. From not Alexander, if you remove Jet from the 450 series, who is your title favorite? Masterpool. AP. <laughs> Masterpool. <laughs> Honestly, the kid's crushing it. He yeah. is yeah. sick, man. Yeah. And he's going to be good at Redbud, too. He's always oh, good yeah. at Redbud. Yeah. yeah. 
What was the deal with Master Pool? Like, you know, at Red Bud, you talk about that when he was a star racing, he led all the way and everything. But, like, how come star, like, how come his career didn't keep going? I'm, I'll just, I'll, I'll say it because I was so confused by this forever. Yeah. But the for him to not have gone to the GPs a couple of years ago yeah. is, I think, is such a missed opportunity. Mm. He's so good at outdoor and the Supercross stuff just never really took. I think he got right. on it too late. Oh. If that kid would have went to the GPs two, three years ago, mm-hmm. we, we could have like an American competing over there. I mean, he's that good on a motorcycle. And if all he had to do was outdoor only, I mean, I, I look at the competition over there now. It's a bunch of young kids kind of figuring it out. Like yeah. if he was on one of the best teams over there, he could be winning that right now. If he would have went probably two years ago and learned the tracks and then got used mm-hmm. to the travel. So I always look back on that and go, man, like. Yeah. That, I feel like that was a misfire right there. Uh, he got hurt a lot, Jim. Uh, him and his dad, they, they don't always fit in well with some teams. They oh, want to okay. make, make a lot of their own decisions that, oh. don't, that don't suit teams. You know, they have their belief of training and riding. Right, right. And they want to be down there. Teams are like, hey, we don't really want you down there. We want you to, you know. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of, like, so I don't think there's been a gelling of, of the dad and the kid and teams. So he's gone through some teams. That's he's bur- too bad. He's, he's burnt through some teams too, yeah, right? That's too bad. So, um, yeah. But he's doing a great job now. From Rex Easley, Blair, I listened to Six Feet Under today. What's the biggest crowd main event played? Biggest crowd? Uh, we played Warp Tour um, uh, 07 or 08. Um, we had a big show in Europe once in Prague. Um, as How far as that I'm, one end? Not good. I listen to that on the main, main show. That's a good story. It's not a good story. I'd never go back. Um, to Prague? Why? Prague? You didn't like it? I loved it, but just... You would never go back or you're not allowed back? <laughs> uh, it just I'll never go back. But no, um, we are. I would say if, to make it more, I guess, understandable, our, our biggest show, I'd say we opened for Buck Cherry. Um, we opened for, you know, kind of bands at that level. So something like that size, mm-hmm. you know, 1,500, 2,000 fans or something like that uh from adam's elbow do master pool's results say more about himself cowie's being good or ktm's being bad himself yeah for sure it's the rider yeah you just you can watch him he's yeah uh ride-engineering.com by the way pulp fan 20 is the code to save they're gonna have the split clamps in stock here real shortly uh thanks to the ride-engineering.com guys pulp fan 20 someone's calling Uncle Jim. That was your buddy, Jordan Burns. Oh, okay. I had to put him on oh. silent. I thought I had it on. Uh, I thought I had it on okay. uh, silent. Uh, he might call me too. We opened for Jordan. We opened for Strung Out too. Yeah, um, there you go. You missed him. That's why he's calling me. Yep. Him and, <laughs> him and Big B. Yeah. RideDeskEngineering.com. All right. Uh, we don't have a lot of great ones tonight. Last one from okay. Ollie Kingston. It's a future headlines. Crappy Pete. I missed tits. Yeah. We we really didn't have a lot of good ones today. I tried. Uh future headlines. Hurlings one one at Southwick or A Ray defeats Jet in the last moto of a perfect season. Hurlings. <laughs> but Hurlings is injured now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. He he's well, not gonna come back no. for a while. No. Then A Ray. A Ray beating it's Jet. The only one, yeah. It's the only one possible. Sure. Yeah. 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 He's got better odds than zero. A race uh, filter flew off this weekend. I heard you say that. Yeah, that's never happened to me before. No, no, it only happens to guys like A race. I don't even get it. <laughs> well, you know, at, at uh, Hangtown, RJ uh, Wageman, yeah. his brake, uh, you know, where it goes into the master cylinder, yeah, yeah. It, it backed out. I've never heard of those backed, backed out. out twice. What? 
Yeah. The, the banjo boat. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I go, if it backed out the first time, you should have safety wired it. Yeah. Throw a little hole and safety wired yeah. it. Anyhow. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. Oh, that's horrible. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Uh, job of the week. Post up your resume up there. Find a, find a company in the industry to get you started in the industry. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Job of the week. Product manager. Full-time job in uh, Ohio for Kenda Tires. Kenda Rubber is a leading manufacturer of wheels and tires for ATV, bicycle, golf, industrial, and more. And uh, they are looking for a full-time job. You are a product management and development functions for the power sports division, managing multiple product lines uh, and as well. So great mountain bike tires, dirt bike tires as well. Uh, product manager at Kenda Tires, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Please check it out. Thank you to those guys. Nice. And uh, get started in the industry that way. Uh, voicemails. Oh, go ahead. Speaking about hurlings, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get a hold of John Vanderberg? Never text me back. He didn't? No. Should no, I call he, him, maybe? Yeah, call him. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll call do that. him again. Yeah. He, was, he was down with it, though? He was Absolutely. Cool? Good, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text him again. Uh, I'm doing a podcast with Sweeper and Rollerball coming mm. up. Nice. A couple of your rivals. What do you remember about Hoover? Do you remember much about Hoover? Yeah, Hoover was a factory Yamaha rider yeah. in Canada. I yeah. remember he had, uh, he always liked white gear. He had white gear all the time, and yeah. he was number two. Yeah. Because Rollerball obviously yeah. was number one. Yeah. He, he was always number two. But yeah, great guy. Traveled with him over in Europe and oh, stuff. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, like when you, where, where, what would you do in Europe? Like, uh, like Supercrosses, yeah. yeah, in uh, Sweden. As a matter of fact, we stayed back. When Ross got hurt, his spleen or oh, his kidney, kidney, yeah, yeah, and, and Hoover and I, before we t t traveled off, we waited there until uh, oh, wow. Ross's girlfriend came. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've traveled a little um, bit with Hoover. Uh, that was when Ross had a fa uh, he had a trial with a Cowie five hundred team for the GPS yeah, around yeah. that time or something, mm -hmm. and that kidney kind of yeah. did him in. Uh, Jim, I was I'm doing a story. I'll get the voicemails here right away. I'm doing a story uh, on Racer X on sort of like Ty Masterpool, mm -hmm. uh, Cody Shock. Gavin Grasick, Freddie Norn. There's all these guys in nationals. John Short recently had a year like that too, right? Wasn't he? he a, I don't know. Did John do it? Like two years ago, he was. But no, you're thinking of uh, Cody. Uh, Cody Shock. Cody Shock. He was, had a good I performances. Thought, yeah. He was in so the top ten. We're looking John back Short. at Racer X on privateers who crush it outdoor nationals, and there's a lot of them, right? It happens every so often. Yeah. Um, and I went back to Alan King in '84. Yep. Uh, Brian Myerskoff yeah. and you, he beat you by a few points, yeah. but in 85, yeah. it was Myerskoff or you. Yeah. yeah, You were one of those guys that mm -hmm. was probably like, everyone's like, hey, give him a factory bike. Rah, 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 you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, Brian, Brian was riding uh, Hondas and I was riding Yamahas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Alan King, I think he was riding for Team, uh, Tam. Team Tam. Yeah, he won a national. Yeah. But there's uh, always been this history of, sure. of privateers in the premier class outdoors. Yeah. Getting their licks in on, on oh, yeah yeah, getting their licks in on private on factory guys so yeah it's interesting you were that guy for a couple of years well that's good yeah. Yamaha back then they paid good contingency too yeah that was, yep. uh, what would you have called nice. Kyle Lewis back in those years yeah, when he was doing that same thing right because yeah, he was yeah. killing those right. starts leading yeah, yeah. ninety six Nolene he was really good and mm -hmm. Moto Triple X yeah. of course he was he was yeah. great too. yeah so. But uh, then also Kyle went to Japan. He won mm -hmm. a couple yeah. uh, J Japanese uh, Grand Prix. And then when he would come back to here, he would have factory bikes, though, mm -hmm. yeah. when he came over here. Yep. I talked to Kyle recently this year, and yeah. he's coaching a bunch of kids yeah. and yeah. a bunch of fast kids. Uh, 702-586-7857. Leave a voicemail if you want. And, uh, yeah, here's some of the best of the best, including a couple of bizarre ones. But uh, <laughs> that's what happens on our show. So here's the voicemails for the week, uh, week that was. Hey, Mathis. Huge fan, man. 
Um, I live on the East Coast and work mornings, so I don't get to call into the live show. But uh, I had a funny story. Quick, I'll make it quick. Um, I was at a job uh, this week, and the guy that the customer they were working for was getting some equipment ready. And some of it was ready, and some of it wasn't ready. And we were talking about the schedule, and um, I just kind of I said, "Yeah, it's no problem. We'll get there when it's time." And he looked right at me and said, "You listen to Pulp and Max." Uh, and I thought it was funny. Uh, somebody else uh, caught that really obscure yeah, reference. Worry, we'll get there. So we'll wanted to share it. Anyway, yeah. have a good one. That's Thank great. you. You know, I gave uh, Hayden a little when it's time. Yeah, yeah, that was in great. an interview. I yeah. think it was uh, the mud one. Yeah, yeah that was I dropped awesome. it in there on him a little bit. It was funny. He even gave me a little. <laughs> like you I think, think he, about it. I think he I, he must have because he definitely. I. I it, it's not a weird thing to say, you know. Yeah, hey, right. Who's be out there when it's time? But he knew it enough to where he double yeah. took it. Was right. like, yeah. <laughs> got it. Hey, how's it going, Pulp? Uh, Long time listener. Uh, I just want to say, JT's arms, schmedium or not, those biceps are popping. Uh, love to see it. Uh, calves last week. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, good for you. That's all I got to say. Good for you, JT. Um, also, all about Mark's uh, coming on to the show a lot more. His uh, his takes are A1. Uh, I don't know what he gets paid, but Plenty. it's probably not enough. Plenty. Thanks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this job is not that hard. It's hey, not. Jagger, Jagger did it. Jagger did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here, mate. I just got listening. Just got done listening to the show. Great show, but fuck me, that Lewis Phillips guy. Fucking restrict him once a year only. Fucking giggles like a schoolgirl the entire time, and I've never heard someone fucking draw breath that sounds so fucking annoying. <laughs> fuck it, hell, get that fucking prick off, and I'm done with him. It's fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> That's harsh. Is that why you told Lewis not to listen yeah, to that? Yeah, there's another one. Oh, there's God. more coming up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boys. How you doing? Just calling in to let you know uh, Lewis Phillips has got to be the most painful fucking idiot on this planet to listen to. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you probably already know that. That guy's a fucking moron. Have yourselves a nice day. I like Lewis. Hey, fellas. Jay from the north. Here's one for you. What happens when Matasevich sees salad? Chicken sees a salad. <laughs> dude, these are our listeners. This is this is this is our listeners. Check out my boat, dude. <laughs> these are our listeners. Uh, hey, Steve. Uh, just wanted to call and say thanks for for all the stuff that you do, all the podcasts and stuff. Really keeps me entertained for a while. Um, just finished up listening to show 547 with with Lewis Phillips on there. The fucking guy who never <laughs> grilled a burger blew my mind. But the real thing I'm calling about is if you guys were going to the Northeast Vet Nationals at Southwick this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me know. I'd like to meet you. Plan on doing that race. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks again for all the stuff that you do. Peace. Yeah, tell Lewis to go drink a weak cup of tea, bro. You're the sexton ship captain. Mm-hmm. God damn. And the motherfucker doesn't even know who the Beatles are? Mm-hmm. He's got to be joking, right? 
Like, he's not. that has to be a joke. <laughs> it's got to be a shtick, like, uh, like the Corey Moser thing and how you guys don't know him. It's shtick, right? Either fucking way, drink a weak cup of tea and put some fucking sugar in it, buddy, because you're wrong. You, Steve is the captain, mm-hmm. okay? Thank you. Steve is the captain. Thank you. Dark. Yeah, Steve, I just want to call up and have a little race tech rant about this fucking Lewis bloke. <laughs> You're the captain of the ship. Let's, let's start there. Thank Lewis you. is definitely not the captain. But how are you going to expect people to follow you when you're wearing that fucking cheap, janky hat? Piss it off, mate. Get a decent hat. If I got on a ship and I walk up and see the captain wearing that hat, guess what? I'm getting off the fucking ship. I think you can afford something better. Get something nicer. Okay. You've got those big ceilings. Obviously, you've got the money. Get a decent hat. That's it. Thanks for everything you do. What's the debate about the captain thing? Is well, it like, which just, one of you... Yeah, he... I mean, I... Which I, one of you is on board first? Right, exactly. He's claiming that he was in Europe calling Sexton, you know, I call it the title yeah. on show 500. True. Yeah. We, did, we Send that hat on right over here. <laughs> there you go, sir. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> then again, you did call him to pull a McGrath. You can I have did. it back. I you, did. You, you, I said you called he was going to be McGrath. Yeah, yeah, so you can have it yeah. back. Mathis and the rest of you guys, look, man, I'm not going to sit on the phone for three hours on hold like a jackass just to finally get on the show and have you guys treat me like a jackass for being on hold for three hours. So I'm just going to leave you a message. Be done with it. Peacock, the coverage is awesome, right? It's like a rebirth. It's like I, it's great. I'm still in therapy over what Mav TV did to me. I have anger issues, okay? (laughs) That being said, the thing that they did when they were doing, oh, Thunder Valley was the night show, and they were like flashing these images Every second, boom, 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 and some guy got like a new program. What? Do you know what he's talking about? Peacock, so okay. he gets. Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, no. Okay. Th- Thunder Valley when they ran yeah. the national at night. No, no, I don't think he's talking about this year, but something about night show. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I couldn't. I was wondering if somebody knew on this talent. Fiddle around. Hmm. I got nothing. Okay, thank you. Make this little image thing and move shit all around. That was completely idiotic. Right? Come on. Did you guys see that? It, you know, they could do better. It was, a, it was a great idea, poorly executed. I get that they only have a very short time to put the content in, and they tried to jam, you know, 50 pounds of shit in a five-pound bucket, and that was complete nonsense. They could have done a better job. The other thing, okay, everybody's talking, Deegan, you know, freaking danger child, all this stuff, whatever, and, and Hunter, right? And and. Detroit, JT said it, and you guys got it most of the way there. But you know what? Hunter interrupted in that press conference to chime in to say, oh, no, that's racing. Oh, you you know, everybody gets all excited when somebody does something and blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, you just wait. Just wait, right? So what I want to see is not just, you know, Deegan wagging around in front of him and, and, you know, riding like a – Riding like he shouldn't. I want to see Deegan clean him out. I want to see maybe Hunter breaks his arm, right? You know, his own arm, right? And and then I want to see Hunter get up and say, "That's racing, right?" Oh no, what this is this is motocross. Why is everybody all excited? 
he got a little appetizer of what Deegan could offer him. I want to see it when it goes sideways. And, and I want to see Hunter now stand up and be like, oh, no, that's just racing, right? Anyway, thanks for all you do. Thanks for the show. Uh, yeah, give me a three pair of goggles and a helmet arm, and three other things. <laughs> I don't know about breaking his arm, but, I mean, yeah, I, did, I didn't like Hunter saying that in a press conference defending Deegan that time over, you know, the, oh, the Jordan Smith stuff. And, you know, because well, if, I didn't, if it is a teammate, if, if you know, if, if his teammate's riding like that, he's going to get pissed. I don't think Hunter was defending Deegan as much as he was getting in his own info. I think he was addressing the Thrasher thing and using that moment as a way to get it in. That's what I think. If you listen back, you're talking about Detroit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go listen back. Hunter was talking about himself. He was talking about Thrasher and he paralleled. The situation. But why jump in when Deegan was getting questioned? Ah, uh, because he was just getting best. questioned over over aggressive riding, aggressive riding, and he was sensitive over the Daytona stuff that he was getting hammered on for hitting Thrasher in the sand. And I think he used it as an opportunity to say, "You guys like spicy stuff," and then you complain about it when we, you know. So I, I don't think he was even. He, I think he used that as a way okay. to bring up his own Thrasher Daytona thing. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay, if you listen back. And uh, yeah, you don't have my phone number. Later. Hey, Mathis. I wanted to call in and let you know that I totally agree with you on how tight the pants are these guys are wearing nowadays. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's I like guess him. it is athletic wear, and maybe it's just some sort of weird fashion statement like JT's hair. But I've been calling Jet Mr. Moose Knuckle for a couple weeks now. And oh my God, at Thunder Valley, his pants were so tight, you could see the lines of his butthole. <laughs> While that might be okay for Kiefer, I think maybe it needs to just be reined in a little bit. I, agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the donut guy as much as the next girl. But, yeah, this is definitely going a little too far. Yeah, I agree. The stuff's so tight, man. Yeah, Bar- I, Barsha's I, I, pants have been pretty tight here yeah. for the last year or two. Huh? That's for sure. Barsha. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I tried on a pair of, you know, to be hip, those skinny jeans. Uh-huh. Fuck. I hate them. <laughs> I can't even move in them. Yeah. I don't know how they move in the ro- – I, I need yeah. something to move around in, yeah. you know? Uh, I don't know. Hey, just listened to the last show, and uh, Frappy Pete is fucking hilarious. We need more of that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy's fucking hilarious. Frappy Pete's His body punch. monotone just answers, and just like, yeah, that, that, that guy's atti- attitude he has is, is awesome, and yeah, we need more. I miss tits. I miss Good. tits. Bad. I want you to play this on the air, you ass. Mm. You're a sellout, <laughs> is what you are, Steve Mathis. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. You gotta get Spotify. You're gonna sell out. You're a punk, is what you are, dude. Punk. You lost many, many, many listeners, and I'm sure your voicemails <laughs> filled up with people what? just like me. What's he talking about? Kiss ass. I I, I didn't hear one thing here, about dude. about you're Spotify. Fucking. I didn't. I, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I he said many many lists. I've not heard from one person anything about Spotify except for this Do, guy. I don't know if he. I don't know if he thinks that only podcasts on Spotify are, are ones that Spotify is paying. Like you probably hear about Rogan and you know these. Yeah. Other, oh, he thinks. Oh. That, he thinks you're like a Spotify contributor or something. Maybe I don't know if that's what he's thinking. Are, I, I we've mean, been on Spotify for years. Yeah, I yeah. There's no logic from this voicemail hmm. at all. Well, and the Rogan thing is different because he's getting paid by Spotify yeah, to yeah, not no. post on any other. Yeah, he's platform. exclusive. He's exclusive. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like, no. like Harry and Megan. We are not that way. <laughs> 
We we don't get they paid got, anything. They got Spotify. cut, didn't they? They got dropped this week. Great, I'm pretty great sure. Content creators, those those two. Yeah. Well, I don't want anybody shit talking my man. So. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so this guy calls back. Watch. Listen. Oh boy. Sell out, guys. <laughs> Sell out, buddy. Take a train back to fucking Canada. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's talking about. Does anybody know? Let me know. Hit me up. Screw the Canadians. I've not heard one word from anybody else. I don't know what this gentleman's talking Mm. about selling out Spotify. We've been on Spotify for years. We don't make any dollars. I mean, he sounds sober, so at least Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He sounds sounds all into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's the voicemail. out of your mouth while you're working. That's that's Mm. the, uh, yeah. Fuck you, you're fired. That's the voicemails for another day. Uh, Chad Reed, Phil Nicoletti, J.D. Beach. Best interview tonight? I'll go J.D. Beach. Yeah, I like J.D. J.D.'s cool. He's good, good I don't guy. know him well enough, so for me it was interesting just to learn more about him. Like, I met him this year for the first time, yeah. but it was for five minutes, so that was cool to like get to know him yeah. better. Okay. So, yeah, I'll go J.D. Beach. Right. You, you know, you had a lot of listeners in Australia because the time right now is yeah. like mid-afternoon yeah. down yeah. there, and they're listening. I, I know a buddy of mine listens all the time, Greg Scott, yep. and the keg. And the keg, I asked Greg, I go, why is he the keg? Oh, he thinks his junk is like a keg size you know real thick. oh yeah yeah the keg jeez uh i uh yeah i gotta get down to australia and and, and yeah look. you gotta go i do i do gotta get down there uh motorsport.com fly racing decal works x-brand goggles michelin rental race tech cherbies firepower maxima renegade racing fuels pro filter ogo power sports atlas neck brace dylan wright winning again Atlas Neck Yeah, I saw yeah that. 2-1 on the weekend. He came from like 30th in Moto 1. Who won Moto 1? Uh, Pettis. Mm. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Atlas Brace. Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, Pulp MX 20. It's the guy to save with Works Connection. Whether it's Guts or Works Connection, those are still your homies. Oh, yeah. yeah. NorCal guys. Talk to them. Talk to Andy from Guts yesterday. WUSA, thanks to John. Uh, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Wysco Piston, EVS, all on board with us as well. Uh, Jim, thank you, man. My pleasure. Thanks it's always up. good coming up, hanging out with the boys and yeah. stuff. And yeah. When you said Daniel was coming up, I, I said, well, let's have a surprise for him. Yeah. Can't believe it. That was great. Couldn't even believe uh, it. Yeah. I was shocked. Reunited super team. Yeah. Race day live. It was a good time. It was uh, good. Daniel, thanks again for coming yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, always, always a good time. Love it. Um, uh, main event moto. August or so. I think we'll come back yeah, in August. Come yeah. back in August. That's I tie it in because I, I got you know family in NorCal, and plus KTM obviously come out and get in the office for a few days, so... Next time I come west, I'll, I'll come hang with you again. All right. So, oh, by the way, for, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Marks, we got a, a DM for this. Uh, Grindstone Compound and FMF are teaming up to create a scholarship in Ryder Colvin's name, who passed away a few months ago at Mesquite, uh, which is a place I've ridden at quite a bit. And I don't know Ryder Colvin, but I heard some people who did, and they, they said he was an awesome kid. Uh, so there's a, there's a scholarship in his name. They encourage kids that have qualified for Loretta's and will be a trying, to go, trying to go apply. DM Grindstone Compound on Instagram to apply. Uh, they're raising money, and all of it will go to the rider selected. Visit RDC Racing on Instagram for more info on how to contribute via Cash App or Venmo. RDCRacing.com to learn more and help out for the uh, Ryder Colvin Scholarship. So uh, I meant to get that in. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Just RDC Racing on Instagram, not .com. But yeah. It says .com. Oh, did I put that on there? Yeah. Mm. No, I didn't. It just says RDC Racing on Instagram. Whatever. Can I give a shout out? Father's Day shout out? Yeah. To uh, Jesse Head um, from his kids, Cooper and Cole. Give him okay. a happy Father's Day. He's a listener of the show. All and right. I wanted to yeah. give him a shout out. I got a DM as well and wanted to shout out Jesse. There you happy go. Father's Day. All right. Sounds good. Uh, happy Father's Day to uh, everybody else. A day late. 
Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday. In Guatemala, yeah. it's Saturday. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, I called how my do buddy you know from, that? I walked because I called my buddy Hochi from Guatemala. And by the way, Hochi thinks I'm a doctor because of the anal be- leaching drops. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, he calls me Dr. Holly now. Okay. Dr. Holly. And I said, hey, happy Father's Day. Yeah. It was yesterday. I go, what do you mean it was yesterday? It's yeah. Saturday. He goes, no, in Guatemala and I guess Central America, they, okay. they uh, have it well, on the 17th. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned, everybody, for the Wildcat uh, Racing Team at Red Bud. They are going yeah, to have, have a new look. Are they at Red Bud Wildcat Racing? Was that me? <laughs> that is you. <laughs> that was me <laughs> from Hangtown Review Show. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Wildcat. Uh, great, great, great to have uh, those guys on board. Uh, Butron and Lucrecio have been crushing it. So, but I eat ass. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I want to thank the great Jim Hawley, World Supercross champion, privateer hero, ultra cross champion. One, three times? Two times? Twice. Twice. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, just a legend in the sport, whether it is on or off the track. Thanks for coming up. Daniel Blair, of course, main event moto. Marks, thank you. My pleasure. Talon, thank you. Yep, thank you. Thanks to Roto, Swisscore, Moser, Pookie, everybody else uh, involved in the show, listening and all of that. We're off next week. Uh, but we are back after after Red Bud, everybody. So, again, from the Pulp and Mech Show to us, thanks for listening. See you in a couple weeks. They are the biggest tools in the sport. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.